We're live. Painkiller already, episode 265. The triple sponsor. Yes, the triple sponsor episode. The first of uh, the triple sponsor episode. The uh, the first of which is Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code PKA at checkout to get 10% off. We're going to talk more about them later in the show. We also have um, audible.com. Audible is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. And uh, finally, Credit Karma. Uh, that's one that the, the Woodworth family actually put into, uh, put into use every day. So we'll talk more about all three of those sponsors later in the show. But uh, first things first, let's get to it. Yeah. Hey, Christopher Ryan, thank you for joining us. Hey, I, good to be here. I watched your TED Talk. I watched some of your Joe Rogan podcast. And uh, I feel like I have to start to know you. <laughs> so how did you well, skip a year of high school? What's the story with that? Like, you, you, so high here's school. What, you said this in the Joe Rogan podcast. You said that okay. throughout like all of school and every job, you always cheated the system. Oh, yeah. How did yeah. you do such a thing? Uh, I didn't skip a year of high school. I may have misspoken. I skipped a year of college, though. A little oh. over a year, actually. So okay. that, that must have been what I was thinking of. High school, I went to three different high schools, so there was really no time to scam any one of them. I was, you know, moving too quickly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I skipped my junior year of college. I found a loophole in the student handbook one night when I was, you know, high, probably. <laughs> uh, why else would I be reading the student handbook in my dorm room? And uh, I, I realized, like it said, you know, you have to complete a certain number of credits. You have to have taken these core classes and, and that's what you need to move on to senior year. And I was like, I've done all that and I'm a sophomore. So why do I need to be here next year? And I went to the administration and they were like, uh, well, it's an unspoken you know, assumption you're going to be here. And I was like, yeah, but that's not what it says. So and they were like, okay, fuck you. And so I left. I went to Alaska. And, and they changed the student handbook immediately. <laughs> I like that. So, and what'd you and, do in so Alaska? You just salted the earth and left. I just, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, sorry for those who came after. And then I actually scammed my way out of two thirds of my senior year. Um, uh, I spent that time in Mexico, but the administration thought I was on campus. Because I did six independent studies classes, I, I sort of schemed with professors. I went to the professors and I said, actually, I, I mean, I'm taking credit for this. It wasn't my idea because after I spent a year in Alaska, I went, I had to go back to school for senior year because there was, that was in the book. You know, you got to be here. And so I went back and I was, I had been on the road for close to a year. I'd been living in my tent and I'd been in prison and I'd, you know, done all this crazy shit in Alaska and I was done with college. You know, I was just fucking out of there. And, but my dad convinced me to go back and get my degree and, you know, and that was good advice. Um, but I refused to go back and live in the dorm. So I lived in my tent in this patch of woods out near the art museum and they didn't like that, and that caused another <laughs> problem. And then um, I was I was hanging out one night with the dean of students and the head of the English department, who were both friends of mine. And we were, you know, getting high and talking about life. And I was bitching and complaining about how stupid it was that I had to be in college, even though I was like I had done what I came there to do, right? And the dean said, "Well, why don't you just fuck off and go to Mexico or someplace?" He was an anthropologist, actually. And um, 
And I said, well, I can't because, you know, there's this regulation and, you know, and he said, look, here's what happens. Professors sign the paper for independent studies. Then it comes to me. I sign the paper. It goes in a file and no one ever sees it again. So I took the hint. I went to professors and I said, hey, do you think I'd learn more being here or traveling in Mexico? And I found three for each term, six different professors who said, yeah, Mexico. And I was like, will you sign this, please? And don't ask me any questions. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> did you get credits for nothing? Or did you like... Did I you got A's. Those are the best grades I ever got. I got six <laughs> A's. You, you just, you breezed past the prison thing. But how did you end up in prison while you were just forest gumping around the world through college? Um, I... I had been traveling with these guys I met on the ferry going up the inside passage in Alaska. And uh, you take the boat from Seattle up the coast through all these islands to Skagway or Haines. And then you hitchhike from there up through the Yukon. And it, it was a big, probably 10 days, you know, either sleeping in our tents or, you know, getting rides. And then we finally got a long ride all the way to Fairbanks. And when we got to Fairbanks... You know, we hadn't showered and we'd been eating, you know, salami and chocolates or whatever we had in our bag, nuts and stuff. And uh, so the first place we went was this laundromat that also had showers. And uh, it was sort of a deluxe laundromat. And we put all our stuff into the washing machines because we stank, you know. And, and so the three of us were like wearing shorts with no underwear, boots with no socks, a jacket with no shirt, and everything was in the washer. And then one of the guys wanted to call his girlfriend back in Colorado to tell her that he'd made it to Fairbanks. And there was a payphone at the grocery store across the street. So I said, I'll go over with you. And we left the third guy there watching our backpacks and stuff. And we went over, but the phone was occupied. So we grabbed a shopping cart while we were waiting for this guy to get off the phone. And we just started walking around this grocery store. But we'd been in the woods for 10 days. So we were like, you know, Russian immigrants, just like, oh, my God, look at all this stuff, you know. And <laughs> we were putting stuff in the cart as if we were actually shopping. And I, he took a, a kefir, like a liquid yogurt or kefir. I don't know how it's pronounced. And um, he drank that. And for some reason, like despite the fact that I'd been living on chocolate and nuts for the last 10 days, I decided to eat a Snickers bar dumbass move anyway i opened the snickers bar and i ate it and we put the empty things in the cart as if like we're gonna pay when we check out and then of course the guy got off the phone my friend called his girlfriend and we ditched the cart and left and the security guard busted us because he'd been watching us the whole time and then uh but it wasn't a big deal he was cool he said you know you just pay 20 bucks and and it's you know whatever it's no big deal so we went up to the office and while we were up there this cop came in and someone said, oh, they got some shoplifters upstairs. So he came up and then it sort of started spiraling out of control. And we ended up in this uh, medium security prison for Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A medium security prison because you wanted a Snickers and your yeah. friend some yogurt. Well, they in those days, I don't know what it's like now, but in those days they didn't have local jails. They just had these prisons in Alaska. And so if they want to hold you for a weekend or whatever, you're in the prison. And so they had medium and maximum. We went to the medium. But we were in there with murderers and rapists and the whole thing. And when they when they booked us or, or the intake, whatever it is, um, the guy doing the intake looked at our arrest reports and he was like, 
what the fuck is this? A Snickers bar? What, what the fuck? And we were like, yeah. I mean, the problem was I had weed in my pocket. I had a knife in my boot. All right. Neither one of those are illegal, but it was enough to make this short dick cop pissed off. And so he just, you know, got all riled up and then I mouthed off and I, I don't know, whatever. It was a long time ago. But so uh, the guy who did the intake was uh, really cool. And he was like, look, you know, this is bullshit. You guys. And remember, we're like two 20 year old kids, college kids with no underwear on, you know, showing up in prison in shorts like you don't. <laughs> You don't want to show up in prison wearing shorts. I don't remember. What Just one step easier. <laughs> yeah, I would want underwear for prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd want some, well. some underwear. So did you yeah, meet it was any it was awkward. Characters in prison. We did. We met. Um, we let all, yeah a lot of people that I remember. There, I mean, the the saving grace was this guy who did the intake was like, man, that cop's an asshole. You guys, you know, I'm going to sort of take care of you. So what he did was he said, I'm not going to put you in with the general population. You guys are going to sleep in cots in the gym, right? So you'll be alone at night. And during the day, you just stick together all the time. You go to every meal, you sit together, you go to the bathroom together, you shower together, and you'll get through this just fine. And so he, you know, I don't know what would have happened otherwise, but that was pretty cool. And, uh, but I remember we were sitting the, – the thing is there was all this oil money in Alaska. So the prisons were actually really nice. And so every meal was all you can eat. And there's a full salad bar with whole wheat <laughs> rolls and white rolls and blue cheese dressing and all this crazy stuff, right? And all you can eat but 20 minutes. So, so you just, it was just like, you know, this feeding frenzy. I remember we were sitting at this table and there was this guy across the table who looked like, um, I don't know, you guys are probably too young to remember this guy, but there were like in the 70s, there were all these revenge movies. What was his name? Charles Bronson. Mm -hmm. you, you know, Charles, like mustache oh, yeah, and yeah, tattoos yeah, yeah. and muscles and uh, kind of mean Paul looking. Creasy. Well, that's what this guy looked like. And he, he was like, and he looked up and he was like, he said, this is the best fucking prison I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, man. Us too. <laughs> so you get yeah. a, are you a doctor? A PhD? I have a PhD, yeah. So Did you cheat you, your way through that or legit? I hope you cheated your way through. <laughs> Find a loophole. Well, yeah, I mean if I did, I wouldn't want to tell you about it, would I? <laughs> no, all my they credibility can't take it now, would just be destroyed. <laughs> uh no, I didn't cheat my way through it, but I went to a school that is uh extremely uh, flexible in terms of what you want to study. And I was very, very lucky that University I hooked up Phoenix. with... Huh? <laughs> University of Phoenix, I said. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, something like that. No, it's fully accredited, and it's uh, it's actually a good school. They only do P uh, master's and PhD and only in psychology. Um, so there's no undergrad, and it's, it's uh, a lot of self-directed kind of stuff. So you decide what you want to study, hook up. It's sort of an Oxford-Cambridge educational system so you hook up with a professor who's an expert in the area that you want to learn and it's more of a mentorship kind of situation and I was lucky enough to uh, become friends with Stanley Krippner who's a world-renowned expert in in uh, all sorts of things paranormal parapsychology uh, mythology ethnobotany he's a fascinating guy um, so anyway he he really guided me through the doctoral process 
Hmm. What is parapsychology? Is that like the psychology of phantoms and ghosts? And yeah, it's it's the study of the you know what isn't uh, readily explicable uh, scientifically. He's a really interesting I, guy, Stanley, because he's. Like he does, he studies this stuff scientifically. So it could be anything from reincarnation to telepathy to psychic healing to all these sorts of things. Now he's, he's like scientific. A ghostbuster. Yeah, he's he's the original Ghostbuster. I mean, he's eighty three now, um, but back in the day, he was the guy who would be on the Johnny Carson show, the Tonight Show with the amazing Kreskin. And Kreskin would be doing his spoon bending, <laughs> mind reading stuff, and Stanley would be the scientist saying, "Well, you know, let's try. You know, if the they would have Stanley on there to explain what was happening or to um, debunk, you know, debunk it. Yeah, exactly. So it, and but oh. sorry, go ahead. I was gonna. I feel like my question asking is on a third grade level, but you believe in ghosts? That's what I'm getting from this. Me personally, uh, no, I've never had any experience with ghosts. Okay. No, but I certainly believe that there are, you know, I, I think that we in, in Western science um, make the mistake of thinking that the only things that exist are the things that we see through our particular lenses. And I think that trips us up a lot. We're like, you know, we're like a kid with a flashlight who thinks, you know, things don't exist except where I shine my flashlight. Yeah. What do you think is a good example of something that kind of escapes the bound of our flashlight, so to speak, that is um, out there that we can't prove. Placebo, right? How does placebo work? Nobody's ever explained it, and yet it's included in every scientific experiment that's been done in the last 50 years, uh, at least in, in medicine, right? Um, that's a huge effect. The color of the pill affects the response of people to it, and and on levels that are are not even conscious, on levels of how white blood cells respond, for example, which you know you can't consciously control, and yet that's affected by something like placebo and whether the doctor is a man or a woman, and healing rates of healing are affected by whether or not uh, the window in your hospital room looks out onto trees or onto a, a wall. You know, there are all sorts of things that we can't explain. Hypnosis. How does hypnosis work? There are hundreds of um, cases of, of major surgery that are done with no anesthesia at all other than hypnosis. How the hell does that happen? Nobody knows. Is that true? I had sure. never heard of, like, I, I always assumed hypnosis was mostly bunk since every time I watch it, it's like some asshole convincing a bunch of people that they're having sex on a, a stage in front of a bunch of drunk idiots laughing at them like, I never thought it was real. No, hypnosis is real. It's it's something that's difficult to study, and therefore uh, there's not a lot of a huge literature, but there's a significant literature, particularly of things like surgery done under hypnosis. The thing about hypnosis is that um, people have different uh, levels of what's called hypnotic ability, so and that appears to be largely um, genetic. Uh, runs in families. So, you know, you could have uh, five people and do the same technique with five of them. One of them might have a strong um, effect and the other four might be left completely, you know, like nothing happened. So when you see those stage hypnotists, before the cameras go on, they do screening of the audience. They'll have everyone stand up and 
you know, close their eyes and imagine that there's a, a breeze blowing on their forehead and then imagine the breeze getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And they'll notice that some people in the audience are leaning forward because <laughs> they're compensating for the breeze that they're Just imagining. Just a bunch of rubes <laughs> leaning <laughs> forward right into the ploy. <laughs> so, yeah, so they'll see those people who are leaning forward. Then the cameras go on and they'll say, I need some volunteers. And they'll point to the people that they already know have high hypnotic ability. So that's uh, so there is a scam going on, but it's not the hypnosis. It, it's the way it, it by, appears that they're choosing randomly. I think by high hypnotic ability, you mean gullibility. Yeah. No, it's it's not gullibility. It's ability. Yeah. You know what I think of it is? It, it sounds like someone who's susceptible to a placebo. Like it, it, to me, they're kind of hand right. in hand. You know, like if you right. can convince me to stop smoking, I don't smoke through hypno hypnosis, then. What if we could convince you to start smoking through hypnosis? Right? Oh, that's, that's called the, advertising. I want to see some destructive uh, <laughs> uh, hypno uh, hypnotism. That's what I want to see. I, I, now, I remember when they had the, the hypnotism expert come on, like the Stern Show. He suggested that smarter people were more difficult to hypnotize. So they always get a real moron to come in when they convince him, you know, his dick has fallen off or, or that he's yeah, actually a woman or something. That's not true. It no? has nothing. It has no relation with intelligence. It's a genetic trait, and in fact, uh, there's good reason to believe that it had a strong evolutionary um, benefit. So it's something that has been um, sort of uh, you know selected for in terms of Darwinian evolution, because you know the thing. The thing about you guys are, are framing it as gullibility, but the thing about placebo is the effects are real. So. If I can give you a sugar pill that will make your blood pressure go down and you're going to live five years longer, that's an advantage. That's not that you're stupid. That's that you've got a self-healing capacity that other people don't have. And if you imagine our ancestors living in hunter-gatherer tribes where there were no, you know, anti-blood you know, pressuring, lowering, you know, pills or whatever, uh, that would have helped you survive longer if the shaman could you know, blow in your face and blow some smoke and, you know, make some weird noises. And that would convince you that, I mean, voodoo death, voodoo death is real. People believe they're going to die, then they die. So it's not, you know, it's not about gullibility. It's about a way that the brain works that can have significant. But they have to advantage. believe that first, right? Yeah, I it's, feel like, I'm sorry, sure. it, it's not gullibility to me. It's a mindset, right? Like it, I wouldn't say that stupid people believe in God even though they're buying mm. into something from which there is no physical evidence or they, they can't be observed. Um, some people are just more faith-based and somehow hypnotism and believing in God sounds similar to me. You know, some people are just more apt to believe that this will work and then it does. Yeah. It yeah. Like it could have been a real advan advantageous thing to have, uh, like early humanity, like tribal gods and whatnot, like being able to convince yourself that you're being healed from your rock wound or the saber-tooth bite or whatever the fuck they were doing back then. Like just being able to believe that you were getting better and then having that actually take effect. Like I never thought of – that's really interesting. I never thought never of it as like a, a placebo tie-in. Yeah, that changes a lot of my perspective on it. Have you ever been hypnotized? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, I've I've been hypnotized. Why is it such yeah. a hard thing to I know why because hypnotism is a spectrum, right? I have talked to people who've been hypnotized yeah. who say that it's almost like an out of body experience and other people who say no, it's just kind of a like half nap where you're open your mind to suggestion. 
And, and yeah, that's yeah, why I that's feel why like I, your answer was yeah. hard. You're like, was I hypnotized? Exactly. That's it. I, I, first of all, I was I was trying to remember when and where to be sure I wasn't, you know, imagining it. Um, I may be hypnotized right now for all I know. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember when it was when I was in graduate school and uh, I did some hypnotherapy classes. And um, yeah, and, and you're right. It's a spectrum because I was thinking what's well, not like what you guys are imagining. At least it wasn't in my case. It was just like deep relaxation. Don't lump me in but, with these fools. Nobody, <laughs> <laughs> nobody had me barking like a dog or, or pretending to be fucking a chair or anything. You know, I don't need to be hypnotized for that. <laughs> Depends on the chair. Yeah. Well, on the uh, on the Stern show, they uh, they convinced Sal that he di that his dick had fallen off, that it was gone, and so he's just screaming, "My my my dick! My dick is gone! I need it!" It was that that was great. So I really enjoy I, that. That's the kind of hypnotism that I enjoy. I want to see someone. Yeah, the uh, fake kind on the Stern show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's much more entertaining. You I know, went that's, to a, that's actually a disease um, that affects people throughout Asia called koro k o k o r o. Okay, hypnotized all and the time? it's the belief that your oh. that your dick is falling off or being um uh sort of shrinking into your body. Jesus Christ. And yeah, and it leads to like people killing who they believe are witches because they've been, you know, oh you've you've afflicted me with coro and they, they go kill these people. It's yeah, look it up. It's crazy. When I was this this an undergrad in college, yeah, now I went to a hypnotism show and uh it was very powerful. This is like nineteen year old me. And uh, they got, like, girls to kiss guys. They got a guy to think he was a chicken. They got someone to be, like, deathly afraid of lightning. But it, we were indoors and it wasn't raining. And and I came away from that, young Woody, thinking that, like, holy smokes, this hypnotism is fantastic. That This guy has the ability to, like, he's like Xavier. Is that the guy from X-Men? Who's the one in the wheelchair? Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so, uh, so one of my plans was rather than study and learn the material, I could hypnotize my professors <laughs> and get better grades. And it didn't go anywhere. It, it was complete failure. They really that didn't. How do you initiate that? <laughs> How do you excuse me, Doctor Waters? Come here. You're getting very yeah. sleepy. He's gonna be like, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What are your office yeah. hours? I'm gonna need six minutes of complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> yes i've never seen work. it in action never actually seen somebody get hypnotized my grandma uh tried to get hypnotized to quit smoking which apparently is reasonably common in the hypnosis world uh, as far as reasons quitting smoking it didn't work for her but i guess it wouldn't continue if it didn't work for some people in hindsight i think the people i saw succumb to a social pressure right they're on a stage there's 600 people watching and they're saying cluck like a chicken and they can either disappoint everyone and be like no or they can cluck like a chicken to claps and laughs and celebration yeah, but it's not laughs at like, look at how clever that chicken is. My God, I'm going to high five him after this. It's look at that fucking dolt up there. Maybe being so. Being manipulated by that puppeteer. Your like, alternative look is like look at how uncool Taylor is. Look at how like disappointing I am in Taylor's like just unfun folding his arms saying no. That's why people I, I, did it. I would it. prefer that. I would. 
I would love to see a hypnotist go up there and just bomb. Like he keeps telling them to do all this stupid shit, and they're just like, "Fuck you!" You no, say you prefer that, and no, you won't. In a way that he can't call you out, like become a different animal, <laughs> and so he can't say that you're, you're BSing. And he can't. <laughs> he but, starts getting train. scared. He's like, "All right, you're a human again." You're. So this never happened to me before. <laughs> I know you prefer, <laughs> and, and maybe that's true. But hypothetical eighteen-year-old Kyle might have been much more susceptible to the pressures of the crowd. Perhaps I, that's true. You never I, know. I, I, I can't. I can't know that without some sort of time machine. But mm -hmm. I, whenever I see the hypnotism, I'm thinking in my head. I'm like. I, I think the same thing I think when I see those crazy uh, televangelist churches when like the he's got the line of people he's gonna heal and he's like heal and the person is like ah like like being like thrown across the room by invisible like Yoda force or something that this guy just put on him and I'm thinking like no 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 those people are just dancing for the crowd they're they're just yeah. caught up in the moment. Have you ever it's, been to a church like that? Yeah. I yeah, I've been to one of those too. When I was like seven, I spent the night at a friend's house, and they made me go to church with them the next morning. And I thought it was gonna be like the church my parents made me go to, or it was like sit there and shut up and just listen to the guy do his thing. But <laughs> as soon as we got in there, I could tell some vibe was off. The teacher <laughs> like 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 took his uh, his jacket off, like threw it to the side, like it wasn't the time to fuck around. Christ doesn't deal with blazers. We're rolling up the sleeves here, getting that wrist deep in faith. And then people like kept like dancing their way up to the front, like shaking their hands like that. And he wouldn't do like the hit thing, but he'd kind of like like grab them by the shoulders and go like, "Oh Lord!" And then like kind of push them on their way to the side. With like, and they they were asking me, they're like, "Taylor, you want to go to the front? You want to go to the front with the preacher? You know?" No, no, I think I just want to go home. <laughs> I want to have be you ever here. been to? Have you ever been to a church where they start? Uh, the people start speaking in tongues. Yes. Yeah. I've that, that that makes One me very uncomfortable. It makes me very uncomfortable. They would just out of nowhere, you know, this this guy next to me who I know is like a volunteer fireman, and he is not communing with God or anything like that right now, and he's just and everybody's like, yeah, pointing at him like, yeah, they're like hyping him up, like it's it's so it's so silly. It was unsettling for a child. I remember that. It is the the noises they make, like they're not like speaking, like oh da ba da ba da ba da da ba da ba da ba da. No, like, it's, it's not like Latin a weird or kind anything. Semi screaming and like repetitive noises and high pitches. It's it's upsetting if you're like if some seven good old boy old. from Franklin County, Georgia, started speaking Latin out of nowhere in church. I'd be like, holy shit! All right, all right, this is legit right here because he doesn't. But no, he's just it's just gibberish. He's just making it up as he goes along. Yeah. That'd be a good way for God to show tongues is real. Make him do it in Latin or some yeah. other best language that that's I had to take. That's what the devil does. That, that's what Satan does. Yeah, and all those exorcist movies, they you know they start they they're communing with the uh, you know the person in Latin. Yeah, yeah. Stanley, my professor, was the consultant on the Exorcist. Oh, that's very cool. Really, that's the awesome. Yeah, the paranormal expert. Had he ever been present for an for an exorcism or or, any, or something like that? Was did he have that in his background or? Good question. I don't know. I I don't know if he'd ever been there for. He was a, a trained magician though. That was okay. his how he got into it. He, as a kid, he he learned magic tricks, and so that made him very skeptical when he heard these claims of ghosts and you know paranormal stuff. But I, he was crazy. I mean, he was really cool. He hung out with the Grateful Dead. Actually, he hypnotized Mickey Hart and the other percussionist whose name
said to the Mickey Hart said to the host of the party, like, yeah, you don't know anyone who does hypnosis, do you? Because, you know, the two drummers from the dead wanted to get hypnotized and learn to like be in a, like one mind. So their percussion would be perfectly <laughs> synchronized, you know, and I was like, oh, that guy over there, he, he, he's a psychologist. He does hypnosis. And so that began a, a long friendship. They, they're still good friends. And Stanley was the, the sort of in-house psychologist for the Grateful Dead for, you know, 25, 30 years or whatever. What and an he, interesting he was always, place to be in life. I, for the day. You <laughs> yeah. just observe all the drugs through the decades. Yeah, he was backstage. He met, uh, I remember he told me he was uh, watching a show backstage and he ended up sitting next to David Byrne and they chatted, you know, through the, the whole show. And uh, yeah, Stanley. Stanley's a fascinating guy. He tripped with Timothy Leary and hung out with all those, you know, Alice Huxley and all those people that you've heard of. But Stanley was like the young buck in that crowd, you know. And now he's the the lone survivor. The Grateful Dead was the career path of the loser when I was in high school, right? Like some people wanted to be doctors, some wanted to be engineers, some were going to be a chef or a construction worker, and then there was always that guy that was like, "I'm going to follow the dead." Like, like really? Yeah, just go from yeah. concert to concert following the dead. I've got this great grilled cheese entrepreneurial spirit, and uh, <laughs> they're going to, like, follow the dead, yeah. live in a tent, and sell grilled cheese sandwiches. Or mushrooms and end up in prison for 20 years. Yeah, that's that kills me. Minimum mandatory sentencing for some deadhead selling mushrooms at a concert. Like, are you kidding? This guy's a threat to the public welfare. Yeah. No, maybe a threat to himself and people in his immediate vicinity, but not like the public at large. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, let's let's talk about how many people die from mushroom overdoses. You know, it's I don't I know. Think, don't you Is have to eat thing? like pounds upon pounds of it to get there? Like a, a crazy well, amount. Yeah. I mean, the toxicity, the neurotoxicity of of most kinds of mushrooms is very low. So you can make yourself sick, but, uh, you know, death overdose is very low. Marijuana, you'd have to eat like, you know, a pickup truck full. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I've heard with marijuana is that to smoke it, it that... fast enough to die, you'd, you'd die of carbon monoxide poisoning before what do horses anything get? from the weed it even took colic? What does a horse get when they eat too fast? When the, it, it jams up their intestines yes. and they die? I think that's colic. Yeah, <clears throat> it seems like that would be a bigger oh, risk. Sure. With, horses with and babies yeah what is that the same thing that babies get they say oh he's colicky and the screaming yeah, I, why do i think that's not i think it, i think that's the right word i think you had it it's colic because is is, i thought that's what your uh your great dane dogs got because they're yeah they're yeah. so gargantuan their te intestines get all tangled or whatever Ugh. they have to have oh. that surgery to like attach that to the kyle's wall right. of yeah, Great Danes suffer from some of the same things that horses get, including colic. And that means we uh, bred that dog too big. The poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're happy dogs. Um, yeah. So typically, what we do is when we get them fixed, like eighteen months old or something, we also have their stomach like tacked to a rib or something, so that it can't get not the stomach but the intestines, so that it really? can't get all twisted up. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so. Um... This is completely, this is going to be a weird kind of topic for Christopher, but I have this guy who works for me and I give kind of weekly updates about his life because it's so absurd. So <laughs> kind of like for any, for, for you and anyone else who's not aware, this guy's name's Josh. Um, I make YouTube videos and, uh, uh, for a living. And so I get this guy as kind of a, a handyman to come and help me build sets and stuff like that. And he's just a real moron. He's 21 years old. He, he's pretty, he's pretty dim. And, uh, 
and he's just terrible at everything. And I recently found out that <laughs> his girlfriend that he's always been referring to is 40 years old. He's 21 and he's got a 40-year-old girlfriend and, uh, and he got her pregnant. And he was, uh, he was happy about the pregnancy. It's the second time that he's, he's gotten her pregnant. But uh, they lost the baby over the weekend. So he tells this to my dad. My dad went, he's like, good. That's real good. 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 <laughs> and he's just like, well, I'm awful tore up about it. So we worked all day yesterday, Josh and I did. And this guy is the laziest motherfucker I've ever worked with. It was awful. We, we poured a cement pad, a big cement pad, 300 square feet, something like that. And part of that is you have to get on your hands and knees with a board and kind of float it across the top of this thing and make a smooth surface because it's about to harden into rock. And I'm on my hands and knees and I'm in the mud and I'm just working really hard, both hands, and I'm just trying to make this thing straight. I look up and he's, he's, he's squatting, not on his knees, and he's got one hand on it, just, just, just doing this number, just, just half-assing it to the, to the max. It's, my back is so fucked up today, I couldn't work. And I just blame him. I hate him so much. Every day I work with him, I hate him more. I'm going to get him for the Josh Wheel of Pain. I, talk, I mentioned it to him the other day, and I think he's up for it. So uh, I'm nice. going to offer him uh, the, the Wheel of Pain. and We'll see if we can get him on the show. And, is uh, he I'm fine gonna... with the Wheel of Pain like up to taser category, or is he going to have to taper off that? I so don't explain know. explain the Wheel of Pain, what you're, what you're doing. So with the, the Wheel of Pain, you've basically got like a standard Do you have spinning... it around? Oh, it's it's in a room back there. I okay. could take a minute. To, I, I'll try to find nah, it. No, just explain it. Yeah. yeah it's basically like uh, you know you spill sort of a you spin sort of a wheel of fortune style uh, wheel that's cut into pie slices that are dry erase, so you can write in what each one of them uh, stands for. And half of the slices are good things like cash, and half of them are bad things like getting shot with a taser or uh, <laughs> forcibly given a, a tattoo or something silly like that. <laughs> so. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get him on here and see if we can do that to him because he's just annoyed me to no end. Uh, you know what? In, in terms of lazy, it, every so often I do this test. I, I'll follow a, a woman, typically someone in my family, like my wife or my daughter, and they go to open the door, but it's a real half-ass like like they put their hand on the doorknob, and in my mind, they are just as much blocking the door as they are opening it. So rather than do the guy like reach over and you know like swing the door open with grandeur i'll just not like just <laughs> let them finish what they started and <laughs> it's just like they, they put their hand on the and then nothing and then just like a, a limp like aren't you gonna do this for me like well <laughs> you know you got some choices woman you can get out of the way or you can open the door but you can't be in the way there should be a rule against this i've never alone? noticed women just Holding doorknobs in public, it's waiting thing. for their it's savior. A thing. Yeah, that's all. Oh, that's my that's my experience with with. Yeah. Oh glory! Who's gonna open this door <laughs> in this summer heat? Like, I, just, I've always I've definitely noticed if that. they do if they do go through a door, they'll only open it wide enough to like allow them to pass through. Yeah, they're yeah. Not, they're they're through it like a hobbit in in the shire, like, like, like barely slide, getting through like, the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I uh, it's definitely not a proper door opening. Yeah, I I, well, I don't I don't I don't expect much there though. I don't care with with the working thing though. Like if someone's paying me to work, like I'll hustle. Like I want like you know you know I'm paying for everything that's happening. It was like five hundred dollars worth of concrete, so I'm hustling around to make sure this shit isn't going to dry in a way I don't want it to be. And I'm just looking at him. He's just fucking half-assing it. And I thought that he was like a like a heavy set Bubba type fellow, but after seeing him like really do something that's strenuous, like like what we did, he's just fat. He's just fat and out of shape. He just he can't cut it. I, so he's not I need like a, one of those bouncers. 
that is really fat, but you're like, no. there's something underneath there. Underneath no, like a, like a retired linebacker who's 350 pounds, but just could still bench 500 or something. No, you know who's nice. surprisingly good with concrete? Dr. Chiz. Mm. Dr. Chiz, really? Yeah, we have, um, it's a counterbalance for my tractor. So we did about a thousand pounds of concrete. I don't know if that's a lot or not, but um, put a thousand pounds of concrete in this counterbalance thing. He was all, you know, working the shovel, working the hose. He had spread a lot of concrete in his life before. And uh, I think most of the time Chiz and I worked together, I kind of took the lead. Uh, This time it was clear that he should have had the lead. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he loved it. No ladders. You're nice and low. <laughs> so, so, do you guys mix your own concrete or you like a wheelbarrow or something? Well, because it was a counterbalance, it practically was the wheelbarrow, and that was his experience. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. so we just put like the sand and then the concrete in and then used a shovel and a hose. And, oh, and I had a, um, a pretty hardcore drill, like an F-shaped, like half-horsepower drill with a special yeah. concrete mixing bit on it. I had a strange concrete... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I was, I was just going to tell a concrete, a concrete story. Go on. Uh, I I had a job in New York for a while, uh, sort of running a construction project in in Hell's Kitchen, and uh, it was an apartment building. And one day I was off at lunch, and when I came back, there were all these um, ambulances around, and uh, they they were doing the slab of this building, so it was big. It was like you know swimming pool size, Olympic swimming pool size slab. And the construction guys, most of the the laborers were Italian, old school guys who came over from Italy. And um, there were these two old guys who were specialists in concrete, and apparently they had been down there and they were like you described on their knees on a piece of plywood and then reaching out and smoothing and then sort of you know moving back away you know toward the edge and one of the guys had a heart attack and fell face first into the wet concrete and so he had the ambulance had already gone when i got there but i looked down and there was this like you could see it in the concrete where he had fallen it was like a snow angel sort of <laughs> And uh, and then like where they dragged him out, it was intense. And so we're all standing there and his buddy who he had known since childhood, they came over together from Italy and they'd worked together their whole lives and they were in their 60s probably at that point. And uh, so we're all standing there looking down into the pit and like, holy shit, wow, what, what, are, what is this? What are we doing? And meanwhile, his buddy just sort of quietly walks down and goes out and gets on the concrete and smooths out the image of where his friend died. Mm. It was one of the most moving things I ever saw, man. It was incredible. How dark. It was pretty, Dude. yeah, dark, but dignified, you know? He didn't need to do that. He could have left it as a monument. Like, that would have been, and that's where Larry fell, you know, for yeah. years to come. It could have just been In the, the laundry room there. downstairs, yeah. <laughs> Did he die? Yeah. The dude was dead, yeah. Yeah, there, there were two deaths on that site. The other was a, oh, it was horrible, a, a hooker was killed by our night security guy. That was weird. He was this really friendly dude, and he I had was one the job. Yeah, all, he, all he had to do was hang out there. All he had to do was you know, not kill the hookers. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, like, <clears throat> I'm, did he like hire this hooker and then like strangle her, or did he mistake her for a burglar and and shoot her? Like, like how did no, he kill a, a hooker? It was it was bad. It was like it was bad. Yeah, and and the weird thing was. The you know I was the last guy to leave the site at night, so I would, I was there. The workers had all left. The security guy shows up, and I'm like, okay, great, see you in the morning. And I left. 
So then they found this dead woman there the next morning. And so the cops interviewed me, right? Um, and they were like, yeah, what do you think? Could it be, what do you think about the security guy? And I'm like, oh, no, definitely not him. He's, he's cool. You know, he was really friendly guy. Definitely not him. <laughs> and it turns out it was him. And so like so much for, you know, my judgment of character. But yeah, that was that was interesting. Getting interviewed by detectives in you know, Manhattan, it was like walking on to Barney Miller or something. Some, you know, or, or what's the the uh, crime scene Law and show? Order. Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Anyway, that's my concrete story. story. Sorry to bring it, it down. Well, I, I told my story before, <laughs> but I'm going to tell it again anyway for those who haven't heard it. Um, we were getting concrete concrete quotes on this house. And the guy was from Buffalo and he had married into the mob. Um, he wasn't really in the mob. And like, you know, I, I guess the girls kind of get detached from it. So his connection was, of course, to his wife. But uh, he was privy to all the stories and she had all kinds of people she should call or could call. And anyway, it was like her uncle or something, her great uncle. And he was the biggest um, contractor in New York for... Um, it wasn't concrete, but it was those giant concrete pipes. Is there a name for them that like the sewage goes through? I don't know. And uh, they're putting them in the ground and these things are tall, I don't know, 12 foot or 18 feet tall or something. They're really, really big. And um, apparently they were using the wrong kind of soap to join them. There's something that goes on the, the pipe that, uh, that not only sort of lubricates them as you slide them together, but also forms a seal for the long term. And the inspector comes down there and he says, you're using the wrong kind of soap. And, uh, you know, so they like get the head guy. And of course, this guy's all mob. And uh, he looks at the inspector and he's like, huh, well, fuck you. And uh, the inspector's like, no, this guy's like fresh out of college with the clipboard. And, you know, he's like, no, nah. he's just going through. He's like, you got to take these things apart, put more soap on them, put them back together. And he's like, nah, fuck you, man. I'll fucking kill you. And... Uh, the inspector, not backing down, but like remains polite as I hear the story. You know, he's like, no, no, you know, I'm, I'm quite sure. You know, this is the kind of soap you need to use. So the guy pushes him in the, uh, in the ditch, which is like, I don't know, 12 foot or 18 foot fall. And the inspector is now at the bottom of this ditch where they're laying the pipe. And um, he's not moving. So the mob guy is like, all right, cover him up. And uh, they want to just keep building with the inspector in the pit. And uh, the guy in, like, um, the excavator, that's what they would use to, like, pick up and move the things around, was in there. And he's like, no, I, I can't do it. You know, I, I can't cover up this guy and, and you know, just, just murder him like that. And he starts cursing out the, the excavator operator. He's like, you motherfucker, you put the thing in, you keep going. And he doesn't do it. He locks the door. The guy's freaking out. They pull him off. Anyway, um, they cancel all his business with the state. He's like, you know, this is the number one contractor in the state of New York. And uh, they just cut down every contract with him. You know, his, his business was over. And then fast forward like nine months later, he's the number one contractor in all of New York again. He just bought his way back in. That's my story. Was the dude dead? No, he was hurt. Uh, apparently he really got paid. Um, but he survived and uh, that's that. Wow. Would you deal with yeah, that that's... to get paid? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he had no money. Yeah, you have to think of the long-term consequences, right? If he spent a really bad two weeks in the hospital but didn't have to spend 40 years working for the man, 
there's not a bad payoff. That's a great... I'd spend like six grueling months with no TV in the hospital to get out of 40 years. Right? Like just have... I, I could have... <laughs> in front of me and like it's turn the pages when i blink <laughs> um there's a, a sound effect that comes through at crazy high volume i think did you just get like a text or something oh you oh. know i may have gotten a windows 10 update god windows 10 i, I just <laughs> i just fucking love it i'm so glad they offered it to me for free can you believe the benevolence of microsoft <laughs> they would give me this software for free oh uh, kyle what are you drinking out of your Kyle mug. I like it. <laughs> Orange juice. It looks uh, like coffee. Got some coffee in there. Yeah. All right. Some coffee. Nice. Yeah. I really oh, like this mug. Oh. Uh, quick caveat. So the shirt store spreadshirt link below. There's a couple new designs coming to that, uh, and they should be up and all squared away by the time you guys are watching this. If you're a Patreon, maybe uh, maybe wait till Friday and they'll be up. But check those out. Well, I'm excited. Can you can you tell me about them? Yes, I can. One of them has to do with Henrietta. Um, <laughs> okay. It's a picture of the chicken uh, that you guys killed on the survival trip, and it uh, says, uh, all gave some, some gave all. Um, and then there's uh, a logo for uh, One Tree Farm, which is uh, my botanical kind of uh, lotion and salve company, very similar to... One Tree Hill, whatever lane. the hell Kitties is. Yeah, One Tree Lane. So One Tree Farm, uh, it says it's not much, but it's ours. And that's that's the other one. So, And there uh, might be another one coming if I can get the guy to finish it by tomorrow. But uh, so, just expect those two for now. Chris, we went on this survival trip where um, Kyle, who you see at the, at the bottom for me anyway, FPS, and me and another guy you don't know, Dr. Chiz, or barely know. And uh, we survived in the woods for five days. We didn't bring any food. We bought a water purifier. And then we got sponsors, so we ended up having, like, hammocks and stuff. But uh, instead of bringing food, we did bring a live chicken. And uh, she started as, like, poultry, really, just living poultry. She's a food bird. She, like, whatever. Like, no one cared about it somehow. We kept it in a box with a towel on the top. But then she escaped from the box. And she started just like hang. She didn't run away or anything. We put her back in the box and she escaped again. And now she's just chilling with us. And in terms of survival mm -hmm. skills, she was by far the best. She cleaned up the whole campsite of like caterpillars and bugs and stuff. Um, she'd come up next to you and like sit on your foot and just like, you know, hey guys, like I'm really happy to come along with you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I thought she started looking healthier. Am I crazy, Kyle? Or did she really agree with the woods? Uh, she was getting better than she was, although she had been living in a box for three days. So. Yeah, yes. Well, you know, we <laughs> gave her a little bowl of water, and she found her own butterflies and moss and whatever. She became part of the team, and everyone, except for Woody, thought, let's just give her a reprieve. We don't need to eat the chicken, right? But no, Woody was like, it's time to... I've never killed anything quite this big. This is going to be... I need to kill this thing. Let's kill it. And thank and, God uh, for Woody. <laughs> so I and killed Henrietta. Yeah, she eventually died. Uh, her, <laughs> she died from her wounds uh, <laughs> not long after the so, uh, the attack. Here's ensued. the thing: uh, Did you beat her to death? Well, Kyle held her head, and I had a machete. And um, <laughs> uh, be, like the the way it, it there never was, sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> there was also he, he's kind of holding her down on a log. And he's holding her head, and then he's putting a um like a thick stick. I don't know, call it two inches in diameter, but between like his hand and where I'm going to chop 
so that if I make a mistake, no one gets hurt. You know, I would hit the stick theoretically. Except Henrietta. Okay. That's the plan. (laughs) (laughs) So that wouldn't be a mistake though. Anyway, um, uh, the first chop on Henrietta was too low. It was kind of on her shoulders. It definitely didn't give me that nice clean separation of of life and death. The second Mm. chop, she was dead. Kyle will argue with you, but he's I, I won't argue with you. So, <laughs> and unfortunately, Henrietta's not here to represent herself. But I'll you say go back this. And watch the video. I've There's seen a lot of those gurgling. ISIS videos where they where they line the people up and just saw <laughs> oh, their heads no. off, really, and it's it's horrible. Oh, no. Those people have it much better than if Woody's oh. gamer tag is behind the plate. <laughs> Someone, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that uh, jihadi oh. John or whatever from from England any day over Woody's gamer tag sawing my yeah. head off. Someone needs to to edit that clip. Of when you take Henrietta to the side and you hear the chopping, like right before that, someone edited in like that. Hello, good luck, the Like, and then just chopping. By the second chop, I think she was dead. Now it did take four chops before the the head was just the head was just gone. But I really before think I was screaming. by the second her bird chop, screams. she definitely wished she was dead. By the second uh, chop, her spinal there. cord was severed. I think, and it just uh. took two more shots to to get on the other side of the spinal cord and cut the skin. And well, I was glad I kept all my fingers, and uh, you know that, that bird would have been dead two weeks prior had I not pulled her from the rotation. So that was the peak of her life. I mean, it, it, she was from a, um, a a factory farm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. So the the time she spent in the woods with us. In spite of its, you know, bumpy ending, uh, was 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 mostly good. And then you guys, it was rough. Boys, it, I, it always. Oh no. Okay, okay. It looks like this might be my internet, but this probably won't last very long. At least, no machines are crashing or anything. And uh, and we'll try and get this call back. And make everything okay. So, in the meantime, welcome to the Woody Show. Uh, a little awkward. Um, I actually, oh, I, I can talk about this. Oh, my internet's coming back. I was just going to tell you about my experience with Time Warner today, but I think we're about to rejoin. Um, if it doesn't happen in a second, I'll just call and sort of force the rejoin. Yeah, let's do that. I'll call. I'll call. Uh Oh, look at this sponsor talk. You guys are seeing what you're not supposed to. We'll hang up on Chiz. Was it just me or everyone? It was me. Uh, my internet dropped for whatever, 20 seconds or so. It's normally so okay. reliable, but uh, not in this case. Oh, that wasn't just me? It was my fault. Yeah, I, oh. have, a, um, I have a ping that I run constantly that lets me know, like, if I'm connected to the internet, and I could see that it was me, so. Let's see, my internet. Oh, card. Woody, we should uh, we should bet on something for. Oh no, we shouldn't because the hurricanes are up one nothing. Nope. No, no, <laughs> I'm down. We we bet last time, and my team was behind. It seems only fair for you to take the same bet. Okay. Uh, not the bad joke. How about winner? gets to decide what the other one drinks on the next drinking episode. How about mm. Loser and the, sings, the rule a, is sings a song? No, no hard alcohol. Loser sings no, a song. I won't sing. <laughs> you guys hearing me? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. I'm back. Okay. Listen, I'm going to have to roll, so if there's anything you want to do to wrap up, let's do it. Okay. Um, okay. Did, you have a 
book coming out or what's the what do they see? I, yeah, I have a book coming out, but not till the fall. So, you know, there's no need to promote that. People won't. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be well, like, you, you like know to what? Promote. Nine months yeah. from now. Yeah, let me make a note in September to get this guy's book. Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay. Um, but you you can talk about Sex at Dawn if you want or, you know, send them my, my website or my podcast, Tangentially Speaking, or whatever. All right. If you want, if, if you do that, I don't care one way or the other, but whatever, however you wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at your your book. That looks really interesting. I saw that because uh, I've heard of Steven Pinker and I've read about all his uh, assumptions and and like the evolutionary psych perspective. And I didn't know there was like a a juxtaposition, I guess, to that, or I guess rather a, an alternate side to that that you take. I think that's really interesting. I'd like to read your book on that. See how you guys differ, since it seems like you do pretty greatly. Uh, Steven Pinker, yeah, certainly on the question of violence in prehistory which is something that he's written about quite a bit. And actually his TED talk on that is interesting as well. So yeah, we definitely disagree. Unfortunately, he hasn't disagreed with me in the New York Times, which is what I'm, I'm hoping for. <laughs> oh yeah. Trying to, trying to lure him into a high profile dispute, but he hasn't gone for the bait. So Should we far. go over and go after him on Twitter? What's up, dude? Let's <laughs> <laughs> hear you. Don't yeah. you back down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't gone for it. So we'll see. But and it's not about him personally, of course. It's just that there's what I call a neo uh, Hobbesian approach to uh, human nature and nature in general, which isn't borne out by the facts, at least as I see them. So that's that's the nature of the dispute: whether or not uh, life, human life without the state, is solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. You know, which everyone's heard, at least the nasty, brutish, and short part. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, mm -hmm. anyway. Well, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah that was it's, fun. My, it's my pleasure. So, this is recorded, right? You're going to read this. It'll go up on Saturday. Okay. Well, yeah. let me know when it goes up and I'll, uh, I'll tweet it. Oh, awesome. Thank right, you so cool. much. All right. Sure. Good to meet you guys. Yeah. Right. See you later. Check out. Have I ever told you guys? Have I ever told you guys the. Uh, when we sent the prostitute to my cousin's room to mess with him, that time. All right, so here's uh, the stop I, me I've if heard I stop a lot me of if I've done this. Prostitute stories from you. I don't know. Uh, that's that's unsettling. <laughs> there, there, there haven't been that many prostitutes in my life. But uh, so here's what happened. Uh, we were going on this road trip, and we were kind of conspiring against my friend Jeremy. We were always talking behind his back about potentially getting a transsexual prostitute to like like basically paying her. And then having her go and flirt with him and like, you know, put on, you know, just flirt with him all night, basically. Not go to bed with him necessarily because, you know, something crazy could happen. But flirt with him and then make him like her and then reveal that it's a transsexual, you know, as a big, ah, gotcha, Jeremy. We thought that'd be a funny joke. So it, it never came to fruition, but we did have those two prostitutes. So what we did was we went up to my cousin Scott's room. We talked to the we talked to the girls first and explained this whole situation to them. And so we opened Scott's room. We go in and he's asleep in the bed. And this really good looking brunette uh, prostitute crawls into bed with him. And uh, and she like puts her arm around him, starts kissing him on the cheek. And he just he's kind of waking up. He's just all asleep. He's like, oh, yeah, all right then, all right. Hey, what's going on here? This is pretty nice. I woke up and there's a random hot chick in my bed now. Like, what are you guys doing here? And I'm like, hey, Scott, uh, remember that special kind of lady that we were gonna find for Jeremy? And I kind of nodded at the girl, 
and it took him about one full second to process and he just goes out of the bed he's fucking like fist he, he's look he looks at the girl he looks at us girl us and he doesn't know who to attack first he's like what the fuck what the fuck is this what did the you whole do whole time is his like uh his boxers like wilting <laughs> you know there's no need to fight anyone in this situation oh no he he feels no. completely violated he feels like a man just crawled in his bed and started making out with him and uh and he is enraged well, what happened <laughs> yeah yeah exactly ready to kill so so she quickly had to show him her pussy we quickly had to be like just fucking with you and uh, and he calmed down but he was ready to just oh put on she- a Okay, you were fucking with them. I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's really that would have been so mean spirited if you yeah. sent them in there. But yeah, I know. I, that that's why we were planning it for Jeremy. We thought it was a really mean spirited, awful thing to do to someone. And you know, he can handle that sort of thing. He's got a rough life to begin with. How's Scott doing now? <laughs> he had that amazing job where his truck earns more money than most people, and yeah, still doing that. Still doing good. Um, He's got a child now. He's uh, it's been born. Um, I guess it was born in maybe maybe a six month old or something like that with a with his girlfriend, um, and she she might be having another baby now. Um, but he's doing good, I guess, making plenty of money. I saw him yesterday. I think yeah, we worked. At, he came over yesterday while we were putting that cement pad in, uh, doing that whole thing. So yeah, he's doing good. Seems so. like you're the last holdout friend. In your little square without a kid. Oh, what you mean is I'm the only one of them with any fucking common sense. Like, like they're just. (laughs) Well, it depends on the situation. Like, senior citizen. It seems like Scott is actually perhaps you know it'd be nice if he was married, but in a place where he could have kids. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, it's not in my opinion uh, I, like, like, I, I think you should really have your, your, your ducks in a row before you have kids like if I'm going to have a kid like I want to really put all my time and effort into making that a super kid I want to help educate that little guy and get him all the advantages he can, uh, I can get for him and, and I don't want just oh yeah I got a kid yeah wow well, he stays at his mom's house you know I don't know he's alright whatever like I, I don't want that kind of kid what the fuck is that but wait, I, like, does he not live with I his feel- girlfriend no, no, of course not. No. Well, I don't know. They're on their second kid. I thought perhaps they these were getting serious. That's how these people are. They're just having kids. That, like, 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 they're all like that. Like, like. Oh, I, that's I thought how, this that's was. That's how Jeremy is. Jeremy's... This is one of those situations where they were all but married. You know, no. they live together. They intend to stay together. They just don't know why the government needs a say. That's not the case here. No, no. Mm. Um, mm. And then Jeremy, you know, he's got that situation where the, the lady he married already had two kids. Well, Jeremy um, just. He's not my choice for reproductive rights at all. No, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Josh is worse. Um, I I think Josh needs testing. Um, he might be. We could probably get him on some kind of government aid program or something. I feel like there's something wrong with that guy. The more I I interact with him, the more I think he's just. It it, it really infuriates me. I I, oh, I can't. I, I sound like an asshole the more I talk about it, but just being around this guy is just driving me nuts. Well, it seems like he's dumb enough for you to be angry at him, but not so dumb that you're pitying him. It's it's right on the borderline of He's pity. in that horrible middle ground of stupidity where yeah. you don't get any benefits and you just get people like you telling him to sand out concrete all day for Oh, he's so aw- it was so it, it was oh, just driving me insane. And, and he's just he's not good at anything. You can't 
you can't leave him to do a job. He'll ruin it. You remember, we talked about it. He can't dig a hole. Um, and to think, he could have had his own little Down syndrome child a short nine yeah, months. Yeah, that's what was going to happen, too. Like, like, like the, the, the age of the, the mother when, when she conceives, it, it, that's a big deal. If you're 40 years old, it's not it's an ideal time. One or 2% chance, so it's not. No, it, it increased really? drastically I, after you're 35. I, uh, that is significant at some point, yeah. I, I think it's lower than you're saying. Let's see. Well, you're starting with Josh as, as you know, half of your genetic makeup. So, and, you know, any 40-year-old woman who's... Um, yeah. It, it looks like at 40, it's 1%. Oh. Okay. Well, that, that is, I mean... It's not great. I, I mean, it, things. It, yeah, in the scheme of things, it would stink if it... Like if that was the overall odds, where like one in yeah. every hundred babies, you know, there's always a one percent chance of Down syndrome. That then it increases by one percent. I, I will go out on a limb here and say there's at least a ten percent chance that the the pro, the the spawn of these two is is not going to uh, to, to be a just just to get it right here. At thirty five, it's one in three hundred and fifty. At forty, it's one in a hundred. And at 45, it's one in 30. So it really does skyrocket up there. But it's, you know, those are the odds. Yeah. For 40, if that's so, what she so is. So it's like three times more likely or something like that. When from, actually, in each of these things, it's roughly tripled from 35 to 40. And then it triples again from 40 to 45. Yeah, just After not a good idea. Probably not having kids. Probably, I, I'm yeah. guessing it's hard to conceive at 46. Yeah, I think most women are done around four, uh, in their early 40s. Somewhere in there, menopause kicks in. But this is... Yeah. Like I, I feel like I'm the only one who sees things rationally, and I, 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 it's like a Twilight Zone episode, and I want to like stare at this guy screaming as, as like the people because the people around me aren't reacting to the ridiculousness of a 21 year old dim witted fellow who lives at home having a 40 year old girlfriend who already has one child, and he's excited about the prospect of knocking her up for a second time, a third time. Like like I, I'm just like why is aren't your parents and like your friends and uh, why isn't everyone screaming stop stop <laughs> like you moron I, I i can't get it i i really don't understand it he's he's creating burdens for society that's all he's doing like because he certainly can't uh, afford to to even put diapers on these ch uh, on this potential baby She's clearly not all there, based on what he's told me and her reaction to the pregnancy, and then the the miscarriage and all that. That you haven't met it, her? No, I haven't. I saw a picture of her because I was like, you know, since I learned more about this, I was like, you gotta show me a picture. And Scott showed me on his phone. She's she's not bad for she's a, she's an okay looking forty year old woman. She's a little heavy set, but certainly not fat. Um, she's. You'd think she'd have to be above bad. average to date a twenty-one-year-old. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not I mean, like it's a the cream it, of the it's crop a, of twenty. Yeah, it, it's a really overweight twenty-one-year-old who has no job, lives at home, and is definitely dim-witted. Dim-witted. You say that like the way doctors in nineteen thirteen used that, that to it, diagnose it, people. I hate <laughs> that they took all those words away from us. Like he's got donkey feeble... brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feeble-minded is 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 nothing more than a, a you know the definition of, of um, a certain IQ level. Uh, so is uh, dull. Dull is as well. Moron, I, I, I think, guy is, is dull. One. An idiot might be I, one I, too. Idiot maybe as well. Like like a lot of those th words that we consider it, uh, uh, insults now started well, it, out. It as... hasn't stopped either. Like I feel like autist or autistic is a thing that people throw around as insult all the time when it was a medical yeah. term fifteen years ago. Yeah, they and. Uh, 
they take them away, and then sometimes we get the words back. You, you never know what you can yeah. and can't say anymore. But this I guy watched is... South Park. Oh, I saw I the like whole it. season. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I used to love South Park. I thought it was really edgy and I mean it's redundant, but they took these risks and it was funny and it was great. But maybe South Park is as good as it ever was, and I've just seen too many of them. But I thought it was obvious, low-hanging fruit jokes um, and predictable. And yeah, I just like, I don't know. I, I didn't find the level of commentary or comedy or commentary in there to be, it just wasn't clever at all to me. I never saw anything clever in the entire season. I think Archer is sometimes clever. I think Rick and Morty is sometimes clever. You know, tug at your heartstrings. Futurama at its best you know, that the, the storylines between, who is it, Lilo and Fry or something? Um, their storylines will, you know, make you tear up. It's so good. Uh, South Park, on the other hand, is just intellectually lazy. I'm too far removed from having seen it to, to defend it properly, but I, I remembered liking it. I, I, a few of the episodes I felt were really standout. I liked the whole political correctness, uh, you know, cap that the whole season was, was wearing, really. They, they tackled mm -hmm. it at every at every turn um it made no sense i enjoyed it i didn't think it was like i didn't think it was their greatest season ever but i i felt it i felt like it was good <laughs> like, I, Kyle and I, I there are was too a big of fans of south park and we have been for so long that it's hard to look objectively like even last season which i think was one of the worst seasons they've ever made even then i had a hard time saying like every episode was subpar there was like, a I, little I, I try to like it there was a speech in there who's the dad who joins the pc friend randy yeah so randy's wife was talking to him and she's like you've just changed it seems like now that you're in this pc thing you use it to bully people and that i thought was a, a nice little commentary the things that i like from south park uh, how he was using political correctness as a way to bully people who just sit there and listen for things to get offended about and then throw that back at you um i was like oh yeah that was kind of a well like it they just sort of wrap it up and put a bow on a, on a point that perhaps a lot of people thought and would take a thousand words. She does it in a hundred and it's great. But taken as a whole, nah, I don't know. It just seemed <sighs> obvious sophomore attempt type stuff. Like it wasn't masterwork there. I like that you mentioned like it. the other cartoons that, like uh, like Futurama. Like they have some actual emotional ones like when his dog gets frozen. Like that episode's from like 15 years ago. They're during their first run and he like, it's so sad when his like he sees like the the montage at the end of his dog waiting outside the pizzeria until it like dies of old age because Fry's never coming back, and oh. then like Rick and Morty when when they're uh, Careful. if you haven't seen it yet like this isn't gonna spoil anything but when they find their bodies and they're like they have to restart their life like in a new reality it's it's not so much like weepy cry but it's like. The little sad song at the end is like, yeah, yeah, this is really fucked up. Like, he's <laughs> right. walking in to a different, like, yeah. room, and uh, Rick just doesn't give a shit. And Morty's just has to, like, say hi to his imbecile dad, like, everything's okay. Uh, like, that, oh, that show is so <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah, that Rick and Morty thing. Like, every so often, some really horrific stuff goes down. Yeah, and it's, Rick, it's horrible. And Rick what is just What about when Rick destroyed the clone of him that was an infant with a, with a fucking axe? Like he slashed up like five clones of himself from like every developmental stage with a fucking axe. Dude, when that was the, gruesome. apparently Morty's in pain, 
can serve as some sort of like stealth protection on a yeah. building. Cloaking device. <laughs> yeah, cloaking device. So they take Mortys and cover this like giant dome and they just like poke them in the abdomen with a needle. If I remember this right, am I getting it? They yeah, just something they, like that. And the Mortys, the, oh my God, they're, they're hurt so bad. And and he's like, you know, and he's like, oh my God, what is he doing? I don't know. It only takes like <laughs> 10 of them to protect this whole yeah. building. <laughs> it's hundreds. Yeah, it's <laughs> hundreds. Overkill. <laughs> He's like, he's just a sadistic fuck. And it, oh, yeah. it was great. Oh my god. So Rick, like some of these other shows have in my head are just so much like they're both deeper and funnier and like they, they, the highs are higher, the lows are lower uh, compared to South Park, which is just like you know, buckle up, buckaroo. You know, yeah. that was hilarious. That was I, really I love fun. that. I like the, another thing I like about Rick and Morty is like every so often in the episodes when he just like it'll just show a silent dark room and then he bursts in just like morty morty we gotta go and just like yelling at him and spilling booze all over himself and it's like a reminder of like oh yeah this this is funny but this guy's a lonely alcoholic who just needs somebody to be with him and and he has there, every so often you'll run across a person in your life who just doesn't care about anything but himself, right? He's just a fucking sociopath who views the world as a place to extract resources from, and that's Rick. Rick, just even the people closest to him, like Morty, he mostly doesn't give a fuck about all the time. Uh, he just needs them to like hold the door for him or yeah. something. Yeah, Not even yeah. doesn't give a fuck. He actively sabotages him. All the time. Oh, yeah. You got to shove him way up your ass, Morty. Like, you know? <laughs> get him up there. I, uh, I, I think it's going to be a while before we get the next season, but I'm looking forward to it. Those things are like candy. Like, like you go through them yeah. so quick. Oh, so bad. Uh, I, when I discovered that first season, for some reason, I had it confused with something else. And I thought that there were like, say, seven seasons of that shit. And I, I went through that first season and, and just like, ah, oh, they're all gone. I think I bought the second season. Um, people will tell me to go to like cartoonnetwork.com or something, but I'm not watching that shit on my laptop. I want to watch it on my TV. I'll just pay the $20. I kind of sped through them because it was getting a lot of attention on Reddit and I didn't want it spoiled for me. Uh, sometimes jerks do that. They just mm -hmm. send endings to me on Reddit. and <laughs> dicks. Every once in a while, like... It's almost like a weird jerk reaction of every time I see a show that Reddit just loves, I'm always like, that show sucks. Like, I haven't mm. seen it, but it probably sucks. Like, the only time I checked one out that they just have such a boner over was Community. I don't know if you've heard of that show. I know it, I, but I, don't, I haven't watched I it. watched a couple episodes. I did not care for it. I didn't think it was good. You know what? And so when I saw them jerking off on Rick and Morty, I thought it would be shitty, but it's top notch. I, I do a similar contrarian, but opposite thing. It whenever somebody hates somebody oftentimes i'm that guy's friend you know it, it, everyone in the world is picking on this dude like the ufc world all hates tim kennedy he's one of my favorites i think you're all wrong about him you know i i think he's hilarious i think that he's clean i think that he's everything i want in a fighter and uh, you guys all hate him but i think you're wrong and yeah, like, it's I, fun to be contrarian on the internet like if all of them hated bernie I'd be first in line, like, yeah, <laughs> fucking Bernie. <laughs> like, just Dude, politics has gotten cool lately. So, um, like, Bernie Sanders was a wicko left wing, whatever, whatever, a couple months ago. And while his positions haven't changed, in my exposure, his odds have. Like, it, it really seems like he might win Iowa. 
and he's definitely going to win New Hampshire and headed into South Carolina, they might look at him and that's the, um, this is the Iowa caucuses, which is a weird way of voting. I barely understand. Then there's the New Hampshire primaries where they vote. And then South Carolina where Hillary has a big lead. Well, people might look at Bernie in an entirely different way if he wins the first two states and it seems really possible. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's shaping up to be a real disaster of a political year. Um, like like these four candidates, there it's basically four. I feel like that are that are left hanging around, right? Some might say five. I, I would say in the Republican side, obviously Trump, and then I don't know if your other one in your head was Cruz or Rubio, but it's Cruz. Okay, the, but but I but I guess that's you're, you're right. Probably should include them both. I. I can't imagine them not giving Trump the nomination at this point. Can you? Like, like how can they not? I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not the expert I'd like to be, but I, I keep hearing that these pre-primary polls are notoriously inaccurate. And then you take that and you line it up with the history that I remember. Like, um, who's the guy who went like, after he lost, <laughs> he got third yes! place? Herb Dean. Herb yeah. Dean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Herb Howard Dean was Dean. Lead, Howard Dean. He was leading in the uh, polls, headed into I think that was Iowa. Doing in North Dakota and South Dakota, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> they made such a big deal out of that. Uh, okay. That bothers me too because they, it turns into this "Who's the coolest" contest when it should really be about ideas and spirit and integrity and stuff. But um, uh, you know, he was supposed to win that state, and he got third. And that's just testament to what the polls, you know, how bad they can be before these primary elections. Have you noticed that every picture of Bernie Sanders speaking, like all the action shots everywhere online, every picture of him in like the dramatic speech pose, like Trump actually looks, you know, intense when he's doing it. Bernie, you could Photoshop a sandwich board that says the (laughs) end is nigh on him and it would look totally natural. That frizzy, crazy hair, those big eyes and his his fingers always pointed at you. Like someone has got to introduce that guy to some product, right? Like (laughs) his hair is never in place. Like he gets fired up and it's just, uh, all right, I I guess I'll try and show this. I think our pictures will be you think Trump could give him some pointers? No, he's not the guy I'd hire for that test. <laughs> Trump, had it. Trump like ha- hands him a CAD file. He's, he's like, how do I even open this? <laughs> Bernie Sanders always looks concerned that one of his caretakers is going to catch him and bring him back to the assisted living facility. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> just looking out the corners of his eye. He looks like a maniac. And, and that photo you just sent, it looks like the, uh, the old, uh, at the, they're at the old home and the nurse just asked who wanted more pudding. Dude, yeah, that's what it looks like. Or it, who just shit themselves. <laughs> outside of the second and third best Republicans, Cruz and Rubio, you've got Hillary, who I think would be 69 when she takes office, maybe 70. You've got Trump, who would be 70 when he takes office. That I happen to know. And Bernie, who would be 74 when he takes office. Everybody, every serious candidate, it seems, is eligible for Social Security. Yeah. That they're they're genuinely senior citizens. That would be a good way. That would be a good way to like uh, start a talking point. I feel like for one of these candidates to, to be like, all all of us here are eligible for social security, but it's not worth it anymore, is it? <laughs> Just kind of like flow into it like that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I look at um, you know they've been showing on Reddit a lot, like the his first State of the Union versus his current one. You know, presidency mm. not even once, which is horseshit. True. Come on. 
Huge Dude, it hollows those men out like a log every time. I mean, certainly when you look at Lincoln, I feel like he aged more than eight years during that eight years. But um, I want to turn the mirror on everyone fussing about his age, you know? Like, you were, what, 21 at the time? Like, I, I bet you looked very different at 21. Uh, Mirka, what are you, 22 now? I'll be 25 in a couple months. Yeah, so you were 14? Like... Did I not do that? 24 minus 8? 16. 16 or 17, yeah. Well, fuck. I'm not. Kyle would think I'm in. <laughs> did you see the gif of me like hey, not hey. getting 120 times 2.5 quickly? <laughs> like, like good will <laughs> was, the there was 96 times 2.5. I forget what it was. And I, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, uh, so what? You're 24 now? Eight years ago, you'd be 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. I bet you looked wildly different at 16. Look at your beard. I, I, I don't think he's a good example. We should use you as the example. And I think eight years ago, uh, I think you have aged far less in, in the last age, eight years than Obama has. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I look at pictures of me from like even six years ago when I first started YouTube and think, that guy's a lot younger than me. You know, hmm. it, I, uh, I have definitely aged in the last six years. And a lot of, sometimes, you know, people will take pokes at me. But I, again, I think to myself, yeah, but 16 years, I'm sorry, six years ago, you were 13. You know, let's look at pictures of you from 13 to 19 and tell me that you haven't changed at all. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, like, I feel like people age more in these eight years than they think. I, I saw this cartoon. Um, there's a little boy sitting in a television at this uh, really it's cartoon, but it, you know, obviously beautiful woman on TV. And then it flashes to him in the next frame at 40. I'll make it up big beer, gut fat guy drinking a beer. And then she of course is like 60 now all wrinkly. It's like, what the hell happened to her? Yeah. Look at uh, you. You know, like, uh, it, uh, people don't turn the mirror on themselves when they see other they guys. Some fair criticisms. Uh, as, as far as she goes though, she could have lost a little more weight for that role. Like I, Mark Hamill, fucking oh, yeah, I, this was just a cartoon anybody actress but you're talking about oh, leia yeah I, yeah i think that cartoon you saw was specifically about leia like because i think it might um, have been. she put she put it on her twitter um i, I saw uh she could have lost some more weight and it was so obvious in every scene with her in it uh that they were using some really soft focus or something to to make her to make her not look uh, as badly as she looks i guess uh meanwhile you look at mark hamill a couple years prior to now and he was really overweight looked like shit and you know they said hey you want to be luke skywalker again and he was like fuck yeah and got in great shape uh and he doesn't even say a word in that movie you know he got in great shape to look like luke anything. skywalker he did get in great shape for the film i'm not sure did he get in great shape in time for the film though because he looked much bigger to me in the movie than he did during like the press tour I don't feel like we see enough of him in the movie to even judge, to be That's completely fair. honest. Right, but right. I'm, I'm just basing on what I've seen at, uh, with him in the press tour. Because in the movie, you know, I mean, he's just hooded, uh, cloaked. You get, like, you know, his, just his face. They could have CGI'd him onto anything, I mean, to be 100% honest. But that's what they should have done to, to, uh, to Princess Leia. What's her name? Carrie, Carrie Fisher? Fisher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have they CGI'd her onto, like, a really sexy hot body. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, that a bad crop on the neck. Yeah, that, that'll do old it. Lady yeah. skin. I'm having a hard time finding the actual cartoon we were talking about, but uh, is this a Star Wars cartoon you're talking about? No, it it 
it's not even Star Wars related on the surface. It's just a kid looking at a beautiful woman on TV and then seeing her 20 years later and saying what happened to her when obviously he fell apart uh, during that same mm. period of time. Um, yeah, so maybe Kyle will find it. But uh, uh, yeah, I looked at Obama and he aged whatever. I think it might be seven years. I keep saying eight. But dude, we all did. Everybody did. Some some age better than most, but he didn't seem that outrageous to me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just that he looked so young when he took office. He really and did. Now the gray is out in Dominant. force. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, he's so young when he took office, and he had all this like youthful enthusiasm and such. There's no top candidates like that. You might argue argue Rubio, but I don't. Something about. <laughs> I I worry about Rubio being for sale, right? Like he all the accusations of him using like state money to buy his family stuff, him you know taking loans. It I, I like a president to have a couple million just so they're not so easy to buy. You know, Rubio literally has to like you know shop carefully for his children's genes. And, uh, well, maybe that's good in some ways. In other ways, I feel like he's crooked. But I feel like once I don't you trust become any president, of them. though, you're not on a budget anymore. Like, for the most part, you can, you're going to get what you need. Most people don't become president for the money, and I think Rubio might. And I don't know. It just rubs <laughs> me the wrong way. He just wants the jet. That's all. <laughs> um, Come on, baby. This is better than, I, than Air Miles. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it. I, I don't know. I, I, this has been a really entertaining uh, political cycle for sure thus far, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the conclusion because it's it's a bit like Game of Thrones. I really don't know who's going to win this thing, uh, and each it seems like its own brand of ridiculous horror. Because I feel like Clinton is is going to be a real mess. Like she may actually cause some gun gun rights issues. Who that, is she uh, that, in the the equivalent? In Game oh, of she she's the Lannisters for sure. She's she seems to be way ahead despite the fact that she's hated everywhere they've got tons of money um and you know her husband was in charge before her she's totally a lannister oh well done kyle that's, that's well yeah done. i can agreed no, that's i think that bernie sanders is the mad king <laughs> he's the opposite though the mad king was terrible to his people and evil-hearted and and Bernie Sanders is replace torture with taxes. Bernie Sanders is is <laughs> Meister Ewan from the Wall. He's <laughs> he's, he's the wizard in the box. He's, technically, he probably should be in charge by all rights, but for whatever reason, he's just he's just too old now, and his his ideas are just yeah. way too crazy. He's never going to get back into power. It's not going to happen. I don't. I want to know who Trump would be though. I feel like oh, Trump's an up and comer, but he's got a lot of power. Yeah, it's not I feel dead, like so he can't be Rob Stark. Unless Maybe he drops out uh, again. But but yeah, in any case, um, you're probably not going to keep this thing going too well with it drawing the, the parallels. We, I, I feel like we can't match the Hillary parallel. Yeah, that was, we just started yeah, too high. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, love, I love that Trump is in this thing um, because I, f I feel like while he is a ridiculous candidate, I, he just is. He's just ridiculous. He seems like more of an entertainer than anything. But that's why I like him because he's out there being entertaining. I, I hope I hope that he really fucks up the political process of the most powerful nation in the world this year, and I think he will. He frustrates and me. That's... Like, I saw him running against Hillary, right? And he's like, Hillary can't possibly win. Just watch her. She's like, ah, da, 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 da. Who'd vote for that? 
<laughs> like, that's your fucking argument? Like, that was really what he did. Like, he just imitated her. And it wasn't a terrible imitation. Like, his facial expression gave me a Hillary vibe. And, uh, and, and, but he didn't actually. playground bully. Uh, yeah. I love it. He'll nana nana boo boo your ass on a political stage. Like. I, it's crazy. Uh, he's. I haven't heard his plans, you know. Well, I guess I have heard his like anti-immigration plans outside of outside of tapping into like a national frustration with you know jobs and wealth or whatever. I, I I don't hear him outlining what he'll do outside of we'll put really smart people in here and do great things. So in his well, I'm sure we all saw his TV ad by now, and the two things that stood out to me are you haven't seen it. I don't watch TV. I don't either. Um, well, they put it on the internet as well. I didn't like see it on. I don't have the internet. With rabbit ears or anything. Okay, <laughs> internet. I've never seen a, a Trump guys. ad. Um, it's his first TV ad. That, that's why it was kind of a big deal. But but he the two things he, he talks about are the Muslims uh, and uh, immigration. He's gonna he, he, they're they're like he will he will build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. And you know the, that line's in there and the keeping Muslims out of the country uh, thing is in there. They pushed both of those things really big in like this 30 second ad. Uh, they, they caught some flack because they show, when they talk about immigration, they show lots of people fleeing toward a border and crossing illegally, but that's footage from Morocco. But I mean, like, <laughs> does it really matter? Like it's, it, it's more of an, it's, it's, it's more to get a, a, a message across than to be like, here are actual Mexicans. You know, you just need yeah. some brown people running for a fence. That's what he wanted to show you. <laughs> if you'd hired just, actors, you wouldn't have been so mad. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. It's not like we, you're like, oh, you didn't even have footage for it? How do we know it's happening? It's like, yeah, it, it's happening. Well, he's I, overstating I mean, it, right? Like, like he does, like, look at these immigrants coming ad, in, showed... and then they show, like, running with the bulls, you know. Head, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> but they actually were immigrants running toward a border in Morocco. I, I, I don't think that's a big deal, because... If you were making an anti-gun advert and you showed a person who was a victim of gun violence in Sweden, it still applies here regardless. Because because at the root you're saying, hey, gun violence is bad. And, and with his commercial, you're saying, hey, illegal immigration is bad. Um, so I had no problem with it, it being Moroccans uh, or, or people running toward a Moroccan border. I don't know which, but they said it was from Morocco. Um, Slippery slope. I, I thought his TV ad was good, and it definitely plays to his base. Which is the people who are took her you, you took her gerbs kind of folk, and uh, I feel like that's why he's not the typical candidate that would might dissolve uh, after a few weeks, a few months, might lose his support because his supporters are locked in with him because he's the only one spouting their message and they're digging it. The Republican like race in particular as much is like I feel like his entire popularity is almost like a backlash of a certain group, a pretty big group of people who lean conservative who are just tired of all the little word policing and nitpicky nonsense that people get involved in with it. And even though a lot of the stuff he says is batshit crazy and not feasible, it's like, all right, well, at least I can trust this guy on a level of like he's not pulling any punches and he's not in anybody's pocket for the most part. The the PC thing is really turned off. the liberals have gone too far left, and and it's particularly the young ones. Uh, the the Yale girl that screamed that she was supposed to have a safe space at college. I can hardly express how much I hate that chick. Right? She mm. is a worthless piece of shit. It, it, she's at Yale for fuck's sake, complaining about not being safe enough. I keep pointing to the Steinway grand piano in the uh, lobby of her dorm 
and saying that she doesn't have a safe like what kind of overwhelming censorship do you need before you feel safe you're afraid someone's going to wear an offensive halloween costume go fucking jump on a knife i'm done with her that kind of like the, the south park pc ridiculing where they use their being offended to bully other people right they, they, the cry bully is the term i see a lot um Way too far, guys. Way too far. Please keep this in the realm of the reasonable. And you know, the conservatives make the same mistake. But I didn't feel like the liberal side did this 10 years ago. Whereas now, it seems to be an accurate representation yeah, of at least young liberals. It seems like it's accelerated quickly. Even from like, uh, like my brother, who's high school age. Like the shit, he'll even tell me stuff about like, oh yeah, we had a uh, like conference today about you know rape culture or something, and it's like what? Like I'm not, I'm eight years older than you, and this was not happening when when I was there. Like I don't that. like the rape culture thing. Like I, I, so here's the deal: is there rape? Yes, that's a thing, and it's terrible and it's awful, and I get that. But to say we have a rape culture, like there are. Other cultures, you know, the Middle East, if I have my facts right, has something of a rape culture where, you know, a guy rapes a woman yeah. and the woman is held responsible for it. She's the one being stoned to death for adultery, even though yeah. she's a victim of rape. That's a rape culture and it's a problem. In America, nobody celebrates rapists. Nobody looks the other way on a rape charge. No, no one says like, oh, did you rape her? Sweet dude. Like, it's no, considered no. worse than murder. Unless the rapist is yeah. a woman, of course. The, Okay, but in terms of guys, and that's all they're focused on, right? They're trying to make sure that guys know it's not okay to rape because they act as if there was some kind of gray area on that, as if guys thought, you know, is rape cool? Is that like getting laid, crushing pushy? You know, is that what rape is? No, dude, and no one thinks that, and it's not a problem in our society. There's no encouragement uh, when we find rapists, we lock them up for a long time. That's what we do with them. And the other people in prison look at them as if they're the lowest kind of prisoners. There's no rape culture. It's not celebrated. It's not okay. So back the fuck off on your victim crybaby yeah. bullshit. I need you to get have... confin confinitive consent right here. You decide <laughs> that it's okay for me to pound your puss. <laughs> <laughs> That's South Park reference for those who didn't get it. But... Uh, um. Anyway, crush your pussy. I think it was. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. PST <laughs> stands for pussy crusty, <laughs> pussy crushing. Um. <laughs> but uh. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So the the rape culture thing. No, no. There are places with a rape culture problem. Yeah. America's not one of them. We hate rapists here. Prison. There's another one with that problem. Like a real culture of that. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, one, like, no one no one's speaking up for those poor guys in there like the accountant who's getting raped every day by some dude in prison no one's no one's crying out for his pain um it's very few i, I hate i hate the political client the current politically correct climate like you don't see it as much like where i am i feel like i feel like if i had to interact with like let's say an office environment somewhere like i might feel it more but a rat but you know my general generally when i'm interacting with people they're just kind of scoff at that sort of thing laugh at it and then drop a slur <laughs> that's it so when I, every so that's often i'll travel in my grandparents house <laughs> yeah <laughs> every so often i'll travel in the like i'll go to a gun show or something and they're just like fuck obama oh, yeah. right yeah and it's like 
I need a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I'll beat you to it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Jinx. Yeah. Ah, jinx. <laughs> you got to buy me a box of ammo now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I, politically, I, I fit in a space where I mostly feel alone, you know. The like backlash the... is coming primarily from people, I think, uh, the whole, like, word policing thing of, like, most people aren't bad people. Like, if they say an off-color joke or they say something shitty, like, you know, most people are smart enough to figure out what's said in jest and what is said maliciously with the intent of hurting someone. Uh, and most people are just tired of, like, by default being like, oh, no, you're you're a malicious piece of shit. You know what you did. You were thinking about it the whole time, taking advantage of us, oppressing people. My God. When really it's like, no, I, I was just joking around. I was just saying something. It's not offensive. Quit taking offense on behalf of others and ascribing all responsibility to me. While just patting your little pet minorities on the head. Quit so loving being offended, right? Like, oh, he offended me. Fucking sweet. Now I'm in a position of power. Hey, Taylor, I'm going to fucking extract an apology from you. You offended me. What are you going to do about that, huh? Yeah. I'm sitting here. I remain offended until you uh, lay it out there for me. You know, let me know. Sorry, how should I trigger you? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Sorry, man. Civ 5, that's my trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be up for some Civ 5. Civ 6 is coming out next year. Oh, they sweet. Are, they already down. Yeah, a, a, a proper sequel, not that Beyond Earth trash they released last year. So they're going back to Earth and... I have no idea of what the premise of the next game is, okay. but um, that other thing was just some kind of bullshit expansion, I think from a different uh, <laughs> publisher maybe, but I could be completely wrong about all that. I know it was bullshit. It was, terrible. It was a terrible game that we all hated. Oh. Ah. I'm but glad I resisted the siren call from you yeah, and yeah. to buy it. Oh, well, I, I mean, we, I, I like modding the, uh, the, the, the game that you've got in place already. I think the Civ Five mods may, are, are plenty of fun. You don't need to go into space and grow fucking crystals or whatever the fuck that gay shit is. It's so lame. One of the it's terrible the things about Civ that's nice is you like I got a rough idea of history. I'm no expert, but you know, I, I just kind of get who's who and what they were good at and probably where they'll be strong it makes sense to me you know what continent at the very least that they're from that sort of thing yeah but when you go to space all of a sudden you're like well I don't oh know. i see should i yeah, yeah. put crystals <laughs> on my tech tree like i don't come with any basic knowledge of how to play the game yeah that was lame too i, I like that you know it, it's kind of cool when you're playing as the egyptians or uh, the romans or something like that i like that aspect of the like, game oh the japanese That's give you the, some maritime bonuses right i think they start with the ship you instantly like you don't even have to research on that and might do i have this right uh they i think they get more food from sea tiles um they've got some is there less research to do having to do with navigation from them i'm getting Not triggered them. I, I might be mixing up with <laughs> in Civ Rev. I think I'm right about these things. I might be wrong for Civ Five, but uh, uh, anyway, we'll wrap up the Civ talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, think, no, no. Some I, of the core mechanics make sense to me, and it's easy to remember. When as you go to space, it's all freshly new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. But politics, oh, yeah. it's going to get real interesting in the next two weeks. They're going to start voting. Uh, leads start to matter a little more. Like, you know, if you go back four years, that Herman Cain's on top. Uh, who's that Texas governor guy? Rick Perry was Perry. on top. Um, you know, the Republican side in, in particular seems to try out different candidates yeah. with the lead. It's like a revolving door of people over Very there. Constantly throwing new ones out there. Yeah, whereas the Democrats tend to be 
I want to say more stable. I mean, obviously, if you go back eight years, the Obama-Hillary thing wasn't that stable. But yeah, I don't know. It just, it's not like they've got six guys who hold the lead at any given point, whereas the Republicans, they tend to yeah. try people out, not like them, and then try someone else out. Um, I saw that Biden said he regretted staying out of the race now. He did. You know, that was my pick. Months and months ago, I was mm-hmm. like, I, I was saying that Biden was going to be our next president before his uh, son died. I, I, no way he would beat Hillary. I, I don't know. I... I I, I liked Biden the most. The thing is, I like a lot of people, and then once they're exposed to the harsh spotlight of first place, sometimes I like them less. I think that happens on the Republican side a ton. Um, you know, Biden, to me, is my favorite guy. I wish he was in the race. But, and it wore O'Malley. I like him a lot. But these are all people that didn't get, like, first-placed hate, you know? Was O'Malley, he's got the military record. Is that correct, O'Malley? I don't know. Is he, I know Jim is he the Democrat did. who's in third place? Oh, I just remember one of the debates. One of the I, I thought he was the third Democrat. I thought that was the he guy is who the had the military. Third Democrat. I just think of Jim Webb as the Democrat military guy. I don't know if okay. O'Malley is too. I, did, I it's, I'm just I'm thinking of a debate I saw a couple of months back or something like that. He looked he looked very military. Like like he he was kind of fucking stand, still standing at attention over there with a big square head. Like just yeah, all this to me screams Jim shell Webb. Shocked. Yeah, it, like, Jim Webb. Yeah, he's shell shocked, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I like when I like when ex-military politicians like start talking about. Obviously, they want to push that as one of their qualifications for their on stage, and they start talking about what they do to the enemy, and they and, and they, they they kind of do a thing where they're like, "Oh, you don't even want to know what I'd do. It's so bad." <laughs> You ever been to Nam, boy? Like you just know he's ready to like snap and start telling you about crawling through rat holes with yeah. a knife in his teeth and a 1911 in his other hand. You know hand. what ISIS does to goats? That's what I do to ISIS. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, rape. <laughs> <laughs> That's the culture. Yep. Um. So but. yeah, I I still don't know. I guess Clinton. You know, if you're if I'm a betting man, I would go Clinton, and then I would say the second most likely. Who's second most likely? Do you think? Uh, would you say? You're talking about Trump versus Bernie, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Trump. yeah, Trump versus Bernie, or perhaps a Cruz or uh, someone I think like that. Trump. I don't, I don't know what it's going to be, and I know nothing has stumped him so far, but I think eventually something will take traction. You know, he'll say the wrong thing. Something will come from his history. He just can't be stumped. Can't be nothing stumped. Can't I stump mean, and, and thus far, you're right. But gosh, I, I just can't imagine a world where like. He just keeps getting away with it. He, you he's, can only be stumped standard... if you get caught in a lie like that. Like he always regular... gets caught in no, lies. No, 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 no. Yeah, but he plays it off like it's. Other politicians will be like, "I did not do that," and they'll be like, "Well, we have evidence right here that you did." And they'll be like, "Well, you know, when I was doing that, you know, I was thinking of foreign policy." And the thing about foreign policy is, and it's like they misdirect it. With Trump, they'll be like, uh, "You said this about Mexicans." Like, I never said that. I would never say that. He's like, "You said right here." <laughs> I really, really hate those Mexicans. And he's like, well, you know, when you're wrong, you're wrong. You got me. Like, I, I, you, you know how I feel, and I've made it clear. It's like, it's like, he's not stumped. You he walk just, away not sure if he still hates the Mexicans yeah. or not. Like, I, I, he, he played into it so much, I can't tell if he was being serious. Like, At some oh, point, great. Trump is going to be like, you know, ah, oh, you know ISIL? I'd fucking stop him from screaming. And, and that's going to, like, be in the attack ads against him and stuff and you know, no, Trump with the extra contrast making the scream and it something is going to get him. He'll immediately win like Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri, 
Dude, I need to get pro gun right ticket. away. They need to get him out on a gun range somewhere, shooting some like heavy machine. Like I, I think, I think if you had some video of him shooting a machine gun or something, I think that would play play to a, a lot of his base. Yeah, Stogie. Yeah, get out there with some some what some other politician who's kind of like smeared between the lines. Get get Schwarzenegger out there. That's what he should do. He should get Schwarzenegger on his team. That 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 would do the trick. That's actually a great idea. Yeah, yeah. he could I'd pay his it. way into the Expendables Four. Oh shit! Yeah, I would watch that. I would watch Spindles Four if it had Donald Trump in it. Trump is really the villain. Several WWE shows. I think even somewhat. I recently. love that. I know. I'm sure we've all seen the gif of him taking Vince McMahon out with like, yes. like, like, like he runs in like kind of clotheslines him, takes him to the ground, puts a few like pop knots on it on the side of his head, a couple of these, and then gets up and walks away. Like, yeah, that's what happens when you mess with the Trump. <laughs> and just kind of walks out. I think the guy was over like 68 in that clip. Like, it looks pretty current. He, 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 he committed. He took him. He took him down to the mat. You know, got on top of him. Little fake ass ground and pound. It was great. It, it came off really good. I'd love. To, I'd love to see him do that on like the political stage. Like if he really lost in a debate, he just he just tackles his opponent and, and beats him up. Dude, I, I'm looking at like Trump WWE. There's so much WWE footage of Trump. I can't find the right one. He's good. shameless. No other uh, candidate has that in his repertoire. No. <laughs> I can't find the right one. Like he's just there fighting with people all the time. Shaved Vince McMahon's head. I didn't know he shaved McMahon. Oh, that's great! How humiliating. <laughs> Imagine if Bernie tried to do that. He'd just explode into dust, like that guy in the Ark of the Covenant. I think you know everyone makes fun of Bernie's like messed up hair. I'd love to see him in a Trump wig, just like an over the top, big, huge Trump wig. Be fantastic. I, uh, I, I think like, we should probably close down political talk, but, but I will say that whatever happens in the, uh, the Iowa caucuses and the uh, New Hampshire primary or um, whatever the fuck, the, uh, if, 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 he, if, he, if he not only beats her but beats her badly and you start seeing the numbers slip on the national polls a little bit, a point or two, he could win South Carolina. Uh, this is going to be cool to see. I, I hate her so much that I'm... I, I'm okay with her with See, anything that makes her crash and burn. Her. I feel like there are a number of Republicans in the center who would be swayed to vote for Bernie, but I have yet to ever meet a Republican in my entire life. And I'm exposed to a lot of people who say, yeah, you know what? Maybe Hillary. I think I could go Hillary, you know, Trump or Hillary, one of those two. No, yeah. <clears throat> no one switches for Hillary. Zero. No, she's very, very unlike polarizing. Yeah, it, yeah. She, I, they talk about how what a manufactured candidate she is, right? And by that they mean, and I guess it happens with politics, even happens with YouTube a little, where you sit there and you know that your words are going to be parsed and like used against you. Everything you say and do is being recorded and analyzed, right? And some of the times politicians react by react to that by just being so in, disingenuous. You know, in the middle ask, of the road. And just vanilla. They asked and never Hillary Clinton what her favorite ice cream flavor was, and she's like, "Oh, favorite? Hmm. You know, I just like them all so much." Cosmopolitan? Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. You <laughs> like all the ice cream flavors? Jesus fucking Christ! You unlikable cunt. Can you? What's your favorite ice cream? 
I, hey, you know, it changes. I was gonna say something just like an offensive ice cream. Right. I like, uh, I like Gookberry. Like, okay, Rocky Road. I like Rocky Road a lot. <laughs> no, that's what I'm like, right. I like <laughs> Cherry Tom Garcia. Chocolate. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll pick Rocky Road. It's fine. I, some of the s'mores ones I've been into lately, the little delicious bites of marshmallows and stuck in there. I think it's cool. Yeah, but. Um, mint chocolate chip if you wanted me to do a classic that I'll still like Red 10 velvet, years from now. Red velvet cake from Ben and Jerry's. I would like to try that. I've heard it's incredible. So I don't think I've had it. But um, but yeah, that, that one I, Al Gore, when he ran, you guys are probably young, but um, he was just so stiff and wooden and I can kind of see how that happens to a guy when he knows that everything he says and does is being dissected and used against him. He kind of freezes up and, you know, doesn't give you much to work with. Now he's like hilarious. He's cracking jokes. He, he yells during TED Talks from the audience. And, and they're like, if that was you during the campaign, you'd be president. Hillary, I don't know if she'll look any better after this campaign, but she's just hard to like. She's just a she, – no redeeming qualities in my opinion. You see her I, on Ellen DeGeneres doing the nana. Is that what she was doing? The nene. The nene, yeah. <sighs> No, My, she was doing the dabs. The dab, the yeah, dab. yeah. She was learning to do the dab. I, I didn't see it, but I heard Stern mock it. And so that gave me a good enough mental uh, picture. Such to, uh, a know. lack of like self-confidence. Such a, like, dude, you're fucking dance. You know, you're on there. Rocket, bitch. She's... And, and like, like, so I'm certainly not on the cutting edge of urban dance, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> dabs, from what I understand, are is, that's marijuana concentrate. So I'm wondering if the, the, the dance the dab or doing the dab has anything to do with you know the the drug culture referring to that somehow and if so i wonder if she has any fucking clue yeah what else could it be if not that like the only time i've ever heard that a dab refers to yeah a dab is either what your mom does to clean your mouth up when you're three or it's drugs yeah they they turn pot into like almost like a even drier molasses yeah and uh you smoke that shit. And... Well, is this part of the dance? Because <clears throat> <laughs> if not, it's probably about pot. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Didn't you hate it. that? Did your mom ever do that to you when you were little? Like do the whole like the lick their finger way and like too rub rough. stuff I got, I got... Yeah, way too rough. Yeah. On board with I, I, I don't get that. My, my mom would like, 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 like I'm wounded afterwards. Yeah. Scrubbing with her. Yeah. Like, there's oh, now some... this is this nice red blotch on my face will distract them from the little bit of shit left on there <laughs> from where you scrubbed with your saliva. Yeah. I smell like your breath now. I was always a pretty clean eater, but because I remember I went to Boy Scouts with this kid named Brett Miller who couldn't fucking eat. Even though he was like, I don't know, how old were we? Nine, ten, however old fucking Boy Scouts are. But like this kid would eat a eat a sandwich and it would get like on his temple and like in his hair and shit. And I just remember we ate s'mores at, at a cook at a uh, like a camp out type thing one time, and he had marshmallow behind his ear. Like it's like, like how did you manage this? He'd get it all over himself, and I just remember thinking that that was so embarrassing. Even as a ten year old, that I was like. Let me get a napkin going here. I had to just make friend, sure I don't look like Brett fucking Miller. Friend in high school with that issue. Phil. He was, he was my good friend, too. Phil, I love you, man. But, like, we make... It, it was the peer pressure from us that got him to clean up his act. He'd eat pizza. He'd have, like, shit on his forehead. He'd drink, uh, like, a red juice. He'd be left with a mustache afterwards. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you, we're way too old. To yeah. be rocking juice mustaches, like we're in high school, man. Like what is you know, it's like? How did pizza get here? 
How did pizza get here? Like, if it was here, it was three cheese. I can kind of see that. But like, what what are you doing with your pizza that it gets up by your eyes? It's crazy. I don't know. And, it's uh, like they get it on their hands and they don't realize it's on their hands and they're like rubbing their it. ears and shit. Yeah, it's like yeah. it just they just don't I, and I don't know how you do that because like I don't know I guess maybe I'm just more aware what? of that sort of thing I don't want to embarrass myself in public I don't want to be on yeah. a date with like spinach in my teeth or something I, like that so I always wipe my fucking mouth when I grew my um, beard out I did have a little challenge with the mustache sometimes when I drank I would be dipping the the tip of my beard in my mustache mm-hmm. yeah I trimmed that up today the all of it and then the mustache because every Every couple of weeks, it just begins to encroach to where you don't have an upper lip anymore, and it just curls into your mouth. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, uh, that you guys talking about food? I don't know where this came from. It reminded me. I, I went to this sports camp when I was like, I guess, fourteen, and it was like, it was a religious camp, but they like it was a sports camp, but they like tied in God to it somehow, where it was like, hey, you know, go do your sports, and like, because I was on the hockey section, we go play hockey. There's a football section, basketball. Everybody broke and did their shit, and then they came back and like gave us some half-assed Bible study of like, you know, you gotta work as a team, just like Christ in Matthew six ten. It's like, oh Jesus Christ! But there was this uh, <laughs> this kid, but they for some reason they let a kid with Down syndrome into the camp. Um, he wasn't like uh, running around doing anything bad, but every day at lunch, him and his handler, uh, who like helped him out, go to all the different sports and whatnot that he could participate in, uh, would sit down with them and be like, "Now you have to eat all of your food before we can go. You have to eat all of your food." And the kid would always be throwing a fit, not wanting to eat it. And one of the days uh, that the handler was like, "All right, you're not getting up and you're not going to play basketball until all of this food is done." And it was like a chicken patty fried and some green beans. And he came back later, and the kid had eaten all of it and was, like, holding his stomach, like, ooh, ooh, making noises. And you look at the chicken patty. The outside is completely crisp like a chicken breast that's fried should be. The inside is 100% pink rare chicken that she made this kid sit there and eat over the course of, like, half an hour. He just wanted to go play sports. He was like, no, Alex, Alex. You're going to eat your chicken or you can't play basketball. So she made this kid with Down syndrome eat a bunch of raw chicken and he couldn't end up doing anything because I think he got salmonella. (laughs) I hate her. He died. He died of the salmonella. Uh, He passed away, you know. (laughs) Reincarnated as uh, your your employee's potential kid. (laughs) Yeah, I I did this. I used to be in a group called Spy, St. Peter's Youth. And uh, I was really in it just because they, like, They'd preach to us, which to me felt a lot like detention. And then afterwards, we'd do cool shit like dodgeball or tug of war or whatever. And that was the part that I liked the most. And we eventually went away on this like retreat camp thing. And uh, there were good parts of it, hanging out with other people. Uh, one of the guys was like an ex-Marine or something. And he taught us like how to jump off high walls. I remember that made a big impression of me. You know, you'd, you jump off a wall and you kind of like collapse and roll out of it. Um, not, I can't say I'm good at it, but they taught us how to do it. And uh, I thought that was really, really cool. But then they'd mix in all this religious shit. And that was like the price you had to pay. You just <laughs> like. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. The guy, he would like sing popular songs like from the radio, but inject God shit into it. And, and it's like, oh, yeah, dude, this is like this. Song. We all love this song. And then, you know, he'd just be like, you know, it, it put some God lyrics in there. And we're like, what? You fucked up the song. <laughs> like you were doing so good, we were all starting to like you. I know exactly, 
exactly what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> we were in different eras, so different songs. But like, like uh, I guess N or Backstreet Boys was okay. really in when I was at all those camps, and so they would start off like a Backstreet Boys, but like a shitty church band version where it's like all right it's, nobody is really it. skilled up there but you're trying and then they break into it and it would just be all about jesus and his love pouring forth or something and it was like oh like now i'm just yeah, that was i think that was my first ever cringe internally uh, and like even then knowing like i'm i'm 12 and i'm cringing really hard for these adults like something's wrong here like this, this can't be right if I'm being I, like I had to go to this thing called Super Wow when I was like 12, which was some sort of church event. Does Wow stand like, for something? It might. I don't know. Um, okay. I didn't really pay too much attention while I was there. They. Uh, I don't even ha- know how I got into it. I didn't go to church, um, but I had a friend who went to church, and they said they were going to on this trip to Jekyll Island, and they were like, "Yeah, we, it's cool. We have water gun fights, and we go to the water park, and we we hang out on the beach." And he, but then he kind of trails off and never mentioned the part where we go to a mega church for like four hours a day and we sing. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's what it was. We get there and it's like buses from around the Southeast have, have like congregated at this place. They call it, and it's a mega, mega church. I'm in one of those huge auditoriums, like ushers should, should be on stage, like lap dancing some, some drunk chick. But instead, it's like every day it's it's this guy and this girl putting on like short skits that teach you about life like anti-drug, anti-sex, shit like that. And then after each skit, the motherfuckers will break out the guitar and start doing some acoustic covers of pop pop songs and gospel songs. And there was some Christian rock and there's, you know, big jumbo screens. Super lame. Super lame. Worst trip ever. I think I, I had to work to pay for that trip. I remember that. Like Like you had to like help the church uh, for like every Saturday, like do, do these cookout plates that they did. They do like a massive barbecue and I'm out there like basting chicken or something under the, under the heat thinking those water gun fights are going to be great. We'll all get a super, I got there. I was the only one with a water gun. It was yeah. so fucking. <laughs> did you win? No, so you won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even worse. I, I, I squirted a guy and he got all pissed. Like, like, and, like, like cause you know, I used hot water and I added soap to burn his eyes. I, I I was serious about that water gun fight. Nobody else wanted to play with me. Why'd you get that serious when you're the only one with the gun? Yes. It really hyped me up about it beforehand, and I was yeah. just raring. You yeah. could have just what are you doing with all that dumb? <laughs> Don't worry, it's no tears. You know, just... <laughs> <sighs> like a maniac. Yeah. Success. Do you have any but... good camp stories of like pranks, shit like that? I know I've got a couple. I'm trying to think. Mine are all the to... classics. I I always sucked at those games. Like it. We'd go in the, the campfires and they'd chant Owa, Tana, Siam. Are you familiar with this? No? Yeah. So basically, there's a group of people who know what Owa, Tana, Siam is and a group of people that don't. And uh, everyone starts off in the don't who's like a noob, you know, who doesn't know. And then people are like putting it together. Like, ah, I've got it. I know what Owa, Tana, Siam is. And... Uh, and I'm just like like the dumbest kid at the campfire. There's like me and some child drooling on himself. Like I still don't <laughs> get it. I don't know what's happening here. And uh, you have to like whisper into whatever some knowing guy's ear once you figured it out. And uh, spoiler for you guys, you have to tell the guy, oh, what an ass I am. That's what it is. And uh, yeah, that, that sort of thing happened. They sent me off for a left-handed smoke shifter. Are you familiar with this? 
Yeah, that's a that's an old bit. You know, they they would they'll uh, whenever you're new somewhere, they'll send you off for a non-existent item. Oh, yeah, like snipe hunting. It much like snipe hunting, but uh, the difference is in snipe hunting, you just go off in the woods and look yeah. for snipes. Yeah. Uh, with a left-handed smoke shifter, you're required to go from. And the the, the thing is, the smoke is not blowing in the direction they want it to blow, so you need to get a left-handed smoke shifter. And I would go from campsite to campsite to campsite, walking like seven miles because it's not like they're right on top of each other. Like you're asking, like, do you guys have a left-handed smoke shifter? I'm looking everywhere. And these fucking dicks, rather than just let me in on the secret that that's not an existent thing, would just be like, nope, maybe those guys got one. And I'll <laughs> just keep on hiking, I guess. And, uh, you know, hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful I didn't get raped during the episode. Going from strange campsite to campsite would, in the woods. At the car dealership, we would tell the new guys to to go to the service department and get us some uh, some ter- some blinker fluid. They some fell t- for that. Penis. Blinker oh, yeah. fluid. That yeah. I feel like that one's so classic. Like, uh, yeah, that. some blinker fluid. Like you know, it's like a trade in or whatever. Like, look, how are you going to sell this? It's out of blinker fluid. Go get some more. Tell tell Big Mike and service. He'll hook you up. Uh, at McDonald's, where I worked for a week when I was 15 once, uh, even though I'd been there a week, I, I guess I wasn't stupid enough to be tricked into this, so I was in on the joke. Um, but but they sent the guy to go get the uh, the pickles for the Big Mac sauce. Like, yeah, you got to dice them up, and he's looking everywhere for these fancy Big Mac sauce pickles. Um, so that's so that's a pretty common one, sending someone for something that doesn't exist. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it, you mentioned working at McDonald's for a week. So my father... When he told the stories of us about his childhood, it was always in the most positive, like legendary aspects. My father had a paper route, right? And you think, oh, paper route. But no, he took it to the extreme. Like whenever a new route opened up, he'd take that one on too. And he'd just get more and more paper routes. And um, it got to be that he was like the paper route, like, I don't know, Don of Kingpin. Of, yeah. yeah, of of Gloucester City, New Jersey. And uh and you know, he started like so he had so many paper routes that he took on that he would sublet them out to other kids and you know, be like, all right, you deliver this and he'd just take whatever I don't know what, but some percentage of the profits. So now like he's in charge of the paper route, but he has minions under him who actually send the papers from place to place. And uh this is my father, the entrepreneur, right? Always a winner. So then I talked to his mom about it. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, the paper routes. He tried work once. Real, he tried real work once. It didn't suit him. And I'm like, what? D- Dad, Dad, you never told me about this. Apparently, he had a job working at like a general store or something, whatever they worked at back in the 1400s. And uh, he had to sweep the floors. And he didn't like sweeping. And he quit within a few days. And uh, it was so awesome to talk to his mom about his experience <laughs> yeah. compared to himself. You were getting the behind the scenes. Yeah. He wouldn't have admitted. Yeah. He, I, he never told me he worked for like, I don't know, they sold like candy and stuff. I picture it like, a, you know, pharmaceutical stores from the 30s or something. And he wasn't even born then. And uh, yeah, he, he, he couldn't do it. I didn't know that Kyle worked at McDonald's for a week. So you have as much McDonald's experience as I had. No, you had more McDonald's experience than I had Ben and Jerry's experience. Oh yeah, like like in that week, I did a lot. Like if I walked in, like I I did everything there is to do at a McDonald's. Uh, I never took or I, I take that back. I never took the orders or handled cash, but all the behind the scenes stuff. So I made nuggets, I made burgers, like I cooked them. Um, I, I assembled sandwiches on the line, you know, and boxed them and slid them on down and everything. 
um, you know, made apple pies, made uh, all the all the things that you cook. I, I did at one time or another. Uh, was it was it a awful? terrible job. Yeah, it was a terrible job. Uh, very dirty back there. I, I can remember taking the trash out and having like this gross slime on my hands, and uh, telling my manager I needed to wash my hands. But him being like, "No, you got to get on the line," and just being like, "But my hands," him like the line, and I just <laughs> made burgers with the most filthy hands imaginable because he That's told disgusting. me to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had it was garbage slime, you know, when that water smells really bad and it just probably got it, salmonella in it. I, it. I know a lot of people, I've met people in my life that owning a restaurant is their dream job, right? You know, they know it's long hours, they know it's hard, but the restaurant is, is the, the peak of what they wish they could do. Not me, man. I, I, I used to work at a little grill and the garbage was the worst part of it. I was low man on the totem pole and I would have to handle that. And I wasn't very strong. So handling the garbage was like the peak of what I could do physically. And it was just such a freaking nightmare. And there's nothing grosser than restaurant garbage for me. I mean, it, it's just so bad. I, I, does any other organization produce worse garbage? Nursing than home. Okay. All yeah. right, well, checkmate. It's, uh, it's just a matter of being better packaged. If you're you once know? in a while, there's a person in there. <laughs> we, we, had, <laughs> we had a big issue. Like, the garbage is always leaky and stuff. And we had to, like, transport the whole can to the dumpster. Because yeah. if you were to grab the bag and carry that to the dumpster, it would leak across the boardwalk and that you don't want that. A wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow. Yeah. Of McDonald's garbage? Yeah, you would. There would be like multiple bags, like probably four to five big bags, like the big fifty-something gallon ones, and uh, you'd throw them in the wheelbarrow and wheel it across the parking lot to one of those sort of enclosed dumpster situations, and then bag by bag throw it in there. And I don't know. Even at fifteen, I was about six feet tall, so they would make me do that shit because a lot of times it would just be me working with a bunch of girls or me working with a bunch of girls and that retarded guy they allowed to sweep the parking lot or some shit like that. Uh, I thought it was going to be a fun job. I had a couple friends that were working there, and I thought, oh, yeah, we'll be like, you know, singing songs while we throw pickles at each other. But no, nah, it was just super lame. My boss was such a goober. Like, I was cooler than him even as a 15-year-old working at McDonald's, and I knew it. <laughs> he was just, he had married into, like, that McDonald's family. Like, the lady who own, owns, who actually owns the franchise, right? Um, uh, sh he had married her daughter. So he had married into like some a little lo local Mickey D's royalty, and he thought he was hot shit. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> no other like, oh yeah, guess. the money fountain has turned on for you, my friend. You're, no, no, no. The nugs are on me, <laughs> dude. Oh, I stole so much food. Yeah. I would always like like I don't even like McDonald's nuggets, but they were there and they were free. So I would have they weren't free. Packets. You stole them. Yeah, they were free for me. So I'd have like packets of nugget sauce, like open, kind of like tucked around behind shit. And I would just be like eating nuggets all the time. Or sometimes I would just grab a whole meat patty and, and like just, 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 I just thought it was great Ugh. to steal the food. So anytime I got a chance to steal some food, I would do it. I'd, uh, I would bake like two or three cherry pies and then go in the freezer and like fucking eat three cherry pies as fast as I could. I shit like a, that. I had a hookup at your McDonald's. Face, like, your star, like Oliver Twist in the back, hoping they don't catch you <laughs> as you're slaving over hot stuff. I had a friend who worked at McDonald's and he, um, he worked the drive through. Big strong guy. And uh, we'd go and we'd order like a small fry, you know. And back in the day, a small fry was like 50 cents or something. And then he'd give us like $21 worth of food. You know, he'd just like, you know, it just like bag after bag after bag. And it's like, like how far is this going to go? And uh, and then, you know, you'd hand him over two quarters. And I guess we're yeah. even. 
that, that, I told you guys yeah. about my friend from Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Yes, who ruined the. Uh, uh, when, no. Wait, I the story where uh, the waitress fucked up. So maybe not. Tell us. No, uh, it's just all the stealing of food reminded me of this. <laughs> uh, when I was a freshman in college, uh, someone I knew from my dorm worked at the Buffalo Wild Wings near campus, and he didn't work there all the time. And eventually, got to the point where he was like, "You know what? Fuck this! Like, I'm not making good money. I'm only going when there's you know no games on because I'm a student. I want to watch the games for real. So I'm just gonna quit." And we're like, "All right, cool." And so he quit, and his last night. He came back with must must have been twenty pounds of boneless wings in the plastic bags, and a ten like not ten gallon like a five gallon giant plastic pouch of honey barbecue sauce. Nice. And so he was uh, rushing a fraternity at the time, and everybody fucking loved him because he just was like, "Hey, I got enough fucking honey barbecue wings for the next three weeks." And if you look it up on their <laughs> menu, that's like. Four hundred dollars of wings or something ludicrous <laughs> that he stole, and I guess he—I was like, well, "How'd you how'd you get that out of there, man? Like, did you just sneak it out, or what'd you do?" He's yeah. like, "No, they got in the refrigerator. They got a huge bag of wings and then a big bag of sauce, and so I just said bye to my boss, and then I walked back there and took them and walked to my car. We were like, <laughs> there was no plan, and he's like, "No, I, w- I didn't really even think it through till I got back to campus, and it was like, fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, idiot, but." That's how it. So there was definitely no lock and key on the food at McDonald's. Um, there just wasn't any good food at McDonald's to steal. Like, like I didn't, I didn't want to take any of that home. But I did remember, like, you know, you get, you get a free meal. So I would make my own meal, and I would, t- I would make like a Big Mac. But I, I like their grilled chicken breast. I thought that was the, the actual best thing on the menu because it was tasty. And I'd make like a, a double. I'd make a grilled chicken Big Mac. Uh, I always like coming up with like magical. I just make stuff, just add stuff to it. Uh, I definitely ate uh, more. I ate more than they paid me. Like they were paying me whatever it was, five fifteen an hour or something like that. And I was eating like eight dollars worth of shit an hour. I had to be. That's a <laughs> that's a feat at McDonald's to out eat them. Especially old school. And McDonald's. Have you did you see the Reddit post of like McDonald's Next or whatever they're calling it? Yeah, yeah. It's so what silly. Is it? it looked amazing. It was a really seemingly high-end buffet mcdonald's experience with an amazing salad bar and like they're that was they were really changing their image it was nothing like the mcdonald's that i have in my head that's not that because they're they're not doing as well as they used to um i I think they've had bad numbers the last couple last few years so they're trying to figure something out i know they just released some sort of new like dollar deal thing where you can get like four or five items for like four dollars or something like that I think it's like five things for four dollars something like that so they're really reaching but I, going high end is not there i feel like people dog on mcdonald's so hard that they need to totally make it like the opposite like gosh i've been telling the story a lot recently but to to tell it quickly when i first worked at cisco i used to kind of i don't want to say disrespect my manager but I would maybe point out their f- stupidity. Like I was much smarter than my managers, and uh, they every little thing they did, I'd just kind of poke at. Like if it's Wednesday, and they're like, "So two days from now, that'll be," um, um, and I, all I'd need to do is like make a look, or like like you're, you're seriously struggling to figure out Friday is two days from Wednesday. That kind of shit I would do constantly. Like they just make little mistakes, and I wouldn't let it slide. 
Eventually they counseled me to fix it and I did, but it took forever for people to notice the change. I was frustrated by that. They're like, yeah, well, you know, you like to poke at your managers. I'm like, no, I stopped. Stopped six weeks ago. You can't. Were you the resident badass on the floor at Cisco where like you're walking by and Pajit or whatever his name is, like he goes, that is Matt. He does not give a fuck what the manager says. It's crazy. <laughs> Just watch him sometime. He says all of these things. I cannot believe it. It was it's pretty like, cool. <laughs> it was the dot com boom, and engineers were like every bit as valuable as you know their bosses were. Uh, and uh, and I maybe took advantage of that. But anyway, so I cleaned up my act. I started being really good. And six weeks later, it was like I still had this reputation for being a douche. At McDonald's, I feel like they've got a similar type thing. You know, like they are the like McJob is a thing. No one says like Job King or Wendy Job or whatever it is. It's Mick Job. That's like the job that everyone makes fun of. I think they have to pay extra just to get people to choose them over Wendy's. Uh, it, if they want to clean up their like dietary act and make it healthier, they need to go extreme. You know, like, people think of McDonald's as the food that makes you fast, right? The supersize me thing was based on McDonald's. Everybody freaking like throws darts at McDonald's, maybe deservedly, but. To fix it, McDonald's can't just be as good at, for you as Wendy's, which is not that good. They need to be as good for you as Whole Foods or something. It's Have you McDonald's. walked into McDonald's recently? Hmm. Like the redone ones? Like the, I, I haven't been to a shitty McDonald's. <coughs> I can't even remember how long. All of them are nice if you go in on the inside. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just... In my heart, I just kind of look down on McDonald's and say, like, I wouldn't eat at a place like that. Like, this temple here gets better food than that. But I might be off yeah, target. Yeah, Wendy's. Right? <laughs> Chick-fil-A. It's uh, better. Chick-fil-A is, is infinitely better than McDonald's. On, for the quality, it's got to be. I think I'm the only guy that still holds a grudge on their, like, Christian anti-gay hate bigotry. Like, even my but, daughter, like, who's, who you would think would be very stick to her guns about that sort of thing. A little fickle is, when it comes to that hate chicken. She's like, yeah. those bigots make a good sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I say. Look, if they had, yeah, go ahead. They could literally be grinding gays up to make that chicken and I would still eat it. That chicken is so fucking good. It's sweet almost somehow. And the, the batter is different. The, the whole experience is different. I like the waffle fries. I like the sweet tea. I like the lemonade. I don't care what they're doing to it. If they were going after... Someone that if they were going after me personally, I would still eat their chicken. It's good chicken. <laughs> Put a you mask how on. McDonald's used yeah. to have on their bags. It'd be like uh, Mia Hamm's choice or like uh, Michael Jordan's pick, and it's like a ah. Big Mac, which he clearly didn't eat. Chick Fil A could have like the Grand Wizard selection, and it's like a <laughs> thing with his nuggets. Like I'd still eat it. It's great, I, and they're so nice to you there compared to every other fast food place. Like, they don't even say, uh, you're welcome. They say, my pleasure Dude, at the, the ones near me. Chick-fil-A franchises are cheap. Like, uh, as much as I hate the idea of owning a restaurant, I was like, maybe. Because you can get a Chick-fil-A franchise for, like, 400 grand. And, no. and get a, they'll give you a Chipotle franchise. They'll pay you $500 just to open one at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Chick-fil-A, like, in, like McDonald's, or I'm sorry, a good Wendy's location will be, like, $3 million. I looked into this recently. And uh, a Chick-fil-A will be like a quarter million to 400,000. It's like, what is the scoop with this? And they're way more profitable like a, than a Wendy's. They're always packed. But uh, like they kind of select you. They make sure that you're a good Christian before you can open a Chick-fil-A. You have to like work your way up to owner at Chick-fil-A. Like Wendy's, they'll sell me a fucking franchise. You know, I'll be like, I don't know anything about owning a restaurant. No problem. You know, we'll send you to Wendy's Academy. At Chick-fil-A... 
like you need to have worked the register for a while and be selected. They need to get to know you. It's a different culture. If I were going to open a franchise, it would be Cookout. I, I've said this before, but every time I go to it, the place is just called Cookout. Uh, they've got a really massive menu. Um, they do everything from hot dogs and hamburgers to like they got like a like fifty different milkshakes and uh, I don't know quesadillas and just a little bit of everything, kind of like a Jack in the Box type place, but it's better. It's much better. And it's I've food? seen, yeah, kind of. Uh, but every time I've seen them open up, I've, I saw one open up in Anderson, South Carolina, and I saw one open up in uh, East Atlanta. And the lines for the first couple of months are so outrageous that it causes traffic problems. Like the uh, the one in East Atlanta, you didn't even use the standard ordering technique. They used cones to make a giant line that just went to around the borders of the parking lot. Uh, and when you when you first got it in the, in the back of the line if you're the last person a guy comes to your car and hands you a paper menu and you've got like five minutes to look over this menu before you get to the point in line and you're in your car still of course where you get in point in line where someone says okay what would you like and they write it down on a piece of paper and give it to you and when you finally get to the speaker you don't order you hand it to another guy and he says it into the speaker and then you wait some more and it's absurd, this line. And it literally, I'm not exaggerating, three in the morning, it's still like that. And I'm just thinking, like, they're bringing in so much cash selling these hot dogs and hamburgers to these people. It's, it's ridiculous. And it was, it was true in both cases. And it is good food. Hmm. I haven't even heard I get of it. one of those. Yeah, yeah, I think they're small. I've only seen maybe three or four ever. I'd probably open a steak and shake, but I would break the mold with steak and shake and not hire any ex felons. <laughs> no ex felons. Have you ever been to a steak and shake? This isn't yeah. a joke. Like it's I've never been to a steak and shake and felt comfortable. Like I, I've never walked in and just it's a 50s style diner and you walk in and sit down and like you'll just look over and the cook, the line cook will be giving you like a surly look. It's like, I didn't do anything to you, man. Like, I, I'm just trying to get, and now I don't feel comfortable ordering. If you ask for one thing, like a special order, like, oh, can, I want the ketchup and onion, you know, slider, but uh, just, you know, throw some mustard on there too, or like, uh, you know, to get rid of the onion. They'll just, ugh. I had a, a waitress give me an audible groan once when I asked for extra Frisco sauce on my Frisco melt. <laughs> yeah, Frisco melt, uh, extra Frisco sauce because your fucking location always fucking rips me off with the Frisco sauce like you're rationing Thousand Island back there stop pretending that it's an actual sauce you made up fucking <laughs> Thousand Island and we all know it put it on there just, oh, all right sir it's like like I know you're on parole but you know come on smile. Give it an yeah right give, give me a smile I think five guys would be a good one to get too because like they don't have a lot of so I think subways might be the best because Subway is so simple that there's not a lot of overhead. I feel like you could run a Subway out of a shack in your backyard. Uh, but Five Guys isn't much bigger. You know, They've just got a couple of grills and a fryer. Because all they do is French fries, hot dogs, and hamburgers. That's it. I they have they a do lot a of veg uh, shit you can put on the burgers, though. Yeah, but I mean, all that stuff comes in bags and just goes in a little thing. You know, it's ketchup and... Ketchup and mustard and, and like mushrooms and jalapeno peppers. Like That's all stuff that comes out of a bag or a jar. And I think they don't even freeze the meat, so they don't have the the meat storage issue. It shows up fresh every day, so that's got to be. Have you heard be... that thing about uh, you know how Wendy's will say like fresh, never frozen? Yeah. Like apparently there's a, some kind of stipulation about what needs to occur before you can claim something is fresh, never frozen. And so Wendy's will have it frozen on their trucks, 
This could be some bullshit that I just read, but who knows? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. But Wendy's will have it frozen on the trucks, but make it so that by the time it gets to their respective franchises and chains, it's not frozen anymore. So hmm. it arrives to them not frozen. So they're allowed to say, this has never been frozen, you know? Yeah. I'm the Wendy's manager, to my knowledge, it just shows up slightly cool. But anyway. Well, their burgers are square because they don't cut corners. You know who also doesn't cut corners? Squarespace. We just want everyone to remember that this episode of Painkill Already is being brought to you by Squarespace. When you use Squarespace, you always know your final product is going to look professionally designed regardless of skill level. There's no coding required, and of course, the tools are easy to use and intuitive. Trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, Squarespace uses state-of-the-art technology to power your site and to ensure security and stability. It starts at only $8 per month, and you get a free domain name if you sign up for one year. So, start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com PKA. And be sure to use offer code PKA to get 10% off of your first purchase. So whether you're starting a business, building a portfolio, or just expressing yourself online, remember to sign up today and go to squarespace.com PKA. Squarespace, build it beautiful. I wonder if they'd help me put together that Sleeping with Woody concept we had. of Just an album of me snoring. Well, Maybe. if anyone could help, it'd be Squarespace. I, Absolutely. I would watch that. I think it would help me... Uh Stay up. Maybe drive out. <laughs> I've got a family of rats living downstairs. I thought I'd play it real loud and it would drive them away. Sort of, you know, maybe I could do that. I've been playing. I usually play I Woody the Slayer in moments like this. But if you've got some snoring audio, that, that'll, that'll really do the trick. I need that for Melissa to, to keep her asleep. She sleeps like a rock, but... Uh, like two PKAs ago, if you go back and watch like 15 minutes in, like you can't hear anything, but like I had to pause like right away and like leave real quick because she fell asleep like on the couch right next to me and then just out of nowhere, and she never does this, just like in her sleep just started like, like loud enough that I'm like, people are going to, this is going to pick up on the fucking mic and people are going to wonder if I'm, you know, harboring uh, Down syndrome children under my floorboards or something. And it was just. One of the stairs. Um, yep, and it was so loud, and she was getting like, like so emotional. Have you ever seen somebody get like almost emotional in their sleep? Yes. They're talk. It's it. Isn't it like unnerving, a little bit? It's a little odd. It it it's sort of like if you ever see an animal, or even I've seen people whose eyes will be open while they sleep, or at least cracked enough that you can see that the eye is dead, and it's not really like give, feeding information to the brain anymore. It's a really unnerving kind of situation. Yeah. I had a nightmare the other day, and, and I, I find dream talk to be boring as fuck. Like, if you, as soon like as you start talking talk. about your dream, I can't care. No, I like to try to analyze the dream and, and think more about it. This uh, one's pretty I feel like my, my yeah, the describe. dream's when I can't pull the, pull the trigger. I mean, think about what that simplifies, you, you, you know? It's, yeah. it's some fear failure. <laughs> I'm dreaming, <laughs> and I keep waking up. It's like a nightmare that my house is even fucking bigger. Like I, that there was a whole I mean, like off the Game of Thrones room. We have two doors that lead to one of the western porches, and uh, um, my dream was that one of those doors led to like another master bedroom, and that's where my mother in law was going to live. And it was just like again giant ceilings, a lighted lit bookcases for some reason, and and the whole thing was just huge and. Uh, yeah, I kept waking up anyway. That that was it. It was a recurring sort of dream all night long that my oh. house had gotten bigger and it was more to heat and maintain and all that. <laughs> oh my god! Just, <laughs> oh my god, Jackie! 
This is going to cost us at least $1,500. We're getting a fireplace. Oh, nice. Yeah, so the house has... Operational... The house has five fireplaces. Uh, three of them are like real masonry fireplaces that you could burn wood in, and two are just like sort of decorative propane or gas fireplaces. Um, but even the ones that are operational have gas logs in them. What is? What am I missing? He, he was saying that he had one fireplace, and I was like, I don't have any. Oh, okay. So, we're like, <laughs> so anyway, in the living room, we have gas logs that we tend to use a lot, and they're they're worn out really. So we're going to upgrade it with a wood-burning fireplace. And uh, the idea is that it will just, like, pour heat throughout the house and it'll have blowers and, and we'll be able to, I don't know, where. Let's make a lot of heat. Uh, I know a guy that's got one, and his has some sort of system where it it feeds the fire these these wood pellets. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, a, yeah, I, I had never seen that before. You know, when I think wood fireplace, I think, splitting logs in the backyard and tossing tossing them in one after another and closing the door and getting the air feed just right and using blowers and I'm familiar with all that stuff but this thing he's got you know slowly trickles a little these wooden pellets to the fire and and actually that's what I had in my head at first like that's I was like that's what I'm gonna get um and I went to two different places in my area just doesn't really sell pellets apparently you can buy them sort of expensively at some Home Depot a few towns away there's a tractor supply that gets two pallets and then that's it, you know, for the year. Once they're out, they're out and that's it. And uh, everyone is, you know, both of the stores were like, I'll sell you pellets. I've got one sitting here that no one else will buy. I'll make you a deal, but you don't want it. You know, you won't be happy. You can't get pellets around here. Uh, you know, it, apparently North Carolina is one of the biggest pellet manufacturers. Maybe it ties into our uh, furniture manufacturing but they just ship all of them overseas and they won't even you guys like i will buy truckloads i'll show up at your door and they wouldn't sell it to them so uh super hard to get pellets in my area which is Mm. why i went with wood so this is off topic but it's kind of weird so two days ago my girlfriend said that it looked like someone had rifled through her vehicle in my in my driveway Uh, but meanwhile my car is right next to hers and it's got guns and cash in it and they're, you know, right there. Like there's a lot of the stuff's tucked away, but there's maybe $20 worth of cash sitting right there. And there's a handgun sitting right there and all that's there. But I believe her because she says, you know, the credit, you know, her wallet was sort of dissected, you know, and kind of like laying all out there. And that's unusual. And then Kitty says that, that she thought she heard someone outside last night and the dog was barking and causing a ruckus. So I'm going to get to the bottom of this very yeah. soon. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Yeah. I'll, I got my... uh I'll get some motion sense and cameras out there and uh, get myself some some way to alert myself. And, uh, you know, if I need to in the night, I can go out and investigate. I've got I got my uh, you know, I got my gun with the light and the laser and all that shit on it. So we'll see if the double barreled shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. That that seems like the way to go. Already got it all tacked out over there. Yeah. Um, That might be a good one to grab. I'd wake yeah. the neighborhood up. I you guess. haven't made a video with that yet, right? No, no. I we're, feel uh, like you want to run a hundred rounds through it and just see what it's got in terms of reliability. Um, I, yeah, I'd like to as well. You, the Have you heard about the the issue with uh, the pumping them? I haven't heard any specific issues. We did have one failure, and um, I think that it was where we sort of short stroked it, and uh, the answer to that was just holding the release and hitting it hard, and so, that fixed it. I've watched several videos about it because I was kind of excited. And um, apparently, if you point it down, 
when you uh, is it called racking the slide with a shotgun when you pump it sure. um then it doesn't load right like gravity does it wrong you need to hold it hmm. up and rack it which and they're, they're sort of targeting it towards uh, law enforcement so that's kind of an issue like you don't necessarily See, always want to be pointed up when you rack I it i didn't have that issue because one of the ways i was do you have do you have any shells that you can test it with yeah, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna do that in just a second, but um, just to kind of show the inner workings without one, you know, I was I was cycling it. That looks so and, cool. Uh, yeah, I was cycling it, and uh, I, I like held it like this and did it really slow, so someone could watch it. I'll get some shells so you can see what's going on here, because it's actually pulling shells from uh, from from two tubes and then injecting them into two more. And it's, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to watch it do its thing. I mean, let me grab a couple of shells. Yeah. Be before you go, when you do it, test it, like point it down. Like you wanted to shoot. Oh, it I'm going to hold safe. it just like this. Well, that's um, up. So it's, you know, it's upside it? down. Well, uh, the barrel's pointed down. Oh, is it? All right. I lost my bearings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize that either. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can find a shell or two. All right. I was wondering how he was racking that with it pointed up with both hands down like that. I, I, I it's it a just some bull pup shotgun. It's. I'm sure there's plenty of them, but it's the only one I know of. Like, I don't know of any other bullpup shotguns. A bullpup double barrel pump shotgun is a... I think there's only one. Yeah, it's a pretty niche group of characteristics <laughs> for a shotgun to have. It just, I mean, it's really cool, but is is there a point at all? Like, to a bullpup style shotgun? I, I don't know. I, I mean, the, the typical bullpup point is that you can have a longer barrel and keep it accurate... But it, you don't have to have such a long gun in close quarters. Um, yeah, I thought it was to keep guns short, right? Yeah. That's why I, they put the magazine back well, behind the... Like, you could have a gun with... I'm, I'm making shit up, but like with an 18-inch barrel, but the thing is only like 24 inches long in total. Whereas if you were to take like an M4 variant or an AR-15 variant, an 18-inch barrel is going to make for like a 36-inch gun because it's not bullpup. Yeah. But with a shotgun... I don't know. Do you even want a long barrel like that? I guess you want you, you, the powder's got to burn. I want a short barrel, uh, double barrel shotgun like they have in movies. It's not, <laughs> every not zombie even, game even stock. Yeah, just <laughs> every one of those. We can just smack it down. They fly out, put two more in, snap it up. They're, they're illegal, so I couldn't do that. But those with are a, so cool. With a, a lever action one, right, where you can like do the thing. Just 1887 my way out of any trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's see what you got here, Kyle. Kyle, I'm lost. That's pointed down. Okay. Yes. I'm going to get some shells here. What kind of shells are you putting in? These are actually incendiary tracers. Um, the color of the shell corresponds to the color of the trace. So these in particular are green when they come out of the barrel. So that's the tube. I'm going to try to do it so you can see a little better. And try to manipulate my hand. So, you know, it's spring-loaded, and they're feeding. And if you look here, you can start to see they're feeding into the oh, weapon. Oh, yeah. And that'll continue down into here. So, I don't know. We'll put three on each side, I guess. Seems like a good number. You can load two at once. Put them in this. Mm-hmm. At least on the video I saw, the guy was very tickled about that. He's like, watch below two, you know? <laughs> I was asking Woody, Kyle, what is there a distinct advantage to having a bullpup-style shotgun? 
Um, it's it's I like bull pups because you get that you don't have such a long barrel. Uh, so if you were in some sort of close quarters sort of scenario, it's really easy to turn a corner and point those. They're more pointable. Um, I like short barreled everything. Part of it, and I really like bull pups. In my head, if someone was trying to wrestle the gun away from me, they just have a little less leverage. You know, they, they you can't just grab the end and toss it around in the same way you would a longer rifle. True. So you ready for this? I so, am. Yeah. Let's see. Make sure I'm going to do this right. Yeah. Looks like you have primary and secondary gunfighter on that. So it threw him in. It so worked. now we're loaded. So hold it at a 45. 45 degree angle? Yeah, down at 45. Well, let me show it eject once. Okay. Um, and then we'll go again. This is so awkward to do like in this. Ah, yeah, because all this has to slide. So it's removing those shells from the barrels, from the chambers that are directly behind the barrels. It threw them past the camera. It sure did. <laughs> uh, they're away over there somewhere. And it threw two more up from the tubes. And so when I push forward on the slide, it moves them uh, back and into the, into the cylinders again. So let's hold it at a 45-degree angle and, uh, and make it safe again. So that looks like it to me. I'm going to go real slow so you can see it maybe drop them out of the back. So they dropped out, and you can actually see the next shell that's to come right mm -hmm. here. And it worked. Or it didn't work. Um, maybe it didn't. It get, now hold it at level, and I think you'll be able to jiggle it in. All right, let's see if they, if they come out. Huh? I guess it worked. I'll run it through, I lost uh, track of that. Yeah, I did too a little bit because it's because I'm like, watching the reflection of what I'm doing, and it's it's really hard to be kind of focused on anything right now. Like I that, do love but... all that gobbledygook on that gun. I normally I don't, do too. but God, that thing is. <laughs> well, see, none of this is is really unnecessary. Okay, all right. So, the things that I think are redundant, which is what you, when in my opinion, that's how you know that you're being silly, is when things start being redundant. So it's got these uh, these offset sights here, and it's like. Is this really gonna fail? Is that what you're worried about? This failing? Because it's a shotgun, right? Like I'll just, I'll just take it the fuck off at that point. But <laughs> I just feel like those are a bit redundant. But otherwise, you know, it's really just a laser and a flashlight. There's, there's a flashlight with a, a strobe that's just incredibly awful to to look at and turn that off, and then a, a laser, which, I've really enjoyed. Why does that this laser one, work in midair so well? It, Exactly, because it's green. So, so all through my house, it's like that. Uh, I shined it outdoors the other day, and it showed up. Um, I, I feel think like to see green lasers better. When I point red lasers at things, I see the dot, and I but see you don't the see source, the but I don't see the beam. That thing, yeah. you really see the beam. It's not, hard to pick. Not up as with much the light. at that angle. Yeah, but then right that, here it's really bright. Right, yeah. right. Maybe yeah. I prefer. I like that green. Um, other than that, I don't. You know. The uh, the one that you're getting has muzzle brakes that are pretty sharp, uh, but nothing like this. Yeah, that, or uh, choke tubes. Yeah, that's ludicrous. Ludicrous uh, is good. Ludicrous is good. <sighs> so yeah. Um, but you haven't made the talking about. You haven't uh, shot any video for that yet. Like, have you run many rounds yeah. through them? I, I don't know if you can call them round shells. It, probably fifty so far. Oh, um, so a bit. Too crazy. Yeah. yeah, we haven't really haven't really tested them that hard. I'm uh, doing the flamethrower video first. Uh, when I'm, whenever I'm done with that, I'll send yours to you, and 
But I'm, I think I'm filming that Monday, next week or Tuesday, something like that. Maybe and we can we'll, use the flamethrower to start my new fireplace. Yeah, yeah, totally. You, you totally will be what able to. I was, I, was shooting, I was shooting yours today, uh, or yesterday. Uh, we were testing out the propane balloons. It seems that propane, when it's in a, when it's in a, a balloon, like a, you know, a standard latex balloon, that the propane gas is somehow degrading the material that the balloon is made out of. So if allowed to sit for long enough, they'll just pop spontaneously, which is horrifying right. when static. you're working. Well, the static, the static, the static doesn't, doesn't scare me as much as the, as the random exp, you know, balloons popping in your hand when you're already on, nerve, on edge, afraid of static. So like static never happened. And if it did, I had a face shield and gloves on. But what, what would happen is they kept spontaneously exploding in my hands, and that is horrifying. Um, so I don't think propane's going to work, which means I might have to go to acetylene, which is... That's what you told Woody not to use, right? I, yeah, I sure did. Because, like, <laughs> because of a childhood injury. On the levels of, as far as explosive gases go, in my, in my limited opinion, although I haven't really worked with too much hydrogen or anything, um, propane is like some Frank's Red Hot hot sauce, and acetylene is more like that devil's inferno shit that you give to someone as a joke it's uh when that stuff goes off it's an explosion and it's very hot and it's very sooty that's, and it's very bright but i'm afraid I'm, it frightens me to work with it so i'm gonna have to come up with some kind of a legit burn suit not a burn suit really it's just some protective gear to work with it so if it does flare up i'm not don't you flum, have a flum, like a, a ghostbusters suit oh but the ghostbusters suit is it flame retardant at all no, he got no, that at the Halloween store. <laughs> so you don't have yeah, a, yeah. a flame-resistant suit? Um, no, I, uh, I actually ordered these really nice glove-slash-arm sleeves off Amazon. They were pretty expensive, and they were supposed to stand up to, I don't know, 800 degrees or some bullshit, and they never, sh they never arrived. Um, I, might, I should check my closet. I want to say I have two flame-resistant like racing suits. Mm. And... I, I don't know. You. You're taller well, see, than I really, me. Well, see, I really don't. That's not really what I've been in those suits that are too small before. And it's it's very uncomfortable in the crotch. Um, it's it's uh, when they ride so high because your shoulders your shoulders are pulling it up and your crotch is whole. Is, I, is I hear what you're saying, but I want to say this comes in like whatever small, medium, large, extra large. Like we might be the same. You might have in any case one. though. To be honest, I, that's not what I need. I need something. I, I just needed the face shield. I felt like because my fear is that the, it's going to go whoosh and like quickly burn me. Not that I'm going to become engulfed in flames and, and need to survive that. I it's feel just like it would be a really nice piece of the puzzle. Like if you got a face shield, some gloves, and this suit, you're covered from flash burns. Mm. This might be a dumb question, but like, is is there a difference in the like grade of flame retardant material you need? When using something like propane compared to acetylene, like um, again, because it's going to be like a flash fire, I don't think it really matters. I just wanted something between my skin and the fire. Kyle's, but, it, as far as I know, Kyle's right. There's probably someone out there with more expertise. But when I was buying them, everything was rated by how long you could stay on fire, not necessarily mm. what was making you on fire. Yeah, those acetylene balloons could be the coolest video on YouTube, or just a stepping stone to. No lips, no eyelids. Kyle giving speeches about the dangers of explosives <laughs> in, in local middle schools. See what you guys understand is these materials burn at <laughs> thousands of degrees. 
everyone else in the world and you'd have, you'd will have, have to make no sympathy. Jokes. Just, I, I thought be... that I was hot shit. <laughs> and then everybody would have to laugh uncomfortably. As I, now I need an assistant to, to wet my eyes every 35 seconds. Or, or they just crisp up and fall out. You like, get a big <laughs> laugh. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm on fire tonight, huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh? 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 I need my eye drops. Susan, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I don't want to burn up. Um, but the the thing is, like, it, let me, let me find a video of of what this acetylene looks like going off because it's it's so different than propane. It's night and day. Is it like, going to be in a really, balloon or in a in the bottle? Um, I'll try to find a those... video of a trash bag full. Oh, okay, yeah, because uh, sometimes you see the plant where they fill them catch on fire, and the bombs that are the oxyacetylene like canisters is outrageous the the explosions go five stories high and break huge things it's a big deal i got one this is uh this is just a balloon this is what i did to my hand i haven't watched the video yet but it's just a minute long it seems perfect this is literally what i did to my hand uh we should queue up i guess somewhere uh yeah i'm at zero Okay. Let me slide this thing a little bit. All right, ready, set, play. This is just a condom filled with acetylene or oxyacetylene. Sitting on a paper bag, I see. So he's using the paper bag as like a wick. Is that what it's called? A wick? Yeah, yeah. A fuse. Is oxyacetylene the same thing? It's it, two it, things. It, well, the. It won't take long. Yeah, an oxyacetylene torch requires both acetylene and oxygen, and the combination of two uh, allows you to reach a much higher temperature than either alone. Uh, and that's how that torch works. But I'm curious if he knows that, or if what he's done here is is added oxygen to the mix here to make it even more explosive. Yeah, just. Don't do that. Uh, that went off in my hand. Like I lit that with a big lighter like this. Just reached out and, and lit it. Um, it was third, second and third degree burns the whole hand. Like Bad choice. From here up, uh, blisters on each knuckle that were just risen up really high. And everything was scorched black because the settling burns really sooty. Uh, like if you, if you, when you light the torch, even if you got it turned on low, it goes poof. And you see this black nasty soot float away like yep. a little miniature bug soul is leaving it and going to hell or something it's just little it's nasty stuff when it burns you're so. so lucky that your hand doesn't look totally gross now yeah i know um got good doctors at the the augusta georgia burn clinic uh gotta gotta give it to them and that magical artificial skin glove they gave me that was great but i'm as you can see that's an explosion that stuff's not going whoosh and making a pretty orange uh, fireball, which is what I like. I, I want a pretty orange or dark orange fireball with a little smoke attached, which is diesel. like seventy percent gasoline, thirty percent diesel. That's how I achieved that. Uh, but with something like this, it's it's going to be like boom, and 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 that's cool too. But goddamn, that looked dangerous. Like if one of those goes off in your hand, like it might rupture your eardrums or like detach your cornea or your retina or. Or Interesting. I, you know, what's dangerous, right? Because like uh, I was trying to think. I, I think it was last week or the week before. I was saying, maybe PBN. Anyway, the height stuff, the mountain climbing, skydiving, hot air balloon, bungee jumping—like all these things don't scare me very much. But I, I forget. Do you remember what it was that did scare me? 
Uh, I forget. There was something that I found like very unhappy. I, I wouldn't want to do at all, whereas you had no trouble with it. This balloon is really the thing that you don't dig. Because it's so it's so uh, reactive. It's so it's so highly reactive. Um, normally, when I'm dealing with stuff, I'm like, okay, that's a, a safe distance away. This is far enough. You know, the the shrapnel can't get over here. You and you can kind of I can look at things and know they're just ninety five percent safe, which is just fine for me. Um, you're not ninety five percent safe in your fucking car going down the road. But with this thing, it's like I don't understand static electricity well enough to know that I'm safe. I don't know how to make that happen. Um, I guess maybe I need to do a little research because uh, maybe condoms are better. Maybe maybe latex doesn't make static. I don't know. Maybe maybe um, yeah, because balloons uh, I don't know. do. Some balloons, yeah, balloons do. You can do that thing with them and do your hair. And if static sets with that balloon off in my hand, I know what it's going to do. It's going to mm -hmm. put me out of commission for two months and and ruin my fucking week. Um, and I don't want that. And that's if I'm lucky. You know, like I said, I, that that looks so loud. I feel like it ruptured a damn eardrum when it it goes off next to your head. So I got to figure out a way if that's what I'm going to do to uh, to fill those balloons safely, tie them off, and then attach them where they need to go without popping them or killing anyone. Cool. <laughs> so we're working on that. Adding the new topic? Tolerate. Absolutely. Speaking of killing topic. people, <laughs> let's talk about credit karma. Mass murders. Let's carry on. I, I, was, I was trying to think of that, uh, that Capote book. Uh, in, true, in, in, true blood, uh, in Cold Blood. Yeah, that's the book you want to get from Audible. Audible.com. Uh, let me let me find my read here. Let's see. This episode of Painkiller Ready is being brought to you by Audible.com. Audible includes more than 180,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, and newspaper publishers, as well as business information providers. Um, down, you can download and listen anywhere on your iOS device, Android, Kindle Fire, Windows Phone, and over 500 other MP3 players. Are you still a fan of reading off your Kindle, but reading while driving to work is just too bumpy for you? No problem. That sounds dangerous. I can't believe that. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> You're tired of risking the lives of your family and everyone else by reading on your goddamn Kindle on the way to work? Well, no problem. Whisper Sync for Voice lets you sync back and forth between reading the, reading the book on a Kindle or the Kindle app and listening to the audiobook without ever losing your place or missing a word. It works for your iPhone, Android, and Kindle Fire. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of their choice and free 30-day uh, trial membership. So you just go to audible.com slash PKA and choose from over 180,000 downloadable titles. Get your, free title today, get your free title now and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash PKA. That's audible.com slash PKA. Um, and Chiz recommends The uh, Martian here, I see. That's by Andy Weir. But I'm going to recommend, I think it's In Cold Blood by, uh, with Truman Capote. I'm so, going to double up on The Martian recommendation. It's very good. You guys are going to like it. My wife signed up for Audible. She was visiting family in New Jersey like a month ago when I grew the beard. And uh, she has since become addicted to the service. It is, she listens to Harry Potter books with headphones in all day long. And I almost miss her. Like, you know, I have to really get her attention. Like, hey, honey. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, play with me. And, uh, um, but yeah, she's listening to Audible books all the time now. That's like her, her normal state. It's just earpods and uh, audible.com. I was thinking recently about getting like a uh, listening to some sort of language uh, thing on there. I thought that would be fun because 
I mean, I absorbed all of fucking Game of Thrones, right? Because in you know through that thing, and I feel like I retained a lot of it. Like we're you know, what a what That's a massive difficult story to remember. I feel like through the audiobooks, I, I absorbed more of it than I do from any other way. Uh, and I was just thinking, like, could I learn Spanish on there? Could I habla español with a little audiobook help? Uh, I've done that before I've, with Italian. Uh, because I had to do Italian for college, because it was uh -huh. the only language I could get done in two semesters instead of three, and so I got one of those audio programs where, like, I they would like speak Italian, and I only used it once, and I found that like while I was using it, like I wasn't retaining anything. All I was doing was fantasizing about how cool I would be when I was able to speak Italian <laughs> to people, and just to be like, oh, bada bada, da hula bada. <laughs> just to be able to speak Italian and like hit on people like that. I think like, the best no is ordering at a restaurant. Like, like, like if you learn Spanish, I feel like now you're I'm going to take the unlimited twice. pasta and breadsticks. Is, is <laughs> oh, little Brando there? Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel like Spanish would help out a lot with like getting your yard uh, in better shape. Maybe you could tell the workers what to yeah. do more, uh, <laughs> more better. But learning if you learn Italian or something maybe that comes in handy in some romantic date setting like you go to one of those restaurants where the menu is all in Italian and it can be really uh, um, overwhelming if, if you've never been to somewhere like that and, and but but all of a sudden you kind of lean over like what are you gonna get and she's like well I just don't know you know it's all uh, you know and she doesn't want to say and you just oh let me <laughs> and, <you> go, <laughs> and then Maybe you order, maybe you order for her, like you know, you know, in, in Italian with the, the waiter, and then some like twenty two year old kid looks at you like, sir, this is O'Milligan's. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to an Italian place that? Uh, there's a whole area in the city here called the Hill, where it's like all Italian immigrants, and they still have like Italian families who have been there since they like immigrated here, and they'll have whole menus, like where usually they'll say like, uh, you know. Pomodoro Mastacholi or something and it's like this is what this fucking dish is you read this if you want to be able to order it but this mm -hmm. these menus almost like they're being intentionally fucking assholes all yeah. of it is in Italian every even the, they even put little descriptors underneath it in Italian I've seen this it's, like, it's very intimidating where, yeah where do you get off like you, you know that we are coming here because you have the best Italian food in the area but you don't have to be a cunt about it and like rub it in my face like, oh, what's this one? And then they say it in an accent in Italian first, of course. If like I was opening an American restaurant in France and someone was like mashed potatoes, like I don't I wouldn't be like fucking dumbass. He doesn't know what mashed potatoes are. Of course not. He doesn't speak fucking English. I, I yeah. don't know why they do that. It's really intimidating when that happens. Um, it's happened to me a couple times. It's been French, Italian and Thai. There was a Thai restaurant. That didn't have their. I, I was just like, where are we? Like, 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 Thai are there people coming in here that can read Thai? It's like there aren't even letters but, in here. These are symbols. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's a bunch of nonsense. I, love <laughs> I think I'll that's have an emoji. The goofy M and then the weird <laughs> sparrow head <laughs> as a dessert. Fucking menus and wingdings. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a cup of the emoji rubbing its belly and uh, <laughs> the number sign with the squiggly mark next yeah. to it. There's two winky faces to, th to share. There's you know? two buildings a small. Smile and in a not equal to equation. What the yeah. fuck? How's the taxi cab money? <laughs> I got a new topic. Uh, Powerball. Did you guys play? I yes. won. It, really? You're a billionaire now? I have to split it with that guy in Chino Hills, apparently. So I think after the, the sum, I get like 
487 million, I think I did the math, so not oh, too bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I got the first five right, and I didn't I didn't get the last one, so I get nothing. Oh, that's, that's not true, are you though. Serious? Yeah. You're no, lying. I know. I got to Because I was hoping you guys Kitty? would be like, if you get the first five right, you get like $50 million. It's like, one million. Yeah, I was going to say, because Kitty got a few numbers right, and I think she won like 20 bucks or something like that. Like, I, maybe she got like Powerball in one number or something. Uh, in spite of the fact that logically I know the math is so horrifically against you. One in 280 million, I believe. A little part of me was like, oh. One in 280 million. So there's a chance, right? There's a yeah. chance. So I found a website that lets me play. It lets me lose for free. Uh, do you guys want to play it with me? We can see who's the best. Oh, sure. Uh, no, actually, on my tickets, I didn't get a single number correct in all four of them. All right. I got one. I got one number. Let me see. Oh, this this uh, it frames so perfectly. All right, I played this once before, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change my numbers. All right, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna pick my numbers over here. Okay, let's go with eighteen two. I think is sixty four too high. What's the highest you can pick? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was nine. You can't go to ninety nine. You can't go to ninety nine. I'm I'm pretty oh, sure. I'm just gonna that. keep them all below fifty just in case. Um. Um. I'm, I'm gonna go twelve. The number of disciples. I think I need to reload the page to clear mine properly. Three for the Holy Trinity. Oh, I was going to do it. for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, and zero for the number of fucking NFL teams we have left. Nice. I bet my first hundred. So here's what I want you to do. You, you'll pick your numbers and you'll choose play. Right? And then it'll, do, it'll pretty quickly do a hundred of them. And then bet your paycheck, and hypothetically, your paycheck will be $100,000. And tell me when you get to that stage. Oh, it has to be between 1 and 26. I've got to change these numbers. Oh, Just okay. the quick pick needs to be that low, I think, because that's the one you failed on, right? Oh, uh, yeah. 1 and 26, okay. All right, so tell me after you guys managed to bet 100. I managed to play 100 times and not win anything. Right. So it says it Play. says you've played the lottery fifty six times over. I I don't I, I didn't input any other number. I don't, right. I'm, I'm not the sure. First one's a hundred. You don't choose. After that, bet your paycheck. Ah. And then when so how much says, do a hundred thousand? So it okay. says you've played the lottery fifty six times. Oh, okay, that's the number you want. I'm sorry. All right. So bet for me, paycheck. I played fifty times. It sounds like you won six dollars along the way. Twelve. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't win any. It's uncommon. I usually win a buck or two. So, what do you do for paycheck? Like a monthly gross income? Just put a hundred thousand. I did a hundred. Mine's ta it's taking a while to tick, and so far. Uh, oh, you went already. Much. You ran ahead. Oh, I, I just clicked play. Running. Well, shit. I clicked play too. So Kyle and I are together, and 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 Merka's out ahead. I'm we'll winning hundreds and losing thousands. We'll watch this thing go while we do the show. <laughs> but... I am at thirteen thousand dollars spent. Twelve hundred won. So real bad, real I think bad. You're it's actually not going doing well. better than me. Yeah. This site really made me feel better about not playing. Like I, 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 I would like somehow the number like two hundred and twenty million to one or whatever it is, two hundred and eighty million to one. It didn't sink home for me. Just how sure I was to be throwing away money. Right? They they say the lottery is a tax for people who are bad at math. 
And uh, they say it's a stupid tax. I've heard that too. I've heard mm-hmm. that too. I um, say it. <laughs> but I really like the, there's a couple online tools that allow me to lose the lottery for free. So so far I'm at like ten percent. So I, I I've won about two thousand, lost about twenty grand. I've lost thirty two thousand. No, I've lost thirty thousand, and I've won three thousand. I'm trying. I really wanted to hit one of these times and jump to like eighty million. No, I wouldn't even want that, dude. I here, wouldn't want to win on this simulation. Here's what happened to me. I was like in my head. I was going on a a rant. Like this is like I'm gonna say this on Painkiller already, so I'm doing this rant in my head about how stupid the lottery is and how you shouldn't play it and how it's you know dumb tax or whatever. And uh, then along the way, I hit a fifty thousand dollar prize, right? I, I hit the million to one odds, or the nine hundred thirteen thousand one to odds, and I won fifty grand. And uh, I'll tell you what, I still finished in the hole on my hundred thousand dollar experiment, <laughs> <laughs> just not as deep I- in the hole as you might expect. I had to play just because it's. I feel like it's fun. I feel like it's it's good for you mentally to go through the exercise of of putting yourself in a position of great wealth. I feel like it. I feel like you almost get the same brain chemistry effect as if you had won it because you get to mentally spend that money for a minute and come up with the. Because you know you got. I think the the lump sum was like nine hundred million and change, and with Georgia taxes, I'm assuming I would keep something like six hundred million of that if I'm lucky. Um, and, but with that much money, I feel like I'd set up all these accounts for people I love with, you know, two or $3 million in it and just, just, they won't be able to touch it, but for forever now they have income, you know, give them a monthly income. That's what I'd do for someone like Jeremy. I feel like, I, I feel like I would create a trust for him so that every month he's got, uh, you know, enough money to sustain himself and, and not have to have to work as hard in life, uh, that sort of thing. And, I, and not that Jeremy's some high ranking person in my life, but like, even someone like him who's out on the fringes, uh, like, like, yeah, let's take care of him too. And uh, Scott, my cousin and I were talking about this, and, and he had a similar thing. He's like, I think I'd give, you know, a million to this person and, you know, a couple million to that person. And, you know, this guy was really nice to me that time. I, I bet he doesn't even know how much I appreciate it. I'd go take care of him. He's like, but can you just imagine Jeremy with now, like, with a 200, with a quarter million dollar yearly income that comes from, like, the air, the bass boats, and jacked up fucking trucks, and like you'd have to like set up the tires. Yeah, that could was he like, stay out of you drugs? You give him a hundred a year. Like yeah, yeah, he wouldn't years. have a. He doesn't have a drug issue. Um, he he's more of a. He wants to be a good old boy. He likes fitting into a group, and for him, that's redneck. Right now, instead of going back to school, like we all had, like put him up. He was he was going to go back to a technical school. Uh, and get the same degree that Scott has to potentially get on and start making that money that Scott's making because Scott's got his ducks in order now. He's doing good, and Jeremy's not. He's struggling. And uh, instead of going and doing the school that we'd all kind of nudged him toward, and we call, you know, Scott had called in favors. He knows the the he he did really well in that welding program, and and he went to competitions for them and and won some competitions. So they like Scott a lot, and they'll they'll do some stuff. They'll do whatever it takes to to help him. Instead, he, he wants to be a volunteer fireman, which is really like a, a, a good old boys club that you're really paying to go be a fireman when it comes down to it. Because you get like $12 a fire. That's your pay. It's tax free, of course. But that comes to like, you know, $1,200 a year if you're lucky. Uh, and you have to pay for a, a lot of shit uh, mm-hmm. that goes into it. It's a lot of your time. A lot of your time. Uh, so, yeah. It's, I, I, would, I, I would do stuff like that. And... and I said I would definitely buy 
like one of those mega yachts that's like let's just call it a hundred million dollars and has a helicopter pad and a crew of fifty. Um, uh, thirty of those are women, uh, and <laughs> and the other twenty are also women, but they the have other jobs. twenty are very hard workers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're all women, but thirty of them don't do anything. Um, and I think it would be fun to like. You know, just just let's sail. Let's sail the seas. Why not? Let's just let's go from port to port like we're running our own Disney cruise. But I'm the fucking captain, and I'd wear a captain's hat, sure, and everyone would call me captain. You know, I had a whole fantasy about it. Like, like I was like, all right, if I had eight hundred million dollars, whatever the hell it would be, after I all the taxes and everything were paid, my whole fantasy was that for like six months, while the media attention, as much as I could garner for being the winner, I would change nothing about my life not not nothing at all like i would be that guy who like a weird kind of arrogance and i'm better than you of like you know i got all this money but you know i just i'm, I'm just i was already so thankful for everything that i had I, I just i don't feel the need to do anything or buy it and i'd be giving it out to friends people build up so much goodwill around my name so that when eventually i did spend a ton of money and get embroiled in some horrible scandal in tijuana <laughs> undoubtedly that people would be like well you know everybody gets tempted of course he had to spend some eventually just remember when he first got it stayed in the same place didn't even he stayed in the same car he's a you know what are you guy. driving uh chrysler 300c oh that's right you've told me that before yeah so what, what did you guys all finish um so i built i get my yacht with my crew no 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 and... the the lottery thing what did you oh, actually get here? yeah yeah i uh i won like i won twelve thousand five hundred dollars and you know i lost the the remain the hundred thousand twelve nice. what'd you get exactly twelve five it's twelve thousand four hundred and eighty two i think huh. yeah taylor what'd you get um i spent a hundred and nine thousand nine hundred and thirty and I won $9,731. So I'm in the hole $100,000, $100,199. I'm, uh, we're all in the hole $100,099, I think. But, uh, yeah, I won 10087 along the way. So I'm in the middle somewhere. And uh, I've played with this website and some other ones like it a little bit. And uh, it really made me feel better about not playing the lottery and instead investing in, like, you know, index funds, stuff like that. Because <laughs> I'm way ahead in the stock market and way behind on the lottery. Go figure. Uh, I've got a topic if we're moving. Go on. Uh, so I know, Kyle, you kind of follow the NFL. Woody, you kind of do as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so you may not know, but Kroenke... That fucking asshole who owns the Rams and I believe the Denver Avalanche, or the Colorado know. Avalanche, uh -huh. he moved the St. Louis Rams back to L.A. And I'm mm -hmm. pretty agitated about it. Not just because I didn't care about the Rams half as much as I care about Mizzou. Like, I kind of like college football more. But he, like, got on TV and just started, like, roasting St. Louis, being a complete ass about it, being like, oh, you know, I, I think it's for the best, you know. I, I, I think that... Uh, they're going to have trouble supporting the Cardinals, the Blues, and the Rams. Like, it's for the best that we get rid of this team so they can support those two teams. Uh, meanwhile, we're a bigger city than Denver, and Denver has, like, five teams. Like, we, we, were, we, had, we were able to support it just fine. He was just being a cunty douche and wanted to make a little more money that he'll never be able to spend before his feeble, pathetic life ends in L.A., and it's just oh, even worse. Like, I can't even root for them in L.A. because it's, I, just, I just don't like that 
I don't know. I'm, I'm what just other still football teams are in LA? Like the, the Raiders went to Oakland, right? Uh, the Raiders, it's the Oakland Raiders and the San Diego Chargers and the St. Louis Rams moved to LA this year because so, why the fuck not move another, you know, glut of teams to LA for all those bandwagoners to hop on? But the LA was once the Raiders, if I recall correctly. It was once the Rams. It, yeah, it, it was, was once the Rams the, both, until '95. I know, I know yeah, it was then, the Rams. I thought it was the Raiders too. They that might have been even before that. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not up on it, but um, yeah, it just really pissed me off how he handled the whole situation. Everybody here is, if they care about the Rams, is so pissed about it just because he he's from here and he sold out his home state, home city, to make a couple more bucks as like the richest owner of a sports team in the country in L.A. It's just such nonsense. Like I, I guess I could root for the Chiefs, still got them in Kansas City, but yeah, I don't want to root for a Kansas City team. I don't know, just really shitty. Really shitty. So do they play in Kansas or Missouri? <laughs> uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's not obvious to everybody. I I, mm-hmm. I don't even understand how Kansas City can be in both states. That's, yeah, it's so – the cheating. way it works is uh, – so – And weirdly, the Missouri-Kansas City is like the big good Kansas City, and the Kansas-Kansas yeah. City is not the real Kansas City for – no, that's the like it's the huge part of it is in Missouri. Then there's a smaller part in Kansas. Uh, then just like St. Louis on the complete opposite side, the big part is in Missouri, and then the shitty East St. Louis part is in Illinois. And so, is it St. Louis that has Google Fiber? No, it's Kansas City. Kansas City. Oh, well, that's the only thing that matters. They, well, you know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all Fuck your sports. To, you know, I'm telling Google- you, if you, if they said Woody, you've got a decision to make. Google Fiber's coming to your house, but the hurricanes are leaving. I'd be like, fucking goodbye, bitches. <laughs> what about uh, Panthers? Uh, oh, I, fuck them too. No, none of these guys are as significant as Google Fiber. I would take Google Fiber. Of them on their way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just today, I was cursing at a Time Warner representative. So they, they, they constantly send me this uh, mail about upgrading to Time Warner business class. Now, I had Time Warner Business Class in Apex. Apparently, the deal is, uh, if you work for Cisco, you get it for like sixty-five bucks a month, and that's great. So, uh, it was fifty down, five up for sixty-five bucks a month, and I was always fine with that. Or maybe it was sixty-nine. And I, I uh, the problem I'm having at home, I, when I work at Woodycraft, I spend a lot of time just like SSH, like telnetted into these servers in in uh, New York, and. Uh, they disconnect like every hour. I talk to my staff via TeamSpeak. It disconnects like every hour. I'm just, I'm dropping packets. And I look at my max speed, and this is wired. I'm getting like 17 down when I'm supposed to get like 100. So I called support. It's been going on for like one or two months. And the guy was an idiot. He didn't seem to have any concept of dual WAN routers or bandwidth or latency or dropping packets or anything. And I asked for level two support because he was foolish and didn't get it. So a guy was supposed to come out today. While I'm waiting for the guy to come out today and perhaps like replace bad connectors or something, um, I call business class. <sighs> they offer 300 megabits down, and I think it was 30 up, something like that, which is pretty legit, right? How much? 480 a month. Dude, just... I... Outrageous. A... Outrageous. Oh, and by the way, three-year contract. 
right? So you can't just sign up for like 480 wall times are sweet. And if I'm going to come live in your guest house and do my Let's Play series and, and then leave a few <laughs> weeks later, that's okay. Like, like, let's just knock that right out. Jesus, that's fast. Yeah, it's, so then uh, so expensive, I, 200, I think no, it was 100 by 10 for their business class was like $300 a month. And I'm like, that's outrageous. That's not proportional. I was like, that's so much money. Like, what is the scoop of this? And he's like, so much compared to who? And I'm like, that's the thing. Like, you're a local monopoly. He's like, well, you know, if you can get a competitive quote from like AT&T or Google. Like, Google offers that uh, Google is three times faster for one third the price, right? That's some powerful math, right? They're, they're offering 300 for 400 you know, that it, less than a third of the price. It, these guys offer a gigabit for 70 Holy fuck. Right? Like, why are your prices so outrageous? And uh, he's like, well, just get me a competitive quote. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. You're a monopoly. There are no competitive quotes. Why and was this guy talking to you like he was the guy with the top hat running the monopoly and not some <laughs> pawn running around? I was like, you know, I thought that maybe you guys would like offer an introductory price or some sort of package or, you know, you know something to get new customers signed up to you. And uh, that just it wasn't going on like that at all. And Seems like a good write-off. I, I mean, I, I would be, I might jump at that 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 super fast internet. At least, would would you have to sign a long-term contract? Three years. Fuck that. Right. Uh -uh. Three uh -uh. years. No, in three years, you'll you'll have Google Google Fiber. Yeah. There'll be competition at the very least in three years from now. Fuck him. Uh uh. Yeah. No. I I just, you know, and, and at four eighty that a breaks month, it. You start to look. So they installed in. For all of you who dox me, if you look at an aerial map of my house, like once you get outside my neighborhood, it gets really densely populated. Those people have AT&T fiber optic lines. When you start talking about $500 a month, I bet they run a fiber optic line for like, you know, five grand or something to my house. The, yeah. the payoff is in a year. And all of a sudden, you know, you're dealing with gigabit the whole time and fiber optic reliability, which would be great. So I, uh, I, I think I may need I'll, I'll, I need to go to my internet provider and see if they got anything going on because I haven't spoken to them in probably a year or so. Maybe they maybe they can do something more better for me because man, this is lame. I like we'll be streaming video sometimes and it'll it'll slow down and get get uh, shitty. Uh, it's just terrible. You've dealt with shit internet for so long. My whole life, yeah, my whole life. It's that's what that's what happens when you live. That's the downside of the country. There's so many, I'm sorry, there's so many upsides of the country. Like, you know, you get your elbow room, he's shooting off flamethrowers in his backyard. I'd be really uncomfortable doing that in Apex. Um, there's, you know, the prices, you know, per square foot are much better. Um, there's just that, I, I feel like the whole life is better in a lot of ways, but shit internet is no joke. Like, you know. And you can't make up for, like, like okay, we don't have a movie, the movie theater's 45 minutes away. Like, that's kind of a bitch. But I, I can still just drive 45 minutes away. But with internet speed, it's it's not like that. It's like, yeah, you're going to get 14 by 2.5. That's as good as it gets. Uh, I think I'm paying maybe, I think I've got two lines like that, but I think they're like a couple hundred bucks uh, each a month. I think I'm paying 200 bucks for 14 by 2.5, roughly. Yeah, I, I supposedly get 100 down, 10 up. But I get two of those, right? So in, it's pretty much 100 down, 10 up. But I, we can do it without interfering with each other in the house. And it's 70 each. So I pay 140 a month for that 2 Great. by 110. Yeah, that's not bad at all. 
it wouldn't be if I got it. You know what I yeah, actually got? Like, dude, I bet if I run a speed test now, I'll get like four. I shouldn't do it during the show, but I'll get like fourteen down and twenty up. What? What is that all about? Like, it's causing us trouble. I don't know. It's just weird. And, um, it's been know. better in the, than that in the past, though, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I bet it's a connector issue or, or, or something I, hardware I think so related. Too. The guy didn't show up today. I even got a call saying, "Hey, you guys coming? He's only twenty oh. minutes out, and he didn't arrive." So we we had when we moved here, like no one had ever had internet here before. Uh, like the previous people didn't have it. So it was an infrastructure issue. It was it. So they ran this pussy wire, like that's not even meant to be ran as long as they ran it from some, some, uh, housing, housing that's, I don't know I'm pointing at the house that way that's over that way. They just ran it across a field and we had a hardware issue for the first six or eight months where it would rain and all of a sudden you don't have internet. Uh, we had this thing for like uh, months where at 10 PM, the internet would just be turned off every night until 3 AM. And it's like, that's when I'm using it. That's yeah, when that I'm on the, the internet. show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm up there at their offices like, this is bullshit. Like, this doesn't work. You can't just have a 18 hour a day internet service unless you want me to start paying you at a similar rate. I was like, I don't want to pay you for the time when I don't have internet. I'm like, I'm keeping up with it and I'm not, I'm not going to pay it. And they, they actually did like redo my bill. So I didn't pay for I, I came up with a percentage. <laughs> I, I said, I'm, I said, I take 25 percent off the bill because 25 percent of the time you don't give me internet. And I'm not going to pay it, but th there's no way, there's no amount of threatening or, or being a dick to them that will that will make them run fiber to my house because it's just not in the cards. I, I don't I don't think they want to be in the fiber business. That's what that's what I took from our conversations. It was this thing where like if they were to start doing fiber, it would it would mess up everything they got going on. It, it seemed like they'd have to take uh, go a whole different direction with their business plan, which I guess right now is just take advantage of the poor country people. That are, and just have them to be happy to get what they get because there's zero competition. So yeah, I I, don't know. I have to call AT and T because I, I called Time Warner, and it's like we don't service your area. Sorry, and I'm like, well, I get that. What's it cost to service my area? Or, you know, this is a problem that money can solve. And uh, yeah, anyway, I've told this before. People don't know. It started at like 13 grand, which you know, when you're buying a whole house, it's like you know, just okay, consider it 13 grand more. Do you still want it? And, uh, um, but it turned out when, cause my neighbors and stuff signed on, I ended up only spending like 4,500 to get, yeah. you know, yeah, that was, it. that was lucky for you. And that was a, I would have had a hard time getting that done as quickly as you got it done. That was a job that, that, that you just couldn't procrastinate on because there were so many moving pieces and so many, you had to go around and be like a rep. Yeah. for your cable company like like you got to go press the flesh I do. you got to give it hey there I, I'm, I'm woody and i'm a bit hey i live right over there neighbor neighbor <laughs> nice to meet you how would you like some some, some faster internet and it's not going to cost you a thing and they're like this guy's got a pyramid scheme they're going to slam <laughs> doors in your faces <laughs> yeah it was you know hey i'm woody this is who i am i'm gonna be your neighbor and uh you know i'm i'm here for this thing i mean it it, it the, all cards on the table. The more people that sign up, the cheaper it gets for me. But your internet will be about twenty times faster for the same monthly cost. You know, if that sounds cool to you, then let's do this. Otherwise, was anyone you know, not on board? Everyone was on board. Uh, some people were a little like feet draggy on getting the paperwork done. You know, uh, one guy was excited. 
Like he was trying to sign like he heard that I was bringing better neighborhood or better internet to the neighborhood. So he's like online trying to sign up, you know, and when I gave him the paperwork, he's like, this is what I've been needing, you know, and he's getting it done. And, uh, and it was all set. And there were other guys who were, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. It was like, great, great. Can I get that paperwork? Uh, you know, I haven't signed it quite yet. So, uh, but it all got done. That would have been so annoying if you ran into a guy who was just like against it and wanting to like lobby against you in some way on that issue. I know. Um, so uh, I had a piece of property rezoned and uh, and I needed it rezoned from, I don't know, maybe agricultural to industrial or maybe residential to industrial. And what would come along with that would be little things like the ability to run certain kinds of machinery 24 hours a day, the ability to use certain kinds of wattage machinery. There's a bunch of little nitty gritty stuff and I needed it because I had big machines and they were going to, you know, it was a thing. And the neighbors weren't up for it. They, uh, because one of the other things that came along was the ability to have a helipad and we jokingly told them that we were going to get a helicopter and we were going to be landing next to their fucking house all the time. And so I have to go to this board meeting and listen to all this bull, like local, if anyone locals listen to this, don't be offended, but you know, it's local fucking politic bullshit that I'm just not interested in. And uh, this, this guy's over there applying for a, a permit so he can build a paintball field for his, for his kid. And he's just sweating bullets like he's being deposed, like, like on a RICO charge or something. And uh, he's just not a public speaker. And then the people who are against us get up and speak and speak. And they're like, yeah, they're, Apparently putting in a helipad, they're going to be landing helicopters over there. They want to put this giant uh, machinery and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, we're not getting a helipad. <laughs> like, 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 we're just, just calm down. It was, it was embarrassing. It, it was awful. Uh, but, but we got our way. You can't I, I blame them for not knowing immediately that you were joking. You, you have done some eccentric things as their neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, not those people in particular. They didn't know me. They didn't know what I was up to. They uh, they just heard helipad and they were like, "Fuck that!" They had horses too, so it was like, <laughs> just scare the shit were... out of them regularly. Yeah, yeah. They like literally had rescue horses. Um, so eh, ridiculous. All right, it's time for another ad. It seems so. Let me uh, get rid of this lottery thing. Uh, I ran it again. This time I won ten thousand one hundred seventy six dollars, but. Still lost my whole hundred thousand dollars paycheck, <laughs> and the ten thousand. Mm. Credit karma. We want everyone to know this episode of Painkiller Ready is all is uh, our final sponsor of the night is Credit Karma. This episode is being in part brought to you by them. You need help within with your New Year's resolution. Uh, we can't go to the gym. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. This is this is the wrong thing. It is Credit Karma. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, I'm just looking at the ad wrong. You need help with your New Year's resolutions. We can't go to the gym. That's, that one's on you. But you can take steps to get your finances in shape. And that starts by checking your credit score. Most people don't know their credit score, and who can blame them? Many of the websites that offer credit reports are confusing and come with hidden fees. Credit Karma does things differently. Credit Karma offers truly free credit reports with no strings attached, no credit card required. Plus, it's incredibly easy to use. Just ask the 50 million members already using Credit Karma. Credit Karma doesn't just show you your score and send you away. They actually break it down so you can see how your actions can affect your score. Like how if you use too much of your credit limit, your score can actually go down. So, visit creditkarma.com save right now to get your free report. You may not get to those push-ups, but you can feel more confident about your finances this year. 
Get your free credit report today by visiting creditkarma.com slash save right now. I'm messing with my camera. I, I had I to like I had to go back and check to make sure you guys were still there. My mistake. <laughs> I just it's like I'll take a minute and see if I can't uh depalify myself. Didn't really work. You can't see mm. I'm messing with the other camera. I think. Um yeah, credit karma it's good. We used it, we got doxxed. Uh when pe- people put your personal information on the internet, those are the guys you want to reach out to. So makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's uh oh, we're really happy with them. Deadpool. It got officially rated. Did you see that? Um, I knew it was always going to be. Yeah, I did see it. I, I knew I, it would be an R. I didn't know it was going to be an R all this time. I, it, it makes me more excited to see it. A lot of my favorite movies are R's. Like I, it, like I know they're not pulling any punches. They're you know they're going to be good. I, it, it's not going to be some sissified the director, version. It, it's it's unlikely that the director's uh, going to be stifled at any point in there. He wasn't counting the fucks. Uh, or, or making sure that the blood uh, wasn't too realistic looking. So, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I love the part of their our marketing campaign where they're spinning it and making it look like a ro- romantic drama so you can uh, to trick girlfriends into going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're using the particularly the parts of the, of, of the story where it's about his relationship uh, with his girlfriend or wife or whatever she is and, uh, you know, just not showing the costume or the hijinks or the, the one-liners, the blood or the gore, any of that. Just making it look like a, a romantic drama that you'd romantic like to know. comedy with. even. Like, yeah. It's a, totally making it look like a chick flick, which yeah. perhaps, I, I don't know, I think it's a movie girls would like. I, I haven't seen it, but... I, oh, no. No? <laughs> no, no. He's, you know, it's, it's, he's breaking the fourth wall. He's slicing and dicing people and, and, and cracking, like, oh, immature jokes. Oh, Deadpool? Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa's super excited to see Deadpool. I'm super She's excited. She's not your average see. chick, though. I was saying that I don't you're think... super excited to see Deadpool, and they were saying most chicks aren't going to want to see it. Yeah. I can It'll hear be... her. This, this, like, oh. Yeah. She's... I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like it's, I'm with it's, her. A, it's, a, it's a role that Ryan Reynolds is perfect for. Yeah. Um, I think he's really going to do it justice. And uh, I, I won't claim to be to have known who Deadpool was before Reddit or anything like that, but I now know who Deadpool is, and I find him to be a really interesting, cool character. So I'm right there with you. I, 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 he seems to be the right level of naughty and vulnerable, you know, which, mm. which is great. Like, of course, there's the Superman problem where you know he's so powerful he can do anything, turn back time, etc. And then you go too far in the other direction, and sometimes it's just and you got it. Bullseye from Daredevil, where you can just throw cards really good. Or <laughs> Dark. Like, uh, I remember watching that uh, when it first came out, the way he kills the dude when he like is standing there in the dark area, and he just has his hand open, and there's a paper clip, and he unfolds the paper clip, and then like just like shoots at this guy, and it sticks him in the neck, and he's like, oh, and he dies. And it's like, it, what an unbelievably awful talent. Like, if a... Uh, uh, drunk guy with a pool cue could have beat the fuck out of bullseye in the time it took him to unfurl his little (laughs) arsenal there and and like sticking that quarter of an inch into your neck like it's not gonna kill you i'm not an expert in cartoons and uh, they did it as well as they could but in avengers you've got hawkeye who's just really good at bow and arrows and he's extraordinarily good at bow and arrows but it seems like a worthless superpower compared to some of the people he's nearby. You know, even it, it, 
anyone with a rifle is better equipped than Hawkeye. A, a, a marksman with a rifle is infinite. Like the Punisher. Let's say the Punisher, a guy who's dude, real life people, is fucking bullets. Like, like yeah, Tim Kennedy. You know, he's a UFC fighter slash uh, ex special ops guy. Way better than that superhero, and he's yeah. a regular person. Totally, you know? totally, hundred percent. He would kill him in a heartbeat. But they're. I don't like that. That's 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 one of the things I don't like about the Marvel stuff. Is like I, I like dark and gritty. I like, um, I like Frank Miller style stuff. You know, like like graphic novel level, uh, that less less kitty and more. Is bloody. that the Watchmen guy? The Watchmen and um, you know like stuff like Sin City. Uh, I, I, I want I want that feel to it uh, rather than what you get a lot of times in Marvel movies. But I'm not going to complain because uh, look at the look at the the superhero movies when we were kids in the '90s. Like they oh, were just trash. Oh my god, so bad! If Wiggs were here, he would defend uh, some of the '90s Batman's. But um, some of the first one and the the first one in particular, I, I like a lot. And the second one too. First two Batman's are good. I liked Mr. Freeze or Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. No, no, no. I was no, young no. enough that that's when Batman I saw and Robin. that, it was You cool. are wrong about what you like. I, if I went back <laughs> and watched it now, I'd be like, yeah, that's shit. And I, I've seen clips, and I'm like, how did I think this was cool? But that Time day, to freeze. When I was a little kid, so I was lame. like, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> I guess Uma Frozen Thurman head. was hot as uh, Poison Ivy. Uh, but, but no, those movies were shit. After... Um, What's his name um, after the director left, uh, the one who directed the first two, uh, Tim Burton? Uh, it, it, what, they weren't worth watching Dude, after that. J.J. Uh, Ab- Abrams, I think. I think his name right. Um, he was saying the next Star Wars was going to get dark, and I'm excited about that. A dark, like Empire Strikes wonder how Empire. he would know. Still uh, to... Is he talking about the next in hit? Yes, he was talking about his own the 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 one that he's making next. If I understand it right, yeah. Is he making the next one? Did he? So the current one, I'd love to know how much JJ made off the current the uh, episode uh, seven film, because he wrote it, he directed it, and he produced it. He gets all the money. He gets all the money. You know, he's getting at least a point or two on the back end. So if, even if it's a point, and, and I know they adjust those grosses a lot, but you would think that JJ doesn't get screwed when they start adjusting grosses. You would think he'd have something in place, guaranteed uh, accounting of some sort. Yeah, like I was. Yeah. Uh, what was I? Oh, I was watching Die Hard. And someone was saying like things you didn't know about Die Hard. I was watching YouTube videos, and they were like, the whole thing was filmed in a building that was under construction. It was like Fox something, except the party scene, which was filmed in the studio, but. They still rented the studio to the film at full price, no discount, because, you know, and they're like, it's kind of weird. You'd think they'd rent it to themselves at a discount. It's not weird when you, if you've heard anything about the way they do these movies, they just load them up with every cost they possibly can to make the movie less profitable because sometimes you get people who are earning a percentage of it. So, you know, hypothetically, if you could get the movie to rent this room at like a million dollars a day, then great. You know, all that stuff is going to the company instead of going to the people that earn a profit off the movie. And uh, really shitty way of doing business. Um, But it's smart. It's very smart. Yeah. uh, It's how it's how any of us would do things if we were the if we were the studio head or executive or whatever, what have you. I think um, I'd do it fair. Whatever fair is, you know, I don't know what that is. You don't necessarily have to cut a deal. You'd be like, hey. Uh, I, I yeah. built that studio, you know, if you're not in it, then somebody else is in it and they do pay full price. Why should I lose money just because, uh, you know, I'm producing your movie? 
Is it not? Do I, don't you want it to be profitable for me to work with you and you to work with me? No, yeah. I pay your fucking percentage. If if what you outlined is perfectly fair, I think. Or maybe it's a room that's not typically rented out, that it's used for like daytime stuff, office activities, and you know it, it's unused at nights. Maybe you don't necessarily rape the movie for you know whatever overnight usage they took of it. I don't know. I've only been in one of those places once. I went to Paramount Studios. Um, it's really cool to, to walk around back there because that's where movies are made. Like, that's how it happens. And uh, that was cool. Like, we uh, it, they're just massive, massive, massive rooms. I've been uh, on, um, like, studio, like, yeah, I, I went to, is it Universal in LA? I went to MGM at Disney World and I, another place too. And uh, of course, most of the times those aren't like the actual, actual studios, you know, but you get to see the real props they used and it might be set up somewhere else. It's kind of neat to see like, yeah. it's usually what's neat about it is how unimpressive it is. You know, it's like, whoa, that's the lightsaber. But up close you see it and you're like, oh, it's a stupid prop that's mm. only amazing because it was in a movie. And every like, you know, oh, this was the scene where the truck washed away or whatever. No, it's it's stupid as fuck when you see it in person. This is the the shark from Jaws, right? If you see the shark from Jaws in person, it's gay. Uh, it's only amazing in the context of the score and the storyline. It was cool to see, like, um, so when I did that commercial, they had uh, on the stage. The stage was massive, but everything was blue. The walls are all blue screen. There's blue everywhere except for the real stuff. So like the asphalt you're standing on is like real fake asphalt. If that makes sense, it's like rubber asphalt. And there's real cars bombed out all around you. And there's, there's real stuff. But then everything else is fucking blue. And you just get like, all right, just imagine that this is here and that's there. And keep in mind that this is falling like this. And uh, so there's a lot of imagination that goes into that stuff. But I, I was surprised that they had real props and shit out there. That was cool to see. Like, I, I was like, how did you get these cars in here? Like, like, like who, who made sure that the rust is like this on the spender? So that was neat. Yeah, but yeah, Deadpool's R. I'm I'm really excited for him. I'm not like some sort of Deadpool aficionado, but I'm a filthy casual who's totally jazzed about the film. Yeah, same, same. Uh, I feel exact same way. Uh, I think it's gonna be good. I remember he was in one of the Wolverine or X Men movies, um, and they really ruined the character by uh, sewing his lips shut or whatever they did. Uh, and it's it's like wait, you made it so Deadpool can't talk now, and it, it was very very poorly done. So I'm really looking forward to this gets his own movie and it was kind of a grassroots sort of campaign that they all started to get this movie made they sort of leaked that uh that cgi trailer uh out there on the internet and you know there were so many people who were into it that he got the movie made did you guys see the playboy mansions for sale 200 million dollars and you get to keep the heft <laughs> i guess you did <laughs> that's the favorite part i feel so uh, again, I'm going to go back to this. Like, once a person has such an amazing life for like 78 years, you can't ruin their life anymore. It's like, too bad, scores posted. This guy's life is amazing. Now, this guy runs Playboy. Playboy's kind of a dying enterprise, you know? There used to be a popular Playboy channel, like a TV thing. I don't know. I remember that. that. The internet killed that. Uh, the Playboy Mansion was a thing that everybody just wishes they could even see in real life. I don't even hear about the Playboy Mansion anymore. Yeah. The Playboy I Magazine. I haven't thought about it in a decade. I don't I know it. where I'd go to buy a Playboy Magazine. They have them at the airport, I guess. But like gas stations. Yeah, a CD gas station that truckers pull off into. A lot of them have them. They're just behind the counters. Huh. So, but it, to me, the the 
Playboy magazine is also kind of a dead asset. You know, it's all done. Paper printed pornography is dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, There's I no heard, point. I heard well, I have that, evidence. I don't know if it's true, but the Playboy magazine is going to get rid of the naked women. I yeah, heard. yeah, that's been going for a while. Yeah, it, it so is. So they did it. Yeah. So now they're selling off the Playboy Mansion, but Hef is going to live there for the rest of his life. He'll pay rent on it, but basically you get ownership of it really after he dies. And I'm just thinking, like, how clever. Like, I, I feel like he's like, you know what? Okay, I get it. I get it. You know, in the end, the whole thing I did didn't work. But I'm just going to continue to live my ridiculous lifestyle in the Playboy and Mansion. And by didn't work, I think I think what we're saying is like now Hef's only making like fourteen million dollars a year or something instead of well, making he like might be fifty. Losing money, but he has enough assets that it doesn't matter. He gets to continue being awesome until the day he dies. Yeah, and he's yeah, so it's, old. It, it's not like he has to keep saving. Like he's on the final stretch. He's probably got Hep C. For all we know, like all that, you know, rolling around with all those chicks for decades he's done. Like there's no way he doesn't have something. What an interesting life that guy's lived. Two hundred yeah. million dollars. That's 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 outrageous though. That's an a lot of money. Life. Even yeah. if I won the lottery, I would not buy that. Uh yeah. Uh, a lot of times when I, I look at these extraordinarily expensive homes, they're not that bad. Wasn't Notch's home seventy million? Yeah. Yeah. Something Two, like that. Two hundred million must be a charge that includes a lot of goodwill. Yeah, like the history of it. Like, well, you and know, all the that stuff thing? that's happened here. That, uh, I mean, I think that's some pretty pricey real estate it's sitting on. Holy it's in California. I think it's California. Right? Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I, th I think it's. I think there's a lot of property and grounds like like this. Oh, oh, you want to talk about celebrity spending money? This this was funny. Um, so Adam Carolla was on Stern, and he was talking about hanging out with Kevin Costner. And apparently over the holidays, Costner invites him out to his place in, I think it's San Bernardino in, 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 uh, in California. And uh, he's got real estate. He's got acreage there, as, as Corolla put it. He's got like a compound. And uh, they trucked in tons and tons of snow for Christmas so he could have a white Christmas in, in fucking San Bernardino. Like they spent a lot of money. It, we're not talking about like a dump truck full of snow. They went sledding. <laughs> wow costner's got so much money so like it, where it, he hasn't done from he owned uh dances with the Wol dances with wolves that was he produced that that he got all the money like oh, okay. I, he, like he made that uh whole thing and that one best picture and made a ton of money uh and and you know it's not like his other ventures weren't financially successful at least for him maybe the postman didn't do too well at the box office but he still got his payday i, I I'm on edge because everyone doesn't like my Revenant anti-choice, but I like The Postman. I thought that movie. Oh, I was... liked it too. Did Look, you? Uh, Kevin Costner is one that I I, I just disagree with I most like the people water... on. Was it Waterman? Waterworld. Waterworld. Postman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked The Postman. I loved how lazy his character was. What a vag a shitty vagabond type guy he was there at the beginning. Uh -huh. Like they're in he's wounded and that woman's taking care of him in that like snowed in stable type situation and he's literally too lazy to get to like fix himself some food or anything she's got to like wait on him hand and foot um i liked that movie too i i thought that was a good movie um and waterworld too uh i thought waterworld was cool i like dennis hopper's character out there he's got the uh you know he loses an eye in one of the initial scenes and later on 
somebody's complaining about something. He's like, a single tear rolls down my cheek. <laughs> my dad would always use that line whenever I complain about something. He'd be like, a single tear rolls down my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I, I like a lot of costumes films from that age, like those 90s or early 2000s films. They were fantastic to me. And Bodyguard. People and, hold uh, Postman up as an example of like, you know, awful, god-awful, terrible movie, but... I thought it was good. good. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Lots of good actors in it. Um, cool story. Not, it's it, it's what I think would probably be most likely to happen in a post-apocalyptic scenario. You know, you'd get armed groups of uh, people like that. You know, you'd get a you'd end up with a warlord type situation. That's what usually befalls these African and South American nations when uh, every guy with know, more than thirty guns envisions himself as that warlord. Right? That'd be me. I'd be Dennis <laughs> Hopper in this situation. I, I'd be whoever the hell was the bad guy in Postman. You know, like it, that guy did a good job too in his role. Yeah. Red headed beard. You know what guy. I did before the war? I was a copy salesman. Copier salesman. That's yeah. what he was. Which, yeah. Dude, I, I, um, I worked with salesmen in software for Cisco. Sometimes I make selections on, on semi expensive purchases, you know, low seven digits. And, uh, uh, these guys, like I'd ask them about their job and stuff. So sometimes I was curious, like, oh, maybe I flip the script and you know have a job like theirs. A lot of them started as copier salesmen. And they were just they tell me about the business and how to sell it, and you know it, it, they sell extremely expensive copiers to people that don't need them because it's not their money. Like school systems are like, you know, if we don't mm -hmm. use this whole budget, our budget will get reduced next Cut. year. Yeah. So they buy like $150,000 copiers and, uh, you know, but they, when in reality, like a $12,000 copier would do the trick and yeah, pretty outrageous. Um, but I just thought that was a cool little uh, thing. You know, he, he trucked in snow yeah. um, for, for the kids and, you know, they went sledding in, in, in a desert. That somebody cracked the joke that he's also got a big compound in Aspen, Colorado. They're like, he's so rich, he trucked in sand to, to Aspen. <laughs> they had a desert in the winter. <laughs> you know what I would do if I had that much money? I would bring in snow just randomly across the country and just random snow days in April for kids. Just oh, nice. ruin the roads in a section. <laughs> To where they can't do anything about it, and it's just a snow day for the kids. I'd, a lot I'd of collateral loved... damage. <clears throat> well, you know, but I'd be an eccentric. Day after a freak snowstorm that only occurred on that bypass. In other news, <laughs> school's out, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just be an eccentric billionaire on Highway 14. Yeah, you can't even, yeah. you can't even punish those people. Just pay the fine, but, do whatever you want. You know, Mm -hmm. The interesting thing that, that no one on the show, including Adam, was sure how the snow had gotten there, whether they literally trucked it in or if they had a snow making machine. But the thing is, with a snow blower, you know, like they use it at uh, resorts and stuff, ski resorts, is it's blowing that snow into the air and then it settles on the ground. But if you do that in a hot, and when it's 70 degrees outside, I feel like it just melts before it hits the ground. Yeah, so that they is had a sprinkler. Bring, yeah, then it's a sprinkler. <laughs> so they actually had to bring snow in trucks. And when you think about that, it's like, all right, so did they make some artificial snow somewhere indoors and then drive it across it town? Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's just another truck full of water. God damn it, send it back. Like, <laughs> get, get another one down here. <laughs> no, it's not like soap suds or anything. That's what Stern thought at first. He thought yeah. it was like artificial snow. No, 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 it's snow. It's, I, it's you know, melt, make a snowball, make a snow cone, kind of like fucking snow, snow. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh. 
I can't imagine how much that would cost, but I, I doubt it would be so much that it would ruin you or make you'd be thinking about it the next year if you're a Kevin Costner type guy. But it'd be a really cool present for some kids. I bet the, uh, that's uh, that'd be a Christmas you wouldn't forget. But some people just have a lot of wealth. It, it's it's a lot of wealth. And Costner can go get more anytime time he wants. When you, if you think about it, like but, oh yeah, he's available for twenty million a film, and he'll make you a profit on that. So. I don't know about that anymore. I I, I don't know if because I don't see him working anymore. I think he's I guess he's retired. I haven't seen him do anything in a long time. Um, yeah, he's not a Google think, it. box office name anymore. No. Yeah. No. But but I'm sure he could go get some money. I, I mean, if he needed to get a couple million out there, I'm sure he could make that happen. I just don't think that anybody's going to pay him twenty million to star in their film anymore. Yeah. Well, he's making some movies. He made. One, two, three, four movies in 2014. One in 2015, McFarlane, USA. And he's doing Criminal this year, and it's in post-production now. Hmm. Uh, Hatfield My, and McCoy. Uh, I've heard of it. The last film I saw of his uh, that I liked a lot was was um, Mr. Brooks. Have either of you oh, seen this? Oh, that's a great movie. It's a really good movie. It's got um, Dane Cook in it, I think. It's got Dane Cook in it. And it, I think it's got William Hurt in it, but I confuse William Hurt with uh, another actor a lot. But basically, what do you would like this? Basically, um, Kevin Costner's a serial killer, and he has an imaginary friend. I think it's William Hurt who like occasionally appears, and they have like discussions. But obviously, he's imaginary; he's not really there. And the friend is, you know, always you're gonna fuck it up. You're gonna fuck it up. Do it right. And Costner, like, he literally goes into like people's bedrooms and like kills them with a silenced pistol or something like that and he he kills lots and lots of people and Dane Cook witnesses him doing this and instead of turning him in says I want to I want to be a killer like like teach me your ways let's let's be killers together so you get kind of like a a feature film that's very similar to Dexter uh, huh. it's good it's a good I, movie I bet you've seen this with him Man of Steel the Superman uh, of movie course, of course yeah. Superman's Jor-El's father yeah, his like Earth, a, his Kansas father. I'm sure he didn't make twenty million for that, but I wonder if he got like one and a half million for that little role. That'd be Ma pretty yeah. sweet. That would be my guess. I, I, I just guess. feel like I, I don't know. I guess he's spending a lot of money every year, but I, 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 I just picture a guy with a hundred million, right? But he's still only spending like three million a year, and you throw in one and a half, and all of a sudden it's a really cheap year for him. I, yeah, I. Three million gets you pretty up. far. I mean, after a while, you have the watch you want, and you're driving the car you like. And you know, what are you buying this year? Yeah, what else can you get? Yeah, you've got 150 million. That's that's what it says here that he's worth. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's generational wealth. His kids will be rich. His grandkids. His grandkids. Rich. His great grandkids. Like that's crazy. Unless there's you know one jackass along the way <laughs> all goes to shit yeah yeah watch it on yeah i'm trying to i forget who i was thinking of anyway apparently he's part cherokee oh yeah he's uh, i'm looking at his uh little profile here he's 60 years old six feet tall kevin michael costner that's actually his real name hmm all right question Stole it from Ask Reddit. 
What's the last time you spent a lot of money on something that you later regretted? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, I wonder. I've got one for Kyle I can think of. I don't know if it's the most recent. What, the boat? The boat is what I had, yeah. Yeah, the the boat. I'll probably use the boat because the boat, like, not only... I feel like if you go and spend a bunch of money on a stereo system, then, like, let's say you drop five, ten grand on a stereo system and you've got, like, that thing that Jesse had in Breaking Bad in his uh -huh. living room. Um, sure, you regret it, but you can still listen to those badass tunes five years from now and you're still way ahead of everybody else's stereo game. But that boat just lost value and became worthless to me as even a thing, like had no interest in it. So the boat, the boat. Yeah. Hmm. Taylor, what's the last thing I, you bought that was expensive? I don't buy a ton of expensive stuff. Um, well, I'll tell you, my example for me is not nearly what Kyle's been. <laughs> uh, I guess like eight months, nine months ago, I got really back into Magic the Gathering briefly with Melissa and... I ended up spending like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on new cards because I hadn't played in so long. I was like, well, I got to catch up, you know, I'm going to start playing all the time. And then I played regularly for a couple of months. And of course, now they're all sitting behind me on that shelf. Haven't been played in a while. So not like a huge, I didn't, it's not a boat, but it's, uh, you know, 500 bucks or so. That's quite a bit of money to spend on something that I haven't touched in months. I'm sure if I went back a year, I could find a bigger purchase, but not long ago, I bought new headphones. I started getting really excited. So I have these Bose, I think they're the i20s or something like that. They're the earbuds, but they're noise canceling. And they're great. They're amazing. And when I travel with them, like what it does to a plane, it just silences it. When you put them on in a store, you didn't even realize how loud the HVAC system was in that store. They're incredible. And uh, I love my earbuds from Bose. They're fantastic. So I thought, you know what? For the desk, I'm going to get these uh, headphones, right? Because I don't like wearing earbuds all day. And uh, I'll get these for my desk. Well, my audio is a little weird in that I can't hear my own voice through my headset. And it's nice to hear it. You, you sort of miss it. But with the headphones I wear, they're open on the sides. They look closed, but they, it's, it's called like an open sound stage or something. And it means that I can hear the room. Cool, fine. This silences everything so effectively that I can barely hear myself talk. And it's a weird thing to not hear your own voice. And it, it, it runs anti-noise that silences even me. And I can hardly hold a conversation without being able to hear myself. They're only good for listening. They're not good for like what we do here. Mm -hmm. And I guess for $200, even though they're great at what they intend to do, they're not great at this. Maybe I wish I didn't buy them. I'm trying to think how much the... I'm looking to see how much those parrot headphones that Kitty and I have are. But they, they cancel so much noise. I, I, I love them. You, I mean, I'll have to show you these. They're regarded as the best noise canceling. I don't know. Maybe the parrot wasn't in that competition. But they're really, really good at canceling noise. It's incredible. Like You put them on and you're just like... I didn't even know the room was loud. You know, there are things that yeah, you don't even think you hear. And then it's just like, whoa. It, it's almost like a vertigo thing. Like the noise canceling. Do you know like the technical specs? Because, because cause I don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. But this is what I have. It has that thing where, uh, that noise canceling thing where it uh, 
Let me try to find the description. So I get, I'm trying to look. Can I share this? I think I can share this. Uh, so Kyle has this Parrot Zeke wireless noise canceling headphones. I don't know how to compare noise handling without wearing them both. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have, I'll search for this Bose Quiet Comfort 25. These are wireless. I don't know if yours are. They're not. Mine are wired. What I have are these things. And uh, they're nice. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't link for you guys. I bought these. And uh, they're really great. Like I, 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 Hotel California is one of the few songs I know that are mixed to really take advantage of good sound. And I went and I got the flack version and listened to it. And I... In all its glory, and uh, and then I try to like talk to you guys on PKN, and I'm I'm all freaked out because I can't hear myself. And that's my yeah. It's really uh, disorienting not to be able to hear yourself. Um, when we do videos, I really prefer to have the uh, the noise uh, the the, the self adjusting headphones, the electronic ear pro, uh, so I can hear myself talking. Uh, because if I if I use ear if I use just like foamies, you know, I'm I'm effectively deaf. And I can't hear myself to see what I sound like if I'm, you know, enunciating correctly. If if right, you know, I, I don't know if would... I said that word right. <laughs> I think you would find these things to be foamies on steroids. Like you, you really just it, it freaks you out. So I like those things, the 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 uh, the parrot ones, because they've got like you control them with touch, and which sounds really confusing. But after a while, you learn that like a circle does one thing and a stripe to the back and down. They do very simple things like vo- like like volume and channel. Um, but they you know they hook up through Bluetooth to my phone and I can listen to audiobooks kind of on the fly without any wires. That sounds really good. Also, um, I know you're an Android guy, but the new Apple phones are rumored to not have like, headset jacks anymore. Jack. So Bluetooth would be you know future-proof. seriously. There's right. no headphones. That's God. They're awful sometimes. They always want to make it thinner, man. Such dicks. Like, is it look, that big a deal? Fucking Apple. No one else is prioritizing a quarter millimeter like you. I, Everyone it, else is prior to prioritizing a standard charging cable. Like, like yeah, that, that's USB what they. Is what you, need. you know, we were, we, but you and I were talking about this the other day, Taylor. Both of our phones have that issue where you've got to prop them up to keep to make them charge because the the micro USB is so. Uh, ineffective over time like like it wears out and gets you know the part that receives it gets loose it seems and so just putting it in there doesn't form the connection you have to put it in there and apply some some uh, torque or some tension yeah. to the, the the adjoining parts so that they that's, make make contact That's true but I can't count the number of friends I have with iPhones that have the same thing they have to do with that iPhone charger or they have the problem of like that that white shitty cord just frays and there's wires yeah. everywhere. So that I was going to so much faster. I was going to go the other way. Yeah. We, we have a bunch of I, whatever products like iPads and iPhones and stuff like that in the house. And, um, I feel like the lightning connector is great. And my son in particular abuses it so much that he like breaks cords all the time. Sometimes he breaks cords off and I have to like remove it out. And as rough as he is, the device is always as good as new. You know, we need new mm. cords sometimes because he'll like leave it plugged in and like carry, you know, like yank it in the room. But uh, you know, even with him doing that, they always charge perfectly. You just need a new cord sometimes. 
I think I'm gonna get an Apple next time around. Um, it's about time again. I, I think I want an iPhone next time. Just I, I've just had such poor luck with the Android phones, one after another. Uh, and I've spent money a couple times. You know, it wasn't time to upgrade, but I just had to have a phone. And I, you know, I've just dropped cash. Like I think that LG G3 was like, an, I think I paid 800 bucks, 900 bucks, something like that. And the phone before it, the uh, the Galaxy S. I think it was the S4. I think I had the S4, and it was new when I got it. And again, I had to pay for it. And and both of I had two S4s. I had the, I had the LG, um, and uh, the S4, oh, I had an S5 guy. as well. I had I, a, I've had the S4s and the five, and both of all of them had issues. I either had an S3 and S4, or an S4 and five. I think the the former. I think I had a three and a four, and uh, um, they just didn't. They, they, I mean, they worked fine. And they, they did one thing that I really liked while vlogging. I could press a button and switch cameras. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And the picture-in-picture thing where you get both combined. That was a cool feature as well. Yeah. I feel like for vlogging, they were probably better than the Apple stuff. Although the audio was slightly worse. The video was slightly better. Um, well, the video was considerably better because you could... I definitely agree features. on that. Uh, that. That thing was great. To be able to do... Because I would send like little videos to my girlfriend when I was away. And you'd be able to say, like, I don't know. I'm pointing at a tank, but my face is in it. So I can be like, and that part. So you see me gesture... And the camera also points. It's cool. It's it's perfect for vlogging. And yeah, making yeah. Videos. I mean, I'd be like walk into a movie theater with my daughter, and I want to be like, "Hey, we're here," but I kind of want to be on camera, but I want to be showing you the thing, so we could just be a little, you know, postage stamp in the side. It it was much. I wish Apple would get on the ball with that, but yeah. um, they're too busy getting rid of. I bet one of those jacks. <sighs> God. I bet there's an uh, there's probably an app you can get that would allow you to do that maybe to 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 utilize both the the rear facing and uh, uh, forward facing cameras I simultaneously could, and do a little. I looked into it one time. It it was a hardware limitation, but maybe there's new. I oh. I love my six so much. Like on a daily basis, when I talk to Siri or use it or how long the battery lasts, or the things it does, how strong the voice recognition is. Um, I think. Because I don't do the thumb typing as well as probably a lot of our listeners do. I use the voice dicta- dictation more than average, and it's fantastic. I, uh, you know, most of the times I write to you, like I see Kyle write something, I see Merka write something, and then I'll be like, paragraph of my opinion. <laughs> That's all spoken. <laughs> my dad is one step worse than you. Um, he records those voice memos, and he'll send you a voice memo. Uh, and you know, at first I hated it. At first I was like, oh, let's see what he has to say. But then I realized he's really packing a lot of information into this thing. He's 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 getting a whole audio conversation out of the way right now. He's like, hey, I went to do the thing. I did the thing. The brake shoes were this much. This was that much. I'm going to be here at this time today. See you there if you come by. And I'm like, oh, shit. That, I did just get all that in like eight seconds. So oh, okay. I guess Let this me works. re-listen to that five times with a pen. And pen and... <laughs> no, how about you Transcribe. just right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, you know, I don't. No one really complains trouble. about my text messages. I don't know if you're just being polite, but I think they're good. No, you're fine. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't mind a. I don't mind a uh, a paragraph or anything. Yeah. Um, People who still uh, leave fucking voicemails piss me off. That is the most inconsiderate, awful way to try and contact someone. I don't answer if I don't know the number. I don't answer if I don't know the number. So I always appreciate a voicemail because I'm sure sometimes it's someone calling, like letting me know that I didn't. Hey, uh, you're you know, maybe my insurance company saying I need you to fill out a new form, or my bank telling me my card's been stolen. But I'm just like, uh, I don't know you. <laughs> you know, I'm just putting it off. Like, leave me a voicemail if you want to get in touch with me, and I'm not answering because that's why I'm screening your ass. Is I don't set answer up? I don't it know used them. to not be set up. 
Um, I think it's set up so that it says you've reached this number. Leave a message. I think. Uh-huh. Um, one thing I've never done is, you know, this is, uh, or I, I guess I used to, but it was just, it's just silly because if someone gets your number, then it just confirms that they've got the right number. And I'm kind of a, you can't get blood from a stone kind of guy when it comes to that sort of thing. So if you prank phone called me a dozen times, I would never even, I would never even speak into the phone. My, uh, my mode of operation is to answer and then mute myself and listen to you put you on the hot seat like i'm listening for some some context clues about how to get you back for fucking with me right now <laughs> i'm listening for like like a train whistle and someone to mention seattle and i'm coming to get you <laughs> i'll change my number i've had like three numbers in the last six years you know just yeah like oh do people know it fuck this it's never secure again yeah i changed my number um uh it's been changed probably three to three or four times since i've known you i would say at least um, yeah, and I, I think some people think I'm a dick because like they're, they're like texting me and I'm not replying back But they just don't have my new number and uh, I have and so I, many Kyle's saved in my contacts where I, I have like Kyle Myers PKA Kyle Myers Kyle from YouTube YouTube Myers <laughs> like just so many different ones in there from all the times that you text me and be like hey, uh Lost it again. Haha <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I had I had rough luck with phones there for a while. It seemed like I was either breaking them or uh, uh, they were breaking themselves, one thing or another. That, that's what I was saying with those Galaxy phones. I'd have these weird issues that I would Google and others would have the same issue, but you'd never heard it on any kind of a mainstream like tech blog or anything. Nobody's ever saying, check out the brand new S5. By the way, it occasionally makes a random clicking noise and locks for eight seconds. It does that, and if you Google it, lots of people experience this. All of a sudden, your phone will just become a bit unresponsive and go tick, 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 and it's a it's a ticking noise that you've never even heard come out of your phone before. You're you're like, I didn't even know you were capable of making a noise like that. I feel like if Apple did that, it'd be like TickGate, right? And videos would get 50 million views about TickGate, and the CEO would be answering the tick issue, and there'd be I don't know either. A software fix immediately. Like Apple just fucks up issues. and it's a huge deal. It would overheat and it would overheat so much that uh, you're gate. probably aware. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, maybe you put a piece of hot food in your mouth and it burns your tongue, but you could spit it out on your hand and your hand can take the heat better. So you're just like, ah, god damn, that chicken was hot. And you know, you notice right. it probably didn't burn your hand. So keeping that in mind, this thing would get so goddamn hot, you couldn't really hold it in your hand. And it's just like, what are you doing? I'd pop the battery pack off and like sit it on an AC vent and leave it for about 10 minutes so it could cool back down. It would, I would be texting and let's, and I text really fast. I use swipe to text and uh, I've gotten good at it and learning how to do, you know, common words in the right swipe. And I've been using it for like two years on this phone or whatever. So it's got, it's got that, it learns the words you like to use. And so I'm really fast, maybe typing to four people simultaneously carrying on doing four different conversations and typing and sending pictures back and forth and sending links and the phone would just bog down to the point where I was making keystrokes before the phone could catch up I'd be like all right double back click and then I'd start typing a word and it's not even to the screen where the words are received yet but I would type the word really fast and then I'd I'd, I'd like sit the phone down and like watch it and like four seconds later, it would go to that screen, and then the word would start materializing. So this, Just, this, this is not what a wants. phone should be doing that. in 2014, 2015, whatever. I don't know if um, my standards are low, but I am sometimes still amazed at 
like what phones do now. Like I, I can't it's believe incredible. I've got the entire internet in my pocket. And the I can, wealth of human knowledge, all of human knowledge that there has ever been, like everything. If you want to do some woodworking right now, you can find detailed woodworking tips from craftsmen, guys who have spent yeah. decades learning these things about how to, how to use this burl wood the correct way to achieve this particular look. But then in the, in the same swipe of your thumb, you can find a machinist who spent 30 years working for GE, and, and he's, he can tell you how to hone out a, a, or bore out a hole in a certain way using a tool that you didn't even imagine could yeah. work that you way. You need a square and hole? Then, didn't know you could do that. But this guy yeah. knows how. You know, triangular holes with drill presses and shit. Like, oh, my God, that's a, that's a thing. It's I amazing. love seeing those gifts of, it, of, those, of those happening. Uh, I, I always enjoyed that show, How It's Made, when yep, they yep. go into it's the plants, show. factories. Really cool My to see how that stuff that happens. Show. Yeah, great show. My dad loves it. Um, I hate their lazy episodes, though, where it'll be like, how's an <laughs> ice cream sandwich made? It's like, oh, <laughs> riddle me yes. that, how it's made. How the fuck is this going to turn out? Uh, First, there's a plane of ice cream floating down the conveyor belt. It's the size of an Olympic pool. And it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And it shows it, like, cutting it all. And, you know, it's layered under the chocolate patties. It's, yeah, like, the cool ones are when it's like, it needs to be just the right level goals. of cool, right? Because they're like, how is a John Deere tractor made? And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> this is going to be great. How and they're like, made? first they take the chassis, and then they add all the stuff. Tractor! <laughs> <laughs> like, you left out yeah. way too many steps. That's... I don't like, yeah. I don't or, or... like the ones where it, you watch the episode, and you know, in the beginning, it'll say like, uh, you know, bowling balls and Bic pens. Like, any episode... Where I can look at an item and be like, I got a pretty good idea on how they make <laughs> I that. It's, like, I don't want that dude, one. The word is like, candles. Yeah. Candles. Oh, <laughs> did you pour the wax in a thing and let it dry? That's my guess. But the master waxsmith like, travels into the show how to make to like a saxophone or something and I'm transfixed watching them that's uh, you know get all one. the valves correct and and watching that you know somebody's got to play this shit to make sure it's going to sound right it's and just all that the stuff. right level of complexity a saxophone like that's when they really get it right i think i'm off camera that's when they really get it right like a saxophone like you said there's some play testing i saw them make a microphone like a, it was a ribbon microphone which isn't the kind Ooh. that i use and uh like that was really neat to me and how they test it and um it was pretty handmade you know so there's like this woman who probably be considered unskilled labor if she ever had the transfer jobs but at this she was an artisan and you know just made these perfect mics that sold for like five figures and really cool stuff but if it's too complicated they really don't show you how. And if it's too simple, they didn't have to show me how. I like anything with um, sort of blacksmith-style tech when they're making stuff like that. I like, I like that stuff when they're tempering steel. Um, I, I, really, I really enjoy that show because I'm curious about it. Are you, know, you any good more. at that? The whole tempering, quenching, fast cool-down, slow cool-down, crazy? Um, I... We made some knives once, and like, like, I, I don't remember the process but we looked it up and we followed a bit of a recipe and we made knives out of railroad spikes i was gonna say that uh, yeah yeah we uh we hammered them out um and made you know a nice uh dull on one side you know blade on the other kind of uh knife of course it's poor steel so or you start with so you have to do those steps and by the time we were done we had a it worked as a knife it looked okay oh. and it was hard um but uh, that thing's lost yeah, the wayside. You can get free railroad spikes. Like if you just walk down the railroad like I did as a kid, there would be ones laying there that didn't 
perform their job anymore and they're all rusty and you can just pick it up and you've got railroad spikes like free metal and uh you know a lot of people make knives out of it but that I've been taught a couple times the like you heat it up and then you quench it and then you heat it up again and you slowly do this and it aligns crystals and atoms and shit and I, I well you're getting some carbon in there from I guess what's happening if I understand correctly when you heat it up um, you're expanding the the matrix of the molecules and allowing the carbon to get in there and then when you quickly quench it those molecules are shrinking back down and retaining some of that carbon not allowing it to get free. So you're hardening the steel by adding more car carbon to it. I think I got that mostly correct. So there's some words in there. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The higher the carbon, the more brittle the steel is. But it's it's a hard edge that that won't dull. But it's also a blade that you could shatter. So you got to find kind of a happy median between hardness and um, uh, durability. You you know what I don't like on uh, the how it's made is when they're making things that you see as like intimate. That like you you want to believe that like it just goes from machine to package to your door and you're the first to touch it, and then that like losing is shattered sometimes where it's like showing a whole conveyor belt of like fucking toothbrushes and it's like Enrique tests every one to make sure that they can scrub his teeth effectively. It just shows like that little happy music Enrique. His teeth are perfect. Just immaculate teeth Enrique. You know, no dental benefits, but this just is good. You know? <laughs> that yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't. Don't you kind of want to believe that too when you see something that like it was never touched I by still another do. person? I, I, yeah, I always just pretend that that like I'm the first. Like when this mug showed up in the mail, like God knows how many hands touched this before me. But I ran it under the sink, did one of these, threw the water out, and then poured my soda in it and just went, you know, just went went to it. Uh, God knows what happened between. Right. Uh, I love this though. I'm such a narcissist that this is like, this is as good as it gets for someone like me. Like, I like, I'm sitting there sipping from it, looking at my girlfriend. Like, yeah, I got one. You don't. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> other people are gonna buy these. There are other people drinking out of this with my face on it. This is probably yeah. an inappropriate question. I, in my head, you guys are getting more serious with your girlfriends all the time. I yeah, yeah, I think so. Tell you guys ever talk about marriage? Uh, no, not really. Really, Just, we're not on that page right now. Like, I, I'm not down for that for a while. How Maybe. long have you been dating? Uh, Jesus, I don't know. Like two and a half years. Okay. Two and a half years, three years. Yeah. Jackie and I, I dated for four years before we got married, but I would say six weeks in, it was kind of a known thing. Like that was the plan we were always trending toward. Yeah, that's I, uh, the plan that we're going to be together. It's just no other steps are needed for now. I don't think I'm increasing the seriousness level or anything. I think we've kind of plateaued, and, I, and I'm pretty happy with where we are. Uh, marriage isn't something that I have any interest in. Um, to me, it seems like unless you're going to raise a family, it's just not even require it's just a piece of paper to me like if if if, the, if for religious reasons or spiritual reasons she wanted to do a ceremony like yeah let's get married there but until there are tax and still must until there are like tax advantages or some actual reason for me to get that legal fucking contract written up like i have no interest in yeah. that like, you have nothing to whatsoever. gain from it nothing to gain but but plenty to lose and then it's then it's like all right now i gotta have a prenuptial agreement drawn up now i've got to like uh, have this hanging over my head. I feel like it would add pressure to everything rather than make anything better. 
Um, I'm pretty happy with what I got going on right now. We're going on a vacation uh, at the, at, at, after this month. Uh, Chiz is coming. So me, my girlfriend Chiz, uh, Kitty, uh, and uh, I think that's the, the group, plus a couple of Kitty's friends who already live in that area are all going to go rent a uh, pretty nice little uh, house and go, uh, go have a week up in the mountains. It's going to be good. You're not saying where? Colorado. We're, uh, we're in Colorado. Um, the specific area doesn't matter, but it's very remote. Cool. I only asked so I could know what to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, just going Milky Way, somewhere in the Milky Way where you can't find him. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I doubt anybody's going to brave the fucking 20-degree weather to come bug me on my vacation or anything. But, but yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I've never been there before. I've I've only been to the mountains that – or to to like a real snowy-type area that one time when Killington with you – I was telling somebody about that the other day, about that ridiculous rental car that you were in coming up that hill. Oh, that was, was awful. It, it was, was, it, it, was it, it was a Toyota. It was a Toyota Cervix or the, no, the, <laughs> Cervix. The, pussy, the, the Clipmobile. The was it the electric wagon. one? No, it wasn't electric. Uh, God, it, what is Toyota? It had about fifteen core? horsepower. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, Woody, Woody was coming up this icy mountain to Killington to, 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 to meet us, and uh, he, was, he was several hours late, but it wasn't his fault. He'd had all these travel issues, and he was moving Plane at was about he was moving about 25, 30 miles an hour up the hill, but his wheels are spinning about 50 miles an hour <laughs> to, to, to get that speed. Yeah. Uh, it, that actually, that's was... not what happened. It, it had this traction control. So even if you floored it, it would just barely turn the tires. Okay. And uh, it, like it, I, I don't know. I would have rather spun the tires and see what I could get with it. I didn't see any way to turn off the traction control. I still can't find this car. Oh, is it a was Matrix? It, the, it was Echo? the smallest, shittiest Toyota. Yeah. Because I have a friend who had, is it a Yaris? Yeah. I think it was yeah. a Yaris. It's like this little egg looking thing that just sounds like, a, you know, when little kids get those uh, like jeeps that they sit in, that's powered by like six D batteries, and they around yeah. the living room, like it sounds it's, like it's, that. It's the kind of car that nobody wants. Just people have to settle for it. And it uh, was quite bad. And I just remember, like, uh, when you pulled in the yard, I met you outside, and I was like, "Yeah, follow me. We'll go around back, and I'll show you where to park." And I was like, "Let's race!" And I'm running as fast as I can in like a I don't know eight inches to maybe two feet of snow. It varied. And he's driving as fast as he can through the icy, wet snow. <laughs> and we're making about the same speed. I think Kyle was faster. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't and keep up course. with the man on foot in this car. <laughs> it's just a depressing car. And then if someone has it, they have to like put on a face of like, well, you know, great great fuel economy. <laughs> like, just, just Go ahead and worry about it by stealing it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just, I'm going green, you know. <laughs> Not by choice, but... <laughs> I used to have a Ford Focus, which I think is a level higher than the Yaris, in my opinion. But I didn't yeah. like it. I didn't like it. I, I'd walk through the parking lot... And every car, I wish I had that one more than my own. Uh, yeah, I, I told my girlfriend that story, um, like you just told, uh, about you having the focus and that feeling of every car is better than mine. This is as bad as it gets. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, and it's subjective. You know, to some people, that might be like, oh, I like it. It's nimble. I can yeah. park it easily. I can change lanes. Maybe that's what they're looking for. There's Me? somebody in a Pinto over there looking at your green grass. 
Yeah. Or even I wish my car wasn't an explosive wrist like that focus. <laughs> there could be someone in an old full size truck saying, Man, I wish my car started that quickly and got that kind of economy or whatever. But in for what I like in a you know vehicle, a Ford Focus is the opposite. Yeah. Focus yeah. is pretty fucking lame. Um and and there are like there are very shitty trim levels of the Focus because mm. it's their bottom tier ta- car. They make like a bottom tier of the Focus. Um, you know, they got the two door hatchback. I think it's like an X something three. It used to be. Uh, and, you know, you got a four cylinder engine, a five speed, no electric, anything, you know, cloth seats. That's what I had. It goes yeah. vroom, vroom. And that's about it. It, um, it had a. Um... I think it had a tape deck, but no CD player. It had manual windows. It has a five-speed stick shift. Um, kind of sporty, even for, for a four-cylinder. I always thought, though, like, like I, I like what I thought speed. when I first got it. It was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of a sporty thing, and it had just won this like European Car of the Year thing, and so it was like they imported it in the U.S. and it was like, oh yeah, we finally get those cool European cars that that they never bring here, and. Uh, but then you drive it for a while and you realize the tires are like four inches wide and it's just a shitty. They shame. really are. They yeah. really are very, very uh, narrow. It's it's a shitty car. It really is. It's quite bad. Um, yeah. And they I, might have gotten better. Mine was old, you know, a long time ago. Yeah, they have gotten better. I, uh, even now, I feel like new cars now are, are, are all fairly nice, but I guess every generation does, right? You know, if in 2004, you probably thought of 2004 looked pretty slick. Yeah. But Can you believe every car comes with air conditioning now? That used to be an option. You know, now it's with like special heated seats them, are practically with, standard. Go on. It's um so it's standard like across the board pretty much. But but for the for our lost leaders, a lost leader is like a car that's out there in the papers for like eight thousand dollars brand new, but you get there and it's not really there. Or but but what we had to do so that we're not technically defrauding people because people are serious about that Better Business Bureau Bureau shit. They will report you. <laughs> um, we would special order one to be extra shitty. You know what I mean? Like, like sure, the F-150 originally had carpet in the floorboard, but we told them to f- rip it out and replace it with rubber. It actually costs more in the long run, but rubber. Um, <laughs> we, we, would, we would order them to uh, order it without an air conditioner or without a heater, shit like that, and, in Atlanta. So basically, you've got a brand new 2015 F-150 for $8,595. No no AC, no anything. It's it's an engine and a transmission, and it's got the doors and the seats in it, and that's it. Like, it's it's made to be a car that you don't want. So that they'll come in, say, "Well, I don't want that," and you'll say, "Well, if you want this, 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 and that, look at this fifteen thousand dollar one, or look at this twelve thousand dollar used one that you know you can actually make a profit on." Yeah, that you've stripped out some must-haves, you know? Yeah, you strip out the must-haves. But, but you're I, like, but I hey, it doesn't even shield. come with carpet. I'm like, well, I can still deal with that. Loss leader me, like, bitch, I'll take it. Yeah. You're like, you're like, even in Mad Max, they had a windshield. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, Anyone ever buy those? Yeah, yeah. Some people would make a point of it. I remember, the, um, so it, 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 I don't think this is racist at all, but the truth is that, that Asians... Um, are the most they they come from a, a, a some Asians come from a, a, a culture of uh, bartering, and so they come in and they really bust your balls. And they would they they're very cheap too. Uh, I noticed that every single time. And these Korea this Korean guy came in and just hassled us for hours uh, on this nine thousand dollar F one fifty, and uh, and he was just like I, he wanted more off. That wasn't good enough. 
Like we're we're just like take it or leave it. We don't fucking care. And he's like, no, no, you got to come down to this price. You got to come down. And he's got the paper from like a week prior when we were selling it for a lower price. But that's neither here nor there. And I, I just remember my manager freaking out and being like, because the guy had broken English and it was just a bitch to even you know negotiate with him. Uh, he knew numbers, but that was it. So I'm constantly writing up agreements and sign here and just just pushing and pushing and pushing. And my manager finally sees we can't close, and he's just he rips the newspaper out of the guy's hand that he kept pointing to. He's like, "This is no good, no good, no good, bad, bad." He crumples that fucking newspaper, up and throws it in the floor. Worthless, worthless. Nine thousand dollars, nine thousand. He circles, circles. Here, sign, sign. He's just like, "No, no, still too high." He's like, "Get out, get out." That's it. Just walks away. So that I always that that was my favorite part of that job was when there were. You've got to kiss the customer's ass up until the point where you know that you can't sell them a car. And then you can, turn, you can flip it 180 degrees and be as big of a dick as you want. And so I'm just as excited about selling a car as I am about finding a situation where I can't sell a car. Because I get to finally be like, well, fuck you anyway, Bob. You asshole. You time-wasting roach. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I... We'll see. I'm not in the market for a car right now. I get truck fever every so often. I've been talking about it for a while. Right now, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm glad I didn't buy one. I have done nothing but work for months now. It'd just be sitting Scott, in the driveway doing nothing. Scott's truck had an interesting um, little accessory, I guess, that I didn't notice until today. He showed it to me. When you let the bed down, the top portion of the bed in the center pulls step. out and where's that, like a step. Right. And then it's got like a handle that, that turns uh -huh. up bed to grab on too and he was talking about sometimes he's got to carry heavy parts and get them in the back and he'll just step up in it with the part and sit it down it looked really functional uh, i was jealous yeah the it, it looks pretty cool I, i've seen it on youtube a lot that step and it's good the chevys on the other hand just have it sort of built into the bumper and uh i don't know what i like better like his goes lower and it has a handrail so his is definitely better, but it's like a 15-second setup. And there seem like a lot of moving parts. So I wonder if when that thing's 16 years old, if it's still going to work like that or if it's going to be all like rusted and you kind of poke it in and it's gritty because of whatever. I Whereas didn't mess that, with it much. The step but welded into the on, the... on the Chevy, it's just the bumper is like carved out like a step. You know that's yeah. going to be the same for your life. Yeah, yeah. I always liked the step-side trucks. I thought they looked much better than the straight beds. Um, my F-150 had those. Um, I always liked that look. It, it just was a much more attractive truck to, in my eyes uh, when it had the step side. Taylor, are you going to ever get a truck and man up a little bit? You know, stop being such a goddamn pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Maybe someday. I don't really want a truck. If I, What I, are you going to do when you need 100 me. fucking hay bales to build a castle with? Yeah. How are you going to bring home all that mulch? I Well, that's what I was getting to. I'm going to get an SUV. Uh, I'd like to get a uh, oh, really nice Jeep for Grand the Cherokee. Kids to soccer. Hmm. No, no, <laughs> something that I could take. Load all the guns in the back, go shooting. I mean, I've I've gone out on those hills before in my Chrysler, like driving on dirt roads, like so I can set up and then we can go shooting. And I just look like a real dick out there in that thing. It looks like a drug dealer's car, and I'm like shooting clays, and it's like a real con conflict of cultures. Uh, I really like the Jeep Grand Cherokee, like the SRT8 one, uh, real quick, and they're, I don't know, they're really nice on the inside. But a friend of mine had one of those. It was like $60,000. His parents were millionaires, and they just bought it for him. 
Um, I don't know. Ever since then, I've wanted one of those. But as far as the truck goes, nah. No, I don't use it enough to justify it, and I'd feel like a prick. You can get used Cherokees really reasonably. Like you, you can oh, get yeah. a beautiful one for thirty grand, or you can get an, an expensive one for like you know eight grand or something that still has a lot of life in it. But they keep showing up as like a car not to buy. I've seen that. Like I had an '04 Grand Cherokee uh, before I got this car I'm in, uh-huh. and I liked it. It worked. It, it had way less problems than this stupid fucking thing that I'm in now. <laughs> that has had I, I bet i've spent five thousand dollars on this thing just you should try a non-chrysler nonsense. car if you'd like to see what reliability is like i know i just <laughs> I really like the, the look of the jeeps and i like <sighs> the jeeps, you're so right god chrysler always crushes it with their design in, in the trucks too like the rams in my mind beautiful looking they're, and they're so macho compared to like the Ford and the Chevy. The new ones like don't the Durango. Even have a, a, a stick shifter though. They have this goofy little dial that you like twist it, like uh, drive. Oh no, I'm gonna go to reverse because we're in the fucking future now. Where this is too hard. I, That's why I, I like the F-150s having it on the floor. I, I I like that. I don't like having it on the column. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I always have stick shifts, but it. I I, I saw that dial and I thought it was pretty cool actually. Um. But, you know, I, I saw some guy wearing leather gloves. It was like, yeah, I see. That's perfect for cowboys. <laughs> <You know? laughs> when I'm wrestling cattle, I can't be taking time to shift out. I need a quick spin, and I'm on my yeah, way. It was just know? like, look, that dial was sized so that you can operate it with work gloves on, like a lot of things in trucks are. And it just seemed perfect. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like a new truck, but I... Also, it, you know, it, it burns me up inside. Like, if I had a new truck sitting in the driveway right now getting 4,000 miles a year, I'd feel silly. That's For you, I feel like a lease is, is actually a thing you should do. Imagine oh, this. If you, got, if, if you got, like, uh, I don't know which would be more attractive, but maybe a 24-month lease with, like, really low mileage per year because you're not going to drive it much. You could do like a 24 or 36 month lease on one of these badass, crazy expensive trucks and maybe, you know, and put the mileage low like 8,000, 8K a year, something like that. And you'd, you'd, you'd be able to, you'd know right away that, all right, I'm going to sink whatever the payments would be. Uh, you know, I'm going to sink $8,000 into a new truck experience. Once it's all over, you got nothing to show for it, right? But, you still get that experience you wanted without sinking sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I think leases sometimes make sense. It just depends on what. There, are, I I used to deal with a lot of customers, and I would ask them like, "So, what's your, what's your mode of operation with vehicles? Like, like what was your last car? How long ago was that? And the one before that? And the one before that? And I'm like, look at this pattern here. You buy a new car every three years. Why are you eating all this de- depreciation every time? If you know going in that part of your life is just going to be a car payment that part of your life that has $600 carved out in it that every month you're going to be paying for a car because you like a new one every three years and you're just not going to get this thing paid off and then hang on to it for a dozen years like the other half of society might do then leasing a car might be the best option you're going to still have that payment you're going to get a lower payment and you're going to you know know that oh my, my lease is almost up it's time to get a new car time to do it again I hear no, no. you. I have been the other guy in society thus far, though. You know, my, yeah. my truck is 13 years old now. You know, it's 2016. Yeah. That's it's uh, that's a, that's probably a more that's definitely a more responsible way to do it, right? It, it but, but you know, it requires the added things like maintenance and storage that come along with keeping a car for a decade or more. Yeah. 
but I think it's the better option. I mean, you've got your truck and it's awesome. I don't, it's awesome. <laughs> like, you know, you pay, you paid whatever you paid for it. It's 20,000 or whatever. And like, and that's, you know, then you just maintained it and it it's did. still trucking. It, it's still being a truck, you know, all these years later. My last car payment was in 2003. There you go. So that's nice. <laughs> you want to call the show there? I, I need could to get do that. sleep tonight. All I right. Get up in the morning at work. Check out our sponsors, our merch, Patreon. Uh, Patreon guys got to see uh, my wife model the capes the last PKN. Yes. Definitely yes. worth it. Check that out. Cape modeling. <laughs> I even model. We should the come cape. up with our own line of capes, and uh, and that that could be a thing. We need we need PK branded capes. Of course we do. <laughs> oh, they'll be hot sellers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, PKA Super episode two sixty five. Thanks everyone. <laughs>